It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's it. One more. Get it right. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouths. Can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. You're a never was. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Live Mouths. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-hosts, Speedy Petey and Tyler friggin' Harrison. Well, Remember... You can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. How is your receded hairline, Tyler Harrison? Receding. It's still receding? <laughs> I have to say, your haircut is very fresh. I really do like it. Well, thank you. I do. I, I mean, you are losing some of that hair on the top of your head. Uh, I'm wondering that you will probably be bald by the age of 35. But uh, right now, your fade is very fresh. I like it. I do. Sp- could you take Speedy for a haircut? He looks like a mole. I'm going to get one before Thanksgiving. Well, uh, Thanksgiving. I think, no, listen. I'm going, out of your beard. I am going to take well, that's you a for a haircut. Story. That's a different story. I am going to take you for a haircut. You I told need you, I left, I, I left my, my razor, the plug for my razor in my other grandparents' house. So I have to go get it at some point. So wait a second. Wait a second. So you cut your own hair? No. All right, so no, I didn't say I cut. L- my own let hair. me I do said this. I'm deliberately waiting right before Thanksgiving no, no, so no. I can get a nice holiday cut. No, well, who's cutting your hair? The, the barber shop. No, no, no. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you Jason to my Jason Kelsey barber. is Josie, your beard. Right now. I am taking Jason you. Jason Kelsey doesn't know me. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he saw your beard, he'd be very upset. I am going to take you to my barber shop, like I did a while ago, and get you a fresh haircut that makes you look like a normal person. Because right now, you look like an Ewok. Okay. Yes, because of the beard. Because I, I don't have my razor right. Uh, so. You look like an Ewok from the, uh, you know, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. I know. Yes. <laughs> you do. I know I mean, what Ewoks are. No, well, you up. do. You, you're like a, uh, you're like Gizmo, the Ewok. You That's know? a gremlin. Oh, whatever. That's Star what Wars. Wicked. Wicked. That's his name. <laughs> You've got some of your lunch in your beard still. I, I, it's disgusting, man. I, I don't want to just imagine. You're sitting right next to him. I don't have to sit next to him. But to look at his beard and look at, like, food and See, eggs and stuff like that, I'm that's jealous, disgusting, though. man. Why? Carl, again, it's not deliberate. No, but what I'm saying is, like, right, I want your, like, poof. Your poof? What the hell's a poof? The, the ball on his chin. You want his poof? So why don't you grow your freaking hair out? You got more hair on your chinny chin chin than your head. Right? Why don't you shave the chin and put it on some put some on your head? What do you think? Is that is that a good idea? Or do you have more hair on your back than you do on your chin? No, I definitely have more hair on my chin. Alright, so no, you No, actually I don't know. It's close. It's close? Oh, really you, close. You should have somebody cut that hair and use it for the top of your head. You know, you paste it on it or something like that. I you definitely know. need it on the middle of your head, man. I mean, you you kind of you, you look like Manu Ginobili. You know, that's where that's a compliment. I'll take. I, yeah, <laughs> but, but I didn't say you look like him. But your hair, you know, the top oh. of your head, it looks like you have a yarmulke on the top of your head. It does. It looks like you have a yarmulke. You're, you're starting to receive. Did you over there. piss him off earlier? I am not. He's not I, pissing. I haven't me even. Off. I haven't even spoken this to him. Is, in 
This is Three a compliment. Eggs. This is a compliment. I mean, you what? don't look bad. I'm giving you compliments on your hair today. You had a good haircut. And you just, uh, to me, you're just, it, it, you are receding, man. I feel bad for you. Carl, yeah. I surrendered that already. And the the Broncos are not making it now because I didn't expect the Raiders to be as good as they are. I already, oh, I already oh. told you that. I'm not confident anymore. Well, I think, uh, I, I would say the Broncos are pretty much trading away pieces because they're rebuilding. And well, Von, well, Dan, they're not going to pay Von Miller. No, because he's not going back next year. No. And by the way, the Rams aren't going to resign him either. No, I know. No. I'm just, I know it's a rental deal. Yeah, but I'm saying um, I didn't think they were going to sign him anyway. So it makes sense. He got a first round pick, a second and a third. Don't I'm be sorry. surprised yeah, if, if the Jets go after him next year. I could see the Packers. It depends if he's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy, then fine. I could see the not Packers. Healthy, you can't do it. I could see the Packers, even the Giants, because they need a pass rusher. Yeah. I could see the Giants <laughs> doing that too. I, it's making I, open, I would open Von the Miller. bank account to get Von Miller. Well, he's not going to make a lot of money. No. I mean, he's, he's what, 32, 33 years old? Lots he's got three issues. years left. And he's got injury issues. Uh, He'll level. probably get a three-year deal worth about $10 million a year. I mean, that's what he's going to make. He's not making no eighty million dollars. No, I, mean, I know that. I'm not. Say- I'm just saying. I would give him a blank paybook. I think he's not going to be greedy. No, but but I- he wants to go to a winner. You know where he might go? Where he might replace JJ Watt in Arizona. Why is he leaving Arizona? No, I think Watt's going to retire. No, JJ Watt signed a two-year deal. I know, but I'm saying no, he might he's retire. not going to. He's not going to end his career like that. Buster Posey's retiring. Well, Buster Posey's different. He's won three championships. How many did JJ Watt win? None. But that's all not, right. It's, it's that's really a hard. To it's win a, a different Super player. Bowl. It's a different team. It's a completely different organization. So organization. I, yeah, organization. What but, are you, uh, Oscar the Grouch? Shut up, you. <laughs> Well, we got a great show lined up for you, and uh, we're going to get into a lot of different things. A lot of different. <laughs> what do you? What do you, what do you think, Fat Albert, or something like no, that? What the I, hell no, is this? The or the Cookie Monsters? <laughs> what I actually think. I I would like you kind of look like the Cookie Monster. Yeah, if you were a little blue, you'd be the Cookie Monster. You, that's I, what I she mean, says. Well, I don't know what she says. Probably not saying that about you. That's for sure. <laughs> By the way, can I get my beard out of your cookie now? I mean, your cookie out of my beard. Thank you. Oh, man. That's pretty good. Uh, So we're going to get into the new world champions, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, that won their first title since 1995. So, And they earned it. They absolutely earned it. Uh, we'll get into the whole Odell Beckham saga over there in uh, Cleveland. I think he'll be on his way out by either tomorrow or by the end of the week. He will be gone. Tomorrow morning. Um, I don't know about tomorrow morning. We'll wake up to it. Uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers COVID situation, what what is the league going to do to, to him? Uh, is he going to be suspended for uh, the story coming out that uh, the fake uh, vaccination card um, the Henry Ruggs thing, which I really want to get into. Oh, I thought it, I think it's a, probably one of the biggest stories right now in America that um, people are talking about, but not talking about it enough. He obviously murdered, or, or not murdered, but killed no. a young lady. You can say murder. Uh, well, he didn't purposely murder her. You can murder her without intent. Whatever. Um, we'll have a guest at 11 o'clock. We will be talking to SB Nation, Nets Daily writer and reporter Chris uh, Millhall. Mill Holland, okay, you got it. Mill Holland. So we'll have him on, uh, and we'll also talk about college football playoff rankings, which very interesting. How Alabama is number two (laughs) in the country, Uh, but that just shows you uh, that just shows you how corrupt the NCAA is. But their money, uh, money what? They lost the money. It's the playoff committee. It's the playoff committee, not the NCAA. They lost. They're not undefeated. It's corrupt. How are they the number two seed? They're not. They're not. They are the number Alabama, two seed. I know. I mean, like, they shouldn't be. But Alabama is money. Mm. 
And by the way, uh, we will have Beave in the studio next Wednesday with Tyler Harrison here. This will be very interesting. So that is must-see, must-listen to next Wednesday with the Beave in the studio. Tyler, is he going to say something dumb like Tyler, trade Panarin? Yeah, Tyler, you have a week to get Panarin? your Panarin, Panarin jersey. <laughs> Well, you did say his name right. Why, so. why, why don't we just trade Igor Shostorkin while we're at it? Or Adam Fox? Or By the way, or... that Vancouver save, that, that goaltender yesterday, those saves that he had were fantastic. I mean, Markinson's good. Uh, unbelievable. You know, you know no, why you know why Ranger fans should even be more mad that they lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to? Who? The Rangers. You know why they should be really mad this morning? Why? Because the reason they lost should still be in a freaking Rangers jersey. Mm. Yeah, freaking Vigno, go f yourself. Yeah. Thank you. JT Miller doesn't know how to play hockey. You're a moron. But we're not getting into hockey first. We're gonna get into football. Sorry, first. I, sorry. I've, uh, I've been holding on. We will on to get that into for... a little bit of hockey. Uh, both New York teams. Obviously, the Rangers are playing pretty good hockey. The Islanders are starting to play pretty good hockey. So it's still very early. So there's there's no there's no back and forth banter to what we see on both teams. But uh, it's uh, the Rangers and the Islanders will be playing at the end of uh, this month. And right so now, technically, even the Sabres are playing well. Yeah, they are. But uh, they, They're not going to last, but still. A lot of these teams aren't going to last. But <laughs> Be careful. Um, they're, they're really not. Be careful. Because what do you I mean, know, be careful. I know we are leading. Buffalo has that, that for no, every no, but year. I know that we all agree on the Where Sabres. Where am I going? Where I am think, I going? I think you're going to lump the Rangers into a Lump to the Rangers right? what? I said the Rangers are a playoff team. Do you ever listen? No. No, uh, not really. I, I said the Rangers. I think it's best for my patients if I don't listen to well, that. Well, that, that just shows you how stupid you really are. Anyways. Um, Am so, I a moron or an imbecile? Uh, you're both. But just no, a little actually, lost in translation type of, of person. You know, you, do you realize that one of your ears is you know bigger than the other? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm letting you know. No, right. thank you. One's curled. And I, yeah. Did you ever get hit there? Uh, you know. No, I think it's something about... Did somebody beat you with a baseball bat? No, I, I don't even want to tell you why I think it is. Why? Why? Why was it? Because I don't want you. Because if you go too far with this, it's going to be. No, I'm not going to go any far. I, I want to get into the show, but no, I. No, no, I, I think it's actually because my head could not fit out of the uh, uterus. Oh, so so it was your mother's fault. Don't blame my mother for shit. I'm just Please. I'm just saying you just no no I I no it's my it's uh, I do have a pretty large head. You do have a large head. You do, do and a and head. a receded hairline too. But uh, you know, <laughs> no, I mean the beard. It, it definitely fits you. If you didn't have a beard, then it would be something wrong. Yeah, no. You know, yeah, you, you would definitely beard, look I mean, like uh, you know, you'd probably look like an ingrown patient male that looks like ingrown uh, patient male. Ingrown, you know, like sloth. You know, kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, that's where where you would go. Okay, but uh, anyway, sorry, we can't all have a round it's chin from like to Gizmo to sloth. <laughs> well, it, it's gizmo? both. It's it's like Gizmo from the, the Furby gremlins. looking thing. Yeah, the gremlin. Yeah, you look like a little gremlin. He had nice ears, you know. You know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I, I want right. to get into. I want first of all, I want to get into the football situation because there's three really big stories, and the trade deadline was Tuesday. Uh, there was a couple of trades, and believe it or not, the Jets made more trades than a lot of different teams, which I'm very surprised that the Jets were making moves. No, yeah, but, but the, I think the guy they got was pretty good. Yeah, they got a good offensive lineman. They really yeah. did for nothing, really. Right. Uh, that another good merge. move. Another good move by Joe Douglas. Let's see if it works. Uh, a yeah. lot of these, a lot of these guys that they bring in, uh, especially offensive linemen, are a little too old, not healthy, or just don't play well with the Jets. So, so now the Jets have two guards with hyphenated names. Yeah, well, that's a whole other story. As long as they get, the, I, I want them to get rid of Van Roden. They need Roden. a second. They, uh, need, they a need to second get part. rid of Van Roden. I mean, oh yes, he's, he's terrible. Van Roden's not a hyphenated name. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this guy's definitely going to earn the spot from Van Roden because Van oh, Roden yeah, earn, earn. I think he's walking into it. No, they said that they're. Uh, 
they're not sure who's huh. going to win. But it, remember, Thursday is the game, so uh, it could, you know, we'll see what happens. But Hike. anyways. That's all he needs to know. I want to get into this Henry Ruggs thing because. Oh, I actually have a question for you later. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no, I, I know. Go I, I want to get into this Henry Ruggs thing because this, this story, when this came out the other day, I, I thought it was just an accident. And then I found out a little bit more of the story that he was two times uh, over, the, uh, over the drinking limit uh, when they obviously tested him for uh, drinking and, and obviously liquor. Um, and also, I found out that he was going 156 miles with his girlfriend in the passenger seat, which is absolutely dangerous, putting his girlfriend at risk, too. But then I found out a day later, almost 24 hours later, that he killed somebody. And that when he hit that young lady... Uh, the, the car went on fire, and she burned to death. And when you listen to – and it's 156, not 186. It was 156. Go read the story, Carl, because I read the story I the saw other day. 156 as well, yeah. yeah. When you read this story – and and I, I'm, I'm going to go with the ins and the outs of what I think if I was running the – well, the Las Vegas Raiders, what I would have done with Henry Ruggs, but – this story is going to grow legs because there's a lot of there's a lot of bit of this story that we haven't heard and hasn't really come out. And with with the NFL and with these NFL players, these are multimillionaires. They're making millions and millions of dollars every single year. Why didn't Henry Ruggs, knowing that he was drunk two times over the speeding limit and two times over the drinking limit, why didn't he have a driver? Why didn't he call an Uber? <coughs> Or a taxi driver. He was driving a Corvette. I, I understand he doesn't want to leave his Corvette in, in the, the vicinity that he was going to leave it. But that doesn't explain why he was driving intoxicated. And another thing that really disturbs me is that the, there were teammates of his with him that night. Mm-hmm. I think one of the guys had a daughter in there too. Yeah. They were teammates. Now, why did, their te- why did his teammates let him... Go driving knowing that he was intoxicated the way he was. That just shows you the incompetence of some of these players. Now, we all know about the Ray Lewis story and and how Ray Lewis got in trouble. It should have been in trouble, should have been jailed for what happened. I mean, nobody found his suit that supposedly was full of blood. A lot of people believe he killed that young man. But there's no information. There's no proof on it. So he got away with murder. We've seen Rice who punched out his girlfriend in an elevator, completely ruined his career, which started this whole uh, domestic violence thing with the NFL and started it all over professional sports. And unfortunately, a guy like Rice, who's a very good guy, who's trying to, uh, you know, trying to fix up the mistake that he made with his now wife, uh, his career was completely over because of it. Now, he, he wasn't the same running back. We all know he wasn't the same running back he was before that incident. But still... His career was completely over when that happened. But this story is it's just a disgusting story. And the fact is, is that I'm reading some of the, the, the story that, you know, the, the write-up story that the cop was writing, that he was actually writing on this girl's coattails before he hit her. Like he was trying to get into an accident. He was trying to get to hit somebody. Now, if anybody knows the story about Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs' best friend died in a car accident, which Henry Ruggs was supposed to be in that car, and his friend was not supposed to be. They both played on the basketball team, and it, he, he decided, his friend decided, there was one passenger seat, he decided to take the, 
take the ride with the friend, and he was the one that got into the accident and died. Now, I don't know if Henry Ruggs, uh, and if, you, if you've never seen the E60 story, go on YouTube. It, it, there's a whole E60 story on Henry Ruggs' career and his life before he went to play in Alabama. Uh, what is Jeff saying? It's inexcusable with the CBA the way it is. It should never happen. Absolutely. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Jeff. But when you look at the, you look at the NFL and you look at some of these stories, and, and this, has, this has been going on. Herndon was never the same player ever since he got into that car accident. He, had, he, was, he was on the old rookie team his first year with the Jets. Then he got into that uh, drinking intoxicated in the offseason. He was never the same player. Michael Floyd, too, with the Cardinals. Michael Floyd. The first two years he was good, and then all of a sudden. I, I mean, Michael why really haven't good. these NFL players figured this out? They're multi-multi-millionaires. Why are they drinking intoxicated? Why doesn't the team send him with a limousine? If they know they're going out, why, why doesn't the team have vouchers or security follow these guys and make sure that these guys are getting in and out of the places that they're going where they're protected and they're not putting people in harm's way and to me i'm not blaming the uh, the las vegas raiders i'm not blaming the ownership or the management i'm not blaming anything because there's a lot of stuff going on after the john gruden thing and 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 the raiders made a lot of mistakes over the last couple of years and hopefully they're starting to move in the right direction but this story and I, I'll say this. If I was the owner, this is a 22-year-old kid, okay? He's not a man. If you want to call him a 20, 22-year-old young man, if I was running the Raiders, I would have not dropped him the way they did because he's going through a lot. He made a mistake. People make mistakes. Henry Ruggs does not have a background in felonies, misdemeanors, or anything. He was a good Samaritan. He was a good kid. He made a mistake. Now, obviously, the Raiders are going to drop him, but I just, if I was running the organization, I wouldn't have dropped him as fast as they did. I disagree on the way they treated and mistreated this kid. Now, they should be getting this kid help. Obviously, he could have mental illness. Maybe that whole accident with his friend is still bothering him. Maybe he tried to kill himself that night. Who knows? We don't know the story behind why this happened. Is his career over? I don't know. And now, me and Tyler were talking about it uh, before we started the show. Tyler thinks his career is over. Now, we've seen players over the years do terrible things, and they come back and they play in the NFL. Henry Ruggs is 22 years old. Now, I don't know if he's going to see jail time. I don't. But if he does see jail time... That doesn't mean that he can't still play in the NFL. If if he sees two years, a year and a half, six to 12 months, he could still come out of this and some team might give him another chance. He's got tremendous talent. He's very fast. He's got good hands. And he was the first first wide receiver drafted two years ago in that draft. Now, has the Raiders misused him in their offense? Probably half. Now, it's still inexcusable what he did. Okay, he murdered, he killed somebody. It's manslaughter in the way I look at it. And I don't know how how they're going to to work this. I don't know what they know or how they're going to because this is going to go to trial. Obviously, he's going to go to trial and they're going to have to make a decision on how long uh, how long the jail time is going to be. Is he going to see jail time? I don't know. Now. Uh, being that he was two times intoxicated, I would say he will. I mean, he did mur- he did kill somebody, so I could see between twelve and twelve and eighteen months. 
I don't think he's going to see 20 years. Um, I think he's going to pay off the family. I, I could see that happening because his family, the family is going to probably sue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like uh, the whole uh, uh, Ray Lewis thing. And Ray Lewis paid off the family. I think uh, Henry Ruggs will pay off uh, the family. It's not going to bring back their daughter. It's not. Or their wife or kid. Uh, yes, he did have a loaded gun, Speedy. But we don't know if he had um, if he had a license for that gun. I, I, we don't know if, if that loaded gun – he could prove that he had a license or in that state – uh, where was it? It was in New it Orleans. It was in Las Vegas. It was in Las Vegas. I don't know what the state rules, the Las Vegas rules are. Do you need a license? Could you carry a loaded gun? I don't know what the rules are in Vegas. So uh, that, that, story, that part of the story – Slowly but surely, when it starts to come out, we'll figure it out and we'll find out if it if it was if it if he wasn't licensed for that gun, and if the rules and laws are broken in Vegas, yeah, he he'll he'll probably see even more jail time from that. That that'll probably be worse than the, the 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 killing of that young lady. Ben says hashtag ban the beef. Jeff says not corrupt; it'll work itself out. Ben says Green Bay versus KC is going to be very interesting now. Uh, who throw for, Carl says, who throws for more yards, Mahomes or Love? Ha ha. The five head, uh, yeah, 186, uh, unfortunate. And then loaded gun doesn't help. Speaking of Jeff, we have Jeff on the phone as well. What's going on, Jeff? How are you doing? I'm good, Errol. How are you and Speedy? I'm good, man. Good. Yeah, so a lot to unpack here because mm-hmm. you're not intentionally, but you're missing so many facts to this. Mm-hmm. You're wondering if he's going to get jail time. Mm-hmm. He is going to get jail time. He was charged with uh, DUI death resulting. Mm-hmm. And in Nevada, that ca- carries a minimum mandatory of two years. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be no probation or six months or a year. It's minimum two. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's where it starts. And the second part about this that you're kind of glossing over is it's fully on Henry Ruggs. Uh, and it's going to make it worse for him in court because of the way the CBA is written. He can make a phone call at any time. Any NFL player can make a phone call at any time. Mm-hmm. And the team is required to provide him transportation. Right. Required. Mm-hmm. It's in the CBA. They have to get him a ride. Mm-hmm. So with that knowledge. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's the, but players don't do it because the players fear that, like if you go out drinking twice a week or three times a week and you're calling to get rides, mm-hmm. players fear that they're going to use that against you in your contract negotiations. Right. So that's why they don't do it. Mm-hmm. But if they were to call, the team is required to immediately get you a ride. Wow. So, yeah, that makes it make the, even bad for the teammates, too, that were, that were saying, don't drive, don't drive. Right, but I, I'm just giving you both sides of the coin because mm-hmm. the team is required to do do it. Dude, listen, I want to go to the the, the the convenience store and get a pack of cigarettes, and I call the NFL. They got to do it. Mm-hmm. They got to do it. You know, that's just what it is. So it's going to make it even worse for him in court with the knowledge that he was driving. L- listen, you could cut his speed. It was 156 and a 40. Right. You yeah. could cut his speed in half, and he would still be doing double the speed limit. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I, when I heard it, he was going 156 miles on a straightaway street and a busy street. Uh, I mean, you're trying to kill somebody. You're trying to permanently injure somebody, which it, it, to me, 
Uh, it, it's just it's a sad story because if you like if you know the background of Henry Ruggs and I know you do, uh, Jeff, you're a big college fan. You know what happened to his best friend uh, and and how he, bl- he to this day he, a lot of people believe he blames himself on on why he should have been the one in the car, not his friend. And uh, he I mean, he was that's sick. Not going to help the family. No, no, it. no. It's not. It, it's not. And and to me, uh, you, you know how it is. Even with the Ray Lewis thing. Ray Lewis paid off the family, and the family was like they went away, they disappeared. So yeah, that's, that's I, I know it doesn't bring. Story. There's going to be no I, I, paying off because the cops are already involved. Like uh, this was, this was a felony act, right? Well, you know the, the family's going to sue him, <clears throat> right? Of course, yes. but what are they going to get? That guy's not going to have any money left after he pays lawyers and whatever. Just well, he's been he in the league. It. He's been in the league for two years. He made eight million dollars. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. so let's get through that now, okay? Eight percent of it goes to uh, agent. Agent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to get hit in taxes, right? So how? So so the eight million dollar thing. He probably hasn't even. First of all, it's a four year contract with a fifth year option. He right. probably hasn't received all eight million. That's number one. And what's he actually received after of it after paying his agent in taxes? Right. Oh, well, whatever. And, then, and so now he's going to have to pay his lawyers, right. and that money is going to come out. What are they going to get from him? I, I, I guess you could be right, but I don't know how much money he has, and I don't know how much money he received off or in any endorsements or whatever he's gotten. Now, he's been in commercials. We, we've seen him in a bunch of commercials. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what a family, but they, they're going to sue him. And what I want to know, and they know, obviously, the cops, and, and they know more about this. And I'm sure the story is going to come out even more. And they said it's a lot worse than people even think. Because, so, Did you see the arraignment today? No, I didn't. I, I didn't have a chance to. The, the prosecutor said that the police told them, and I don't know how quickly they determined this. So just I'm going off of the news conference. Don't blame me if it's bad information. Mm-hmm. They just said that the accident isn't what killed her, that she could have survived her injuries from the accident, mm-hmm. but it was the explosion from the car she burned yeah. to death. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, I heard that too, that she burned to death in there. She was trying to get out of the car, and she burned to death. And, and the gas, and the back of the, where he hit her, it exploded with the gas tank, which is under right. the trunk. It exploded. I, and I mean, it, did you see the car? It was just a I saw, yes. out frame that was left. Uh, it, it's terrible what happened to her. It really is. But again, I don't think he intentionally tried to kill the woman. You know, so <clears throat> I, I think I think that he was trying to kill him himself. And it just so happens his girlfriend was in the car. Surprisingly, they only had a minimum injuries with the way they hit her on a, with a Corvette. And a Corvette is made completely terribly. I mean, the, the yeah, you, it's all fiberglass. Yeah, it's all fiberglass. The, even the frame, you know, it bends right in once you hit something. So the fact that he survived that is is, is pretty amazing. Going 156 miles per hour with very small injuries. But this isn't, you know, I mean, there's another comparable incident with an NFL player to compare this to, and that would be Dante Stallworth. Oh yeah, right, right. And the difference he hit that man, Stall- right. Mm-hmm. right? He hit the guy, but the thing with the guy is. The guy was drunk, and he stepped into traffic, and that's how Stallworth hit him. So while Stallworth had also been drinking, mm-hmm. and there's no excuse for that, half of that blame, you could make an argument, lies with a drunk guy stumbling off a curb. Right. Mm-hmm. This this girl was just an innocent victim, and this dude – first of all, let's – there's a whole other thing to this. Mm-hmm. First of all, 
It's also a charge in Nevada where if you're doing double the speed limit, mm -hmm. that's reckless endangerment. Mm -hmm. Not only was he doing double the speed limit, he was doing double that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say quadruple, pretty much multiplied by four. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. This, this story, it's just terrible. I feel, I feel bad for the family. I also feel bad for the Rugg family because – you know their son. Their son is going to see jail time. His career is practically it could be over. I I don't think it is because if he sees two years, it's over. You think so? It's dude. First of all, you gotta. Here's the thing. Be honest with yourself when you're answering this question, right? Two. I just told you two years is the, that's the minimum. Right. That's the mandatory minimum. Do you think this is a minimum crime considering he was doing four times the speed limit, twice the twice uh, the limit? Uh, of intoxication mm -hmm. and a handgun in the car. Yeah. And by the way, when they when they pan that out, right, you're going to find him getting a gun charge too. Oh, it probably if, if we don't know if he has a license. Now he could have a license, and and I don't know what the laws over there in Vegas are that you could actually. I, I don't know if you could actually carry around uh, a loaded gun if if it's it's contained somewhere. So we don't know the. I I don't know. Do you know the laws over there in, in Vegas? I mean, it, de it depends on if he had uh, a license. That's going to be the big thing because mm -hmm. if he doesn't have a license, regardless, it's going to be uh, an illegal an illegal firearm that he's carrying. Speedy, around. do me a favor. I want you to Nevada look at the gun laws. laws yeah. Permit mm -hmm. residents to own guns, and there is no firearm registration requirement under state law. In addition, no permit is required in the state to, or to order to openly carry a firearm. However, there are age restrictions to gun owners. He'll be fine. Uh, that that will. That will be thrown out in court. There's always something that the like, I know, I mean, listen, but this is such that'll a be terrible thrown out. crime. There's always something. That's fine, but he, he has God forbid they he has find really... out that gun was involved in another crime somehow. That's like, fine. You're crime. absolutely right. But if you're being honest, do you think this is a minimum crime? No, I don't it, think like, it's. A, but it, again, the gun. If he has a good lawyer, they'll throw that out in court. As long as they don't find anything to that gun that's forget connected. The, forget the gun charge. Mm -hmm. Forget it. Forget anything to do with the gun. Forget it even happened. Do you think this is like Dante Stallworth, where a guy stepped into traffic and this would be a minimum crime DUI death resulting, and he only gets two years? Or do you think twice the limit of impairment and doing four times the speed limit? deserves more than two years. Well, there's Someone a lot of people. I, I, I agree with you, Jeff, but we've seen lawyers get a lot of people out of crazy things. So to see he, he hired one of the best lawyers over there in Vegas. Uh, he's He's gone through, I, I think they said 150 different cases, cases like this, and he's gotten people out. So I don't know how, I, obviously I think Ruggs is going to see jail time. I don't think he's going to see like five, six, seven, eight years of jail time. I, there's also there's yeah. also another thing to consider here, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm right. just going to throw it out there. Vegas is a town that nobody lives in. Mm -hmm. Everyone right. goes there to party. Right. What a perfect example to uh, show the world. Don't come to Vegas and fuck around. You'll go to jail. Mm. Th that could be true. And, and we'll see what happens with this because – I, it, it's a crazy story. I'm sure there's a lot more things that we don't know that the cops are holding back. That I'm really... guessing he's gonna. I'm guessing he, the minimum he's gonna get is 15 years. You think he's gonna get 15 years? It's, wow. it's two to 20. The sentence is two to 20, and I'm guessing he gets 15. Really? I, I don't think he sees more than two. I, I don't. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I I think that's craziness. Well, I've seen some crazy things. Tyler, I want to know your opinion towards it. See, I hate when this stuff happens because this isn't a sports story. This has nothing to do with football. This has nothing to do with sports at all. Henry Ruggs should go to jail. 
uh, which is a shame. He's so young. But, unfortunately, kid, you made a grave mistake. And sometimes, you know, you could be a great citizen, but if you make a felony as your first time to make a criminal case, then guess what? You still committed a felony. So, that's that side of it. Does Henry Ruggs have a few people to look over his shoulder and be like, yo, you really let me do this? Yeah. Uh, His circle clearly failed him that night. His girlfriend, I got to question you too. How do you let your man drive? How do you, first of all, how do you get in a car with some, full disclosure, I do it, right? It's terrible, right? And I'm putting myself out there, but it's terrible, right? I would never have put my ex-girlfriend in the car with me knowing that I was drunk. Never. You couldn't pay me to do it. It, 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 like there's I mean, just in, certain ramifications. So let's point. just say he was drunk before this even happened, and she came later. She has to be like, "Let me drive." That's the first. She was drunk too. I think she was right, more that's, drunk. That's, well, that's then what guess I was what? Say, in fairness to that whole thing, how can she make good decisions if she was drunk too? Mm-hmm. She's just going to go along with mm-hmm. it. So blaming her isn't exactly the best look. I'm no, it's, I'm not, it's, I'm his, I'm not, fault. I'm it's not, his fault. It's 100% his fault. I'm just saying when I, when you sober up in the morning, you got to be like. And there were part. You said there were players with him. There were players with. Yeah, him. there were three there other was players. Also, there was also that, one of the players had a daughter too. Yes. All right. Well, then, I, the whoever that player is, deserve should be like. Nah, I should, probably should have did more to stop him. Right. So, uh, at the end of the day, right, a hundred percent of this is on Henry Ruggs. No one made him get in the car. No one made him drive 156 miles an hour. No one made him drink twice the legal limit. No one made him follow that girl up her ass. He probably. And let's just be honest. You get a Corvette, you're not driving that thing to speed limit sober. So he knew when he got in that car drunk that he was going to do some stupid shit with that car. Now, regardless, right, that's just, his NFL career is over. Over. It's done. Do you, do you understand, do you remember the flack the Eagles had when they brought Michael Vick in? My God, they had people petitioning outside of the state. How can you bring a pit bull criminal here? Blah, blah, blah. They had all types of headlines about Michael Vick. And that was a dogfighting scandal. Now, that's terrible. Dogs should not be made to fight dogs. It was awful what Michael Vick did, right? It was awful what Ray Rice did. But those, those, those are different. Com, com, yeah, comparing the two situations, those are the lighter of the situations. Henry Ruggs' career is over. And the Raiders had to cut him. I don't know what else you wanted them to do. I, I think they should have waited. I, I think, I, I, listen, I, oh, no. after the John Gruden thing, they had to act fast. They they were already kind of stained from that. The There's a black guy cowards, there. So they did it in the middle of the night like cowards. They waited till they waited till the third out of the World Series. Right. I I cowards. I agree with Jeff. They I think they waited too long. Personally, I mean they should have did it. I mean everyone in a brain knew it was coming, but still I I think they should have did it. No, there's a report out of oh, he's not here anymore. The only thing that I would give the Raiders credit for, right? Because I think they did it in a cowardly way. The only thing I will give them credit for is. They didn't at least go full coward like other teams would have done and been like, well, we got to hear all the fight. No, dude, we already know. You drove drunk and you killed somebody. You're gone, dude. Right. You're gone. Right. Ben says 10 to 15 years is his prediction. Carl says 10 years and out and It five, doesn't matter. Based on most DUIs, unfortunately. And he- well, here's the human element of this, right? Right. As-, as somebody that wants Henry Ruggs to not wake up and kill himself, Henry Ruggs will never be Henry Ruggs again. Henry Ruggs died that night, too. You really think Henry Ruggs is ever going to be straight in the head again? I think Henry Ruggs wasn't Henry Ruggs since his friend died. Well, sure. So let's just go with that analogy, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say you're like, damn, that should have been me. That should have been me. Now you actually kill somebody in your car. You're done. 
You're mentally Adds shot. to it, yeah. Yeah, you're done. Henry Ruggs will never be the same again. To be honest with you, I think that they need to have him on suicide watch. Not Epstein suicide watch. Real suicide watch. I don't... I mean, this has... There's a lot of... That Epstein was a didn't kill himself, by the way. What? I think he was murdered. Epstein oh, absolutely. Was murdered. That's what I'm saying. Real yeah. suicide watch. Mm-hmm. It was the Clintons. I don't know who it was. No, but I I, it was it, that's ridiculous. I, okay. I don't know who it was. The Clintons. I I don't know who killed him, but he he was murdered. He definitely didn't kill himself. Hundred percent. I agree. But, but, but the not thing, to get the positive. Let's not talk about that. No, no, I know. But Henry but the, Henry Ruggs Henry Ruggs died that night too. But the but the Ruggs thing is is so much different though because what you're, you're we're not like it's a compounding of things right because it's not just one felony. First of all, going four times the speed limit. That's a felony in of itself. Right. Being twice the limit of drunk is a felony in and of itself. Mm. This dude's dealing with multiple felony charges. Mm. There's zero chance he's getting just the minimum two years. Who says there's only alcohol in his system either? Who knows what else it could be? Listen, if, if the accident doesn't happen and he hit a curb and he got pulled over, it's a felony to be as drunk as he was. Right. Right. It's never mind the speeding thing. He would lose his license for the speeding thing too. Oh yeah, he'll never right? drive again. Like, oh, he's he'll drive again. I, I he'll definitely he'll you, never he'll never drive again. Dante Stallworth was banned from driving. For the really, rest of I didn't life. know that. I, I yes, Henry really? Stall, uh, Dante Stallworth can never drive a car again. Henry Ruggs will never be behind the wheel of a car. Ever interesting. Again. Very very interesting. Uh, now I, I want to get into because our guest is coming on in about seventeen minutes. I want to get no, into, he's coming on at eleven. Uh, eleven. Oh, I'm sorry. So we got a lot of time. I I, I want to get into this Odell Beckham thing because oh. uh, it, it's this is another story that's been growing legs all season long. Now in the off season, a lot of people were very surprised that the Browns didn't move and, and try to trade Odell Beckham. Uh, and then there were stories coming out that Odell Beckham uh, wanted to be a Brown for life. We all hear that all the time. The Browns obviously extended his contract when he was traded from the Giants. He wanted more money. They gave him. He was the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL uh, before. For a week. Yeah. For for the life of the Giants and then the Browns. But nevertheless, he was was the highest paid wide receiver at one point. And and what's crazy about this story is now. Now, I know him and Baker Mayfield didn't hit it off. Baker, uh, obviously the story with Baker Mayfield is ba- Baker doesn't like to throw to him. Uh, he'd rather throw to Landry or uh, he likes to – obviously the the offense, the Browns' offense is really a run offense first. Tight ends. Yeah, yeah. run Dominic offense first, Jones. throw second. So when 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 you talk about Odell Beckham, it, it was already not going to work when he was traded over there. A lot of people thought, a lot of experts thought – that Odell Beckham was not going to fit over there. The fact that Baker Mayfield was there, the fact that the offense, the way they wanted to, to move the ball with Hunt there, giving him the extension, and obviously Chubb being one of the best running backs in the league, they were going to run before they throw. Then when Odell Beckham is in the lineup, Odell Beckham, uh, a lot of people thought that the offense wasn't moving well because Odell Beckham was demanding the ball. He wanted the ball. So Baker was forcing the ball into places that he didn't like to force the ball to. Now, I don't know what the how this story is starting to progress. I I heard uh, a couple of weeks ago that he had a fight with uh, who's the coach of the team? Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. He had a fight with Stefanski in the locker room a couple of weeks ago. I think it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. 
uh, where after the game he was arguing and that the whole offensive line almost got into a fist fight with Oda Beckham. And, and obviously Landry. And then there was a story in the beginning of the season before Landry got hurt that Odell and Landry weren't getting along in the locker room. And that they weren't, uh, they moved, they were, they were actually, their lockers were right next to each other, that they moved the lockers on the opposite sides of the locker room because they weren't getting along. Now, Oh, supposedly Landry is one of his best friends in obviously played college ball yeah. together at LSU roommates and, and they're mm-hmm. roommates. If they're not getting along and he's not getting along with some of the players in on this roster, then why didn't you trade him in the off season? Now, all of a sudden the story's starting to hit. Now they're, t- they're talking about releasing him. They're trying to negotiate a deal where they can buy out the contract or negotiate where Odo Beckham is not going to get a lot of that contract that was promised to him. Uh, through the negotiations of the extension. Now, if that's true, they should have done this a long time ago. Now, where Odell Beckham is going to go when they drop him, there's plenty of teams that will be open to give Odell Beckham an opportunity. He's going to go to, obviously, a Super Bowl contender um, that that is obviously contending for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. I think the best fit for Odell Beckham is Green Bay. That's where I think he would fit the most. Uh, he's not going to be telling Aaron Rodgers what to do because Aaron Rodgers will tell him, "I'm going to throw you. I'm going to make you eat the ball." He's not going to sit there and let Odell Beckham I demand the Aaron ball. Rodgers vaccination card. Well, well, Aaron Rodgers is not going to listen to Odell Beckham demand the ball. He's not going to give no. it to him. Okay, he's not one of those guys. He needs to go to a team like a Tom Brady who. Don't be surprised. I, he's not going he's not there. Going to the They've got so many weapons. He's not going there. I'm just saying that he needs a, maybe Bill Belichick in the Patriots. That Ooh, would be that would be a fit yeah. over there too. He he go over there. I know it's not going to happen, but he needs to go to a team either with a strong personality at quarterback or strong personality as a head coach because he cannot go to a team like the Giants where a lot of Giant fans say, go make the move and bring him back. There's no way that would be a smart move. Yeah, he would come back. He loved New York. Um, He hated the Giants. It doesn't matter. He he loved New York, and he'd be – he's the center of attention in one of the biggest cities in the world. Your Jets should go get him. I, I, I don't want him. And I no. don't see the Jets. The Jets have true, other needs. True, I, I don't think the Jets are going to go after. He's him. a true number one. That's and next fine. year when the Zach Jets Wilson do, comes back, they don't want a guy that's going to cause problems for a young quarterback. They're not going to do that. And the Jets are not a dumb organization to do something like that. I'm telling you, Joe Douglas is not going to do that. He's not. He's not a stupid GM where he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to bring Odell Beckham in. He's going to screw up my young quarterback. He's not going to do that. I could see the Ravens too. I could see the Ravens doing it. Mm-hmm. Ravens make another a lot organization of sense. that's not going to let Odell run them and like just have him say what to do. And Lamar Jackson's definitely not going to force feed him either. <laughs> I mean, Jeff. Well, Jeff, obviously, uh, you're, uh, obviously, we think the Browns are going to drop him before the week's end. Where do you see him fitting, and where do you think think he's going to go? I'm not sure the Browns are going to drop him. That would be the first thing because I, I listen without getting compensation for him. That seems ridiculous because if they just drop him, they won't even get a compensation pick, mm. right? So I'm not sure he's even going to get dropped from the Browns because they can still make the playoffs and do whatever. But if he were to get let go, mm-hmm. I mean Indianapolis would be a strong possibility for me. Indianapolis. I don't know about well. this year though because they're not contending. No, but they're not. Uh, they out. would with Odell Beckham, and they could make a run for the playoffs. The That's AFC a pretty big. Barely, they have to come back. Weak. No, I, 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 that makes out. some sense. They got a good old line. Hilton has been out. Mm-hmm. They need some offense to help out Carson Wentz. 
Michael Pittman can't do it on his own. Mm -hmm. They have the cap room. The Buccaneers don't have the cap room. They don't have a dollar to spend on anybody. Uh, and Josh, right? sa- Josh says Browns aren't dropping him. Well, there is a story coming out. One of their beat writers is saying that they're trying to negotiate. At, go read the article. Uh, I'll get. I'll pull out the article when we go to break. Uh, there is an article stating that they're trying to negotiate a deal with Odell Beckham where they don't have to give him uh, the um, – the entirety uh, of the contract. The entirety like, of the contract. like a majority. Where they will drop him, and he can go wherever he wants to go in that contract. So I do believe they are going to drop him. They're not. Why would they hold on to a guy they're not going to play? That For doesn't a make sense. Pick. Now, oh, maybe yeah, they get a, a free agent. Hold on, isn't he a free agent at the end of the year? No, no, he no. Has two more years. Two more years left on the contract. I thought there was an opt out. No, he's he's still on. No, there's no opt out. After the extension, there was an opt-out until he got traded. When he got traded, they changed the contract. They they upgraded his contract and his salary, and they took the opt-out out of the last two years of his contract. Yeah, this is a the completely new deal because the completely Browns gave him five years completely. in addition to that. The Giants just gave him the extension, and then the Browns gave him a, practically a new contract after that extension when they got him in 2019. So he actually has two more years after this year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because, I, because that's going to be the tricky thing to this whole issue is, you know, and I don't know how they're going to work it or whatever, but who has the salary cap space for you know, the Saints would make sense, but do they have yeah, the salary cap right. space? I, Tyler and I were actually saying that before the show, and that the Saints being he grew up in Louisiana makes a lot of sense. They just they're they're a team like the Chiefs. They don't have quarterbacks. Yeah, so they're, they're a team like the Chiefs that are pretty close to being yeah. cash strapped as well. The, the Saints, though, you're right. They don't have a quarterback, but being he's from Louisiana, he might take slightly less money if they can make it that kind of thing work. The Saints just don't have a lot of it right now. I mean, at the end of the day, he's only going to sign uh, a one-year deal until yeah. the end of the year anyway, so, right? And then right. cash in when everyone, you know, this, you're going to get a new CBA, so you're going to get a new television deal. That money's going to go up. The salary cap is going to go back up to where it was pre-pandemic and things like that. So it wouldn't make sense for him to sign a long-term deal. That's why I'm thinking How about Philadelphia? Ravens. How about Philadelphia? They have money. They stink. I know they do, but they're they don't in have second a strong play- quarterback personality or a coach personality. That's fine, but I, I could see Philadelphia doing something like that. They're looking for a number one guy. I, I mean, I, you were just saying that he was going to go to a contender. No, that's what I'm saying. Philadelphia, but don't if, ruin your credibility. Well, well hold on. Philadelphia stream five. If they get Odell Beckham, you said it. He could change the uh, the optimized. If offense you're doing that, then Chicago's got to make a call too. Sure. Though. I mean the Vikings too. I mean, I think there's three teams. The Vikings don't have room though with Thielen and that's Thielen true. and Jefferson. That's that true. ball, you know, three you teams. Yeah, they the have a lot of salary enough. issues too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to look at the teams. Uh, the Rams? I think do they have, for me, no, no, the Rams, Rams, don't, they don't, Rams don't have the salary cap, and they don't need them. So you've got uh, the Saints, as we alluded to. The Green the Bay Raiders, Packers. The Green the Bay Raiders. Packers. The Raiders. Well, I don't think the Packers are going to go get them. Why not? Because they would have traded for them then. But they just cut Jalen Smith, so they shed a little bit no of the No one's the going salary, to the Raiders. So they, they, no one's they going could. to the Raiders. They're a mess. No, I'm not saying the I'm saying the Packers. The first team that popped up to my head is the Packers. They're a strong personality at quarterback. They're looking for that, that next big you know, wide receiver on the other side of Devontae Adams. You bring Odell Beckham with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just think of the weapon that you're going to have with Odell Beckham. I, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to him. I, I, I realize I, you're going to hate me when I say this, but mm-hmm. don't rule out the Cardinals either. No. I, I, That's I, ironic. The Cardinals could. I, I mean, That's ironic. Why is it ironic? Because I think the number one landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr. to San Francisco. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think they have the money. Do they have the they money? Have salary cap. They have they have money because they shed a lot of their defense. And again, so. I, I told you this before the show. He's not 
signing a long-term deal anywhere. He's going to sign a prove-it deal, and then he's going to go out there and play. San Francisco's not making the playoffs. Look at the they division. Could, they're in. If no, they they're sign not. a deal, hold on. Arizona Stop. and Los Angeles is seven and one. He is three. The, uh, the San Francisco Forty Nine are three and four. The they're three and four. The, the, the fourth, the they're seventh spot out. is the Panthers, who are four and four. They can make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. I don't think hold they on, are hold either. On, but, but this is what doesn't. But that doesn't mean they could try. This is what doesn't make sense about Errol's argument, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're saying there's no way he's going to San Francisco. They're three and four. But mm-hmm. then you just made the argument for Philadelphia. Who's three and four? Uh, three and five. Uh, three I, and five. Whatever. It's the because, same thing. Because San Francisco's in a very hard division. They still have to play. Uh, they still have to play the Rams one more time. They still have to play Arizona one more time. They so, also play the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Titans, and the Texans. Okay, the Titans. The Bengals are good. The Titans are good, too. Yeah, but the Bengals are going to give up a lot of points. The Titans I think, are I think be, San Francisco's going to go to Cincinnati and beat them personally. The Titans, I, don't, I don't like the kid, but he makes a good point because with Derrick Henry not playing anymore, the Titans aren't going to be the same Titans you think they are. That's fine. I still think they have a lot of weapons on the outside. They still can make, they can make plays on the outside, and I, I, I listen. I don't and think the Titans are now. Odell's going there to be a one, not a two. He's better than Debo Samuel. But Debo so Samuel's having a great year. It's kind no, of hard he is. To take oh, away no, 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 no. I'm willing he's, to he bet is. you he's not going to San Francisco. I, if I, that doesn't mean they shouldn't try. Though. You got to remember when the giant, when this giant thing came out, San Francisco was on that list that he yeah, wanted to go Yeah, but that's different. But from the team, the, the the guys that they drafted, they drafted Samuel. Samuel's been in a league for what three years? Ayuk, yeah, stinks. third year, Th- third years. Ayuk. Ayuk is another guy they drafted two years ago. Right, he but Odell's stink. better. He, he doesn't, doesn't He doesn't stick. He's like Jerry Judy last year. He's out open all the time and never targeted. It's hard I'll to— give you the, yeah, I'll give you one more, just one more, and I can't believe other people aren't mentioning this as well, mm-hmm. that everyone thinks they have a ton of receivers, but they have, like, one. Why isn't Buffalo being mentioned? Tyler said that at the start they're, of the show. They're, the, they're, 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 contend, they're contenders. Would you two guys tell me? No, well, I think I for, the reason why I think it's not going to happen for, for for one, I don't know what Odell Beckham is going to ask for if if he is released, he's going to want. I don't know if he's going to want a long term deal. He might say, "I want a three year deal." He's not getting it. Well, he's uh, not getting it because he wants to cash in in the offseason. That's the smart. Play. Does and Buffalo really just, need a big mouth Odell Beckham right now with their squad the way they're playing? Yeah, but, you think yeah, Sean McDermott's going to sign him if he's going to be a big mouth as a quarterback that could never over like. You, no one's going to be able to overthrow Odell Beckham. And Josh Allen's got the biggest arm in the league. And don't even tell me that it wouldn't happen because Emmanuel Sanders is there. Emmanuel Sanders stinks. Hmm. Well, he's having a good year, though. Carl says, I like Tyler's points until he essentially said we should feel bad for rugs. Oh, no. OBJ and Landry. I never, I never said to feel bad I'm the for one rugs. who said. I'm the one who I said. I said there's a human element to the rugs thing. That's I, I, I feel bad for rugs because of the situation that he put himself in and, and, and what he's gone through in his life. I, I feel bad for him. No Carl. one should feel bad for him just because, listen, here's the thing. At the end of the day, he knew before he was leaving the house that he was going to go have some drinks. He had the option to get a ride. He declined. Carl says, OBJ and Landry throw a better deep ball than Mayfield. Ha. Huh? Josh says, why would I feel bad for Ruggs? He's a murderer, and all he had to do was call a Lyft or Uber. Yeah, that's simple. I feel you got, you got. Hold on one second. If everybody thinks it's simple, I have seen a lot of people, a lot of people say it's that simple and say, I could drive home. I could do this. I it's could do that. that it's not that simple. So don't say it's simple. Because, Josh, you can't tell me that you, you, you called an Uber, you, you called a taxi when you thought you drank a couple and you said, you know what? I could get home. I could drive home. Don't tell me yeah, that's never happened to you. Though, there's there's a clear delineation between the argument you're trying to make and the point he's making. Because having a couple when you go out and go, oh, I can make it home, 
is a far cry from being double the amount drunk. Right. Like, but at that time, a, that's more but, than a couple. But Jeff, Jeff, not, at that time, at that time, did, did he really know when you're drunk? Do you really know that you're really that drunk? Some people don't because you're impaired, right? Yeah. Like you make that. That's what you do. But the, this is why I'm saying he knew before he left the house. He was going out. Not he that was having some double, drinks. Double was legal. Limit. And I'm not saying that. It doesn't matter. Josh is saying that I'm you're right. It doesn't if matter. You're having, if you're having a drink and you're in the NFL and you know that you can call and this is beyond Lyft or Uber because you don't have to pull a dime out of your pocket. It comes out of the owner's pocket. You can just call and get a free ride. He knew before he was leaving the house. And I, and by, by the way, right. by the way, no, when the- when Josh says, "I'll never feel sorry for a guy that gets a DUI and kills somebody," I don't feel bad for what he did. I feel bad for being that he's a 22 year old kid. He is a young man. He has made a mistake. Has he made bad mistakes and bad decisions in his life before this? It doesn't seem like it has. He has no background of misdemeanors or felonies. So he hasn't, okay? And in his background, his story, if you actually seen the E60 story, this kid has is mentally has had problems ever since his friend died in a car accident. So maybe it hasn't clicked or maybe it's affected his life all the way into the NFL. So we I mean, don't, don't know the story behind it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's a double-edged thing there, right? Yes, it you is. You say, oh, it's affected him mentally and he doesn't know what he's so doing. So why did or he drive drunk? The, yes, I know. the other side of the coin would be, I don't know, if his friend died in a car accident, maybe he would be hyper-vigilant over not doing that. I, I agree with you, Jeff. But again, he's a 22-year-old guy. He's a kid, okay? And we've uh, – Jeff, Jeff, you never made mistakes when you were 22 years old? Dude, I've made a bunch of mistakes. All right. All right. How about uh, Tyler? Are you kidding? Tyler, like, how old are you? I'm not I'm – not, I'm 29. All right. I'm not, I'm not bashing I'm, Henry Rush I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, have you made mistakes in your life? Yeah. How about oh, you, Speedy? Sure. Have you made bad mistakes in your life? I have too, and I've lived with those mistakes, okay? And it, it has cost me in certain ways. But you know what? You learn from them. You can't learn from this because he killed somebody. And now he's going to – he's lost his career. He's uh, – he killed somebody and they, they lost a family member. I mean, could you imagine what this guy is thinking in his head today? That's why I'm yeah. saying he needs to be on suicide watch. You know? I'm not kidding. He probably not, is. Like, he really needs He probably mental- is. It probably is, and I, it, it's just—it's shameful. It really is. But I'm not—I'm not standing up for Henry Rugg saying, That's "Oh, I feel bad for him." That's protocol at most prisons, anyways, Tyler. Right? Like, if you go back to the Aaron Hernandez thing, when they took him into prison, he was in a special cell on suicide watch for two weeks. Someone yeah, in uh, that kind of position, they automatically get it when they go to prison. Oh, well, especially said, a guy with money like that. Carl says maybe OBJ needs another boat trip. As Tyler. <laughs> Come I don't understand why people are still bringing that up. Victor Cruz, the leader of the Giants, the he was there with them. Secondary, so. No, the secondary, Landon Collins said the secondary is not going because he's a leader. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Carl says, come to the Bears, maybe out, replace Allen Such Robinson, a leader, he's playing gone. for Washington, you don't even <laughs> see him gone. anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, is there, is there a whole other, listen, I realize Odell Beckham is talented, mm. and we're all talking about being excited about the next team he's going to, but maybe another team doesn't want him. Do you think, listen, just throwing it out there, I realize I'm going to catch heat from all of you. But what if he's just Terrell Owens? Maybe he's just a shitty teammate. Mm. He is. Everything that, I've, everything that I've read, everything that I've read, you, listen. a lot of people don't like him. Even him and Landry, that's his best friend. 
They moved their lockers away from one another. And, yeah. and not for nothing, what a punk-ass bitch move that you can't be a man and go to your teammates and say something. You have to have your daddy put out a video because you're tough. Well, hold on. Wait. Hold. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna defend uh, I, I'm gonna defend Odell, right? Surprise, surprise! You know what's coming. You're gonna attack so, Baker? Oh, that's well, no, fish. it's not really. Ba- it's <laughs> okay. not really Baker, right? So let's just go. Let's just rewind the clock. Odell Beckham Jr. sits on ESPN. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to be a giant for life." John Moran is a beast, by the way. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's pretty good. That guy. Go he's pretty good at the go game ahead, of basketball. Good. So Odell Beckham Jr. says he wants to be a giant for life, and they ask him a question about Eli. He goes, "Yeah, Eli really can't get me the ball." Oh boy. How dare you attack Eli Manning? So then that gets brought on his name. And then the Giants are like, well, we're kind of going a different direction. We're kind of rebuilding here, and your contract's a lot of money. So they move him to Cleveland, right? And I'm sure Odell's not going kicking and screaming because at the time, who the hell wants to go to Cleveland? And, mind you, this is why I don't think he'll ever come back here. The Patriots offered more than Cleveland did, and they said, no, we're going to send him to Cleveland, right? Uh, everyone says the relationship between the giant guy and the brown guy, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. He went to Cleveland as a punishment. Well, they also did the Vernon, Vernon for Zietler swap that offseason, so. Well, right. So, all right, we gave you this for that. Now you're going to get Jabril Peppers, who was supposed to suck when he got here. Right. He turned out to be pretty damn good. Fortunate what happened to him. Yeah. But, anyway, long story short, now he's in Cleveland, right? And everyone's saying Odell's a bad teammate. This is why that's not true. So he goes there, and he literally organized – Last offseason, a team workout, we're going to be a Super Bowl champ. He gets all the What offense. does that mean? The, hold on. That's a leader. That, that, that's, that's not a leader. leader. That's not I a mean, leader. wide receivers do that. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson did that, and you praised him. Odell doesn't. It doesn't count. Zach Wilson is a quarterback. All right, that's what I'm trying to say. How many wide receivers get bring in the whole offensive unit and have a workout together? Not many. Basically every team, the Patriots did like the last couple of years, too. Yeah, Olszewski put something together, and they all went somewhere. And not for nothing, if you're going, oh, because he got his teammates together, that's a teammate. You know what isn't a teammate? Blaming other people that are on. Like, if you're a good teammate, you're not the guy blaming everybody else. And there, maybe there's a pattern here. Oh, Manny now that's can't get okay. Me the ball. So good. Manny well, I was going to get the ball. This. Now Baker can't get me the ball. But no did Odell say that? No, or did Odell's dad, dad say that? Put out a video. Odell's dad did that. Right. Maybe right. So just, how so, Odell's not going to attack his dad, and yeah, Odell Beckham Senior. Even if Odell said, "Don't do it," Odell yeah, Senior is a very. Then there would be no reason for him to have to go anywhere because he's the leader of the team and he's such a leader. I didn't he say he shut, was a leader. He, I, but he, he turned a new leader. By the way, he's playing with two bad and... shoulders, so it's not like he's not trying to help the team win. Right. He's out there with two busted shoulders. Speedy, read what Josh wrote. Read the bottom what he wrote right there because uh, I, ba- disagree, uh, I disagree with what I don't want to get – He knew. Go from he knew. No, no. He knew. Go over there. He knew what he was doing. Jeff is right. You know what you're doing before you left the house. I also have the common sense before I leave the house to know if I'm going to get plastered, which I'm done before. I always call an Uber. When I was That's... in Collard, had my car, I left every single time and had a cab come, just saying. Okay, okay. So wait a second. Josh, first of all, when you have millions and millions of dollars, one. Now, I'm I'm going to take it back because it's different when you're just a normal Joe Schmo and you're a guy that's going to a party, which your teammates are going to meet you at. You're with your girlfriends. They're probably with their girlfriends or wives or whatever the hell they're with. They have one of them had their daughter there. Okay, he drove over there. Did he really think that he was going to get that drunk? 
Probably not. No way. Okay, probably not. It also okay? doesn't matter. You're leaving out the fact that, dude, it's a phone call and it's free. That's and fine. Have to do it for you. And if you know you're leaving the house to have a drink, why take the chance? Because uh, first of all, I, again, I where did he go? Did they come from a club? Did they go for? I think it was a restaurant. It doesn't matter. It was a restaurant. I mean, I mean, I could give a shit if it was a Chuck E. Cheese with a bar inside. I, that's again, Jeff. Uh, you're you're a player that, and and by the way, the the restaurant wasn't that far from where he where he was living. I think they said it was less than fifteen twenty miles from his house. So if if that's the case. Your mental thought is that's a I, long drive, by the way. Think about how far fifteen or twenty 15 miles. Fifteen miles isn't that far. That's pretty far. It no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I, when I don't you're drinking, it. dude. Yeah, but again, I don't think it, we've seen people. You you've drinking a drive couple fi- of you drink, drive fifteen have miles you on drink, the Have you taken three or four drinks and say I could drive home? I've driven well, listen, I mean, after I taking more than three or four drinks. I guess I'm not it, proud I guess to say that, but if we're being honest here, all right. I'm just I'm just saying. He, I guess at 156 miles an hour, though, that's only like a three minute ride home, though, right? <laughs> Technically, the fact yeah. is, I'm Jeff. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Okay, 156. That's SEC speed, man. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong. Again, going back to what Josh is saying, when you're going out, you're not expected to get plastered like that. You're expected to go out, yeah, have some food, and, and hang out with a your boys, have a drink or two, and go home. Nobody thought – I don't think he thought that this was going to happen. And who knows mentally if his mind was really there when he was going out. Maybe he was planning to kill himself that night. Who knows what the kid I mean, was you thinking. you can't make that assumption. I, I know. I know. I know it's – I, again, Jeff, I'm, just, I'm not making an assumption. I'm just saying we it's don't like know what's going on in his head. That he maybe he's yeah. trying to kill him. Yeah, well, we don't know what's going on in his head. We don't mentally. I don't know where his head is at. Okay, Carl loves your line. SEC speech, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's, it's why the Big Ten can't keep up at 156. That's SEC speed. And I and, and Josh also says, what about OBJ going to the Chargers? I think it would be a great fit. I don't know if the Chargers want to – being that Justin Herbert is there, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring him over there to hurt the chemistry no. that you have a young quarterback that looks like he's going to be a star. I, I would not do Mike that. Mike Williams, too. So. I, I don't think it makes any sense to bring him over there. I, I don't. Have they signed Keenan Allen yet? No, the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs maybe. The if Chiefs, they're trying to make a splash. Do they, have, do they have that kind of money, though? If it, like well, Jeff said, if, like Jeff said if, if he's taking a million dollars for just the rest of the year or whatever, they're maybe $500,000 to try to win What's a Super the Bowl. minimum? I, I don't know. Is it even a million dollars? It uh, might be less. It, it, also, it also somewhat doesn't matter because what will happen is They'll sign him for a number. Mm-hmm. Just call the number a million dollars. Mm-hmm. He'll only get a half a million dollars. The season's halfway. Are we halfway through? I think we're halfway. Technically, through, right? technically, no. It's one more week, but it's like almost okay. There. So one more week, but they prorate it. So whatever his salary okay. is, it'll be prorated. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works with the bye weeks too, because it's different this year with the extra game. Because it'll, no, it, it just matters how many weeks are in the season. Oh, I mean, okay, I didn't know if it would matter, but based on the games of the team, too. That's it's not going to matter. Hold, they'll prorate it. Hold so on, if he Jeff. A million dollars. He's only going to get. Jeff. Uh, then Josh writes exactly. Doesn't matter if you're rich, middle class. Who gives a damn? You know whatever it is you're risking. I know what I'd lose, and that's everything. First of all, Je- but this uh, is, but Josh, this is, you're not the kid. 
You're not the kid. You're, you're going to tell me, Josh, if you're a multi-multi-millionaire and you're a football player and you have everything, you've, you've got everything on a, on, 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 on a plate, okay? You never hear the word All no. Right. And you never heard the word no. And then you have the opportunity to, to go out with your friends, drink a couple of drinks, and drive home with your girl. And you're going to tell me, hey, you know what I, you know what I am? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go drive home drunk. I know I'm going to go fucking wasted. I, I'm going to be two times over the speed, uh, uh, the, the drinking limit, and I'm going to speed 156 miles per hour. You thought that he, he thought that he was going to do that? No. He, he was wrong for going out and drinking and all that other stuff. But you can't honestly sit here today and say, hey, well, if you know you're going to drink a couple, you shouldn't be driving. Because that's a bunch of bull. Because 98% no, of the world... No, it's... I don't think... I don't think it is bull, Errol, because when you have... Listen, you need to stop looking at the money because in this situation, the money doesn't matter. He has the ability to get a free ride anywhere he wants to go at any time. When you have something like that, a tool like that at your disposal, it makes it worse. Carl says, come to the Bears and replace Allen Robinson when he's gone. Snug says, OBJ has Jets written all over him. No, he's already, he's he's ready to going. end his career in NFL Siberia. He's not going to the Jets. He I should th- go to the Jets. But they're QB1, Mike White? Mike White getting wins? Oh, God. Oh, I, we were, I do have a question were, for you. When yeah, we no, were going no. into the season, who thought Mike White would be hanging Jets W's and not Zach Wilson? That's Mike fine. White. That's fine, and we'll somebody get into made, the whole Somebody Mike made like White a lot thing. of money on that betting. Betting of the most passing yards for the week, too, Jeff. Dude, <laughs> think about the week we just had. We literally just saw Trevor Simeon, Mike White, and um, Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush get a. You called that Cooper... too, Jeff. I remember you're in your pick. You called that. Speedy, Dude, keep reading the, off the, the thing. Way, That's your by job. The way, when Cooper, when Cooper Rush can throw for three twenty-five, can we stop acting impressed when Dak throws for three fifty? Snug says, "Speedy, it's Movember. Where's the mustache?" Uh, Snug, it's not by. It's not intentional. I don't have the ra- uh, the plug for the razor yet. Not for you, Speedy. It's not. It's not Movember. It's no, not November. Uh, yes, Carl commented that as well. No nut November for Speedy. I don't know. Uh, Stuck says, I don't know. OBJ is a giant diva. Aaron Rodgers is a giant diva. Could they live in peace? Carl says, Washington. Uh, Josh says, Carolina. And Josh put him on nice. Tampa for the fun of it. LFAO. Washington would be a good Carl says, Carl says Robbie Anderson would stab him with one of his dreads. Stuck says, let's be realistic. He could fit in any team in the league that could afford him to play him. He's a world pay him. He's a world-class talent. Uh, Josh says he just got lit up the other day. He was in on to play Buffalo too, which Tyler mentioned already. Ben says, I do not want OBJ in green Bay. Uh, he You're also, a fool. He also, keep going. Keep going. He also says, had what I'm hoping for to be my last surgery for the near uh, future. I'm today. happy. Everything's going well for you. Ben. Good job. Really. Yeah. Ben, Was it a lobotomy? He doesn't want OBJ. No. To get the lobotomy. He had kidney stones, bad kidney yeah. stones. He's been going through a lot of uh, pain and, and suffering over yeah. there. So. Ended up being outpatient, was sent home afterwards. Everything went well. We are good to go. That's good to hear, Ben. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely good to hear. Uh, Josh says there's probably a cab on the street he could have called. It was a Top Golf. Suck says, oh, Top Golf is, thir- is a thirsty activity. Mm. Carl says, I'm a regular Joe Schmo, and I know what I would lose a lot. Josh said, love Top Golf. Snug says, that's Alabama speed. Uh, Carl says, Errol, I don't like the Stanky's hat. The stankies, but I like the hats. Thank you. Uh, I'm part of that 2% then. Snug says, yeah, but everybody knows that buzz driving is drunk driving. I'm pretty much sure he's feeling the buzz. And Josh says, it's not. I'm always told that when I went out and left the house with my parents telling me it's my responsibility. And okay. And, and again, you come from a different family. You come from a different family. Henry Ruggs came from nothing. 
came from nothing, came from a a, a town and, and a family that had nothing. I, I no, can't wrap it, my head around some of the arguments. My, my argument isn't here. Again, I'm going to argue this. You're raised differently. And when you have money and you're going through a different situation in your life, you're not going to make the right choices. And you're not going to make the same right choices that you're talking about. Because, hey, I come from a middle class family or I come from a different life. It's a different livelihood. Listen, you're man, brought up differently. millions of dollars. I'm probably going to go out of my way not to screw that up. Yeah, That's well, the other side of the coin. you're like, different. You come you're, from you're, nothing. How how would you be like? You want to know what? Let me risk everything I have to do this again. You're playing you're, roulette, and you're probably going to lose. Tell that to Aaron Hernandez. Tell that to all the other guys that have done things, stupid things, that have ruined their careers and killed other people doing it. Okay. The Aaron Hernandez thing is is a whole different situation. Do you he want me to go back? Do you, do you want me to go back on other people that uh, obviously have been in situations in their life that cost them their job, cost them their money? Oh, come on. I, I, it's I happened think, before. This, right, but I think this situation is unique just for the fact that, like, you're bringing up uh, uh, Ray Lewis. You're bringing up Aaron Hernandez. I think this situation is unique in the fact that Henry Ruggs can call for a ride. What are those guys going to do? Call to have someone killed? Like, there's no mechanism there, right? Like, there's a, mechan- there's a mechanism for Henry Ruggs to avoid the situation that he's in. The NFL provides you with That's a fine. ride. Fine, Jeff. And fine. The kid made a mistake. So he made a mistake, and it's going to be costly. It's ruined his career. It's ruined everything. He killed somebody and all that other stuff. It's common sense, Josh. There's a lot of common sense that's come out, non-common sense that's come out of your mouth in, in certain things. And I, you know, other people have attacked you from it. People make mistakes. People make mistakes, bud. And for you to sit here, I'm not saying it was okay for what he did. I'm not. But it, it's a shame for a guy that is such a young player, such a young career, such a great talent, it, putting himself in it. And, and again, the mental situation that he might be in, in his, you know, we don't know. We don't know the situation. It, it, it could have caused this. So, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, I'm not I, standing. I, I'm not making that excuse. And that's what you're going to say, Jeff. Don't make excuses. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just no. saying we don't know. I understand. No, no, no. I'm fully on board with the we don't know the full scope of the story kind of thing. But I just think the situation is unique compared to some of the other dumb things people do because of the ability to just make a phone call and get a free ride. So even if you were broke, the money has nothing to do with this, right? Even if you're broke, you get this. Mm-hmm. This is one of the perks. This is one of the privileges, right? Like this is this is what can happen. It's free. Take it. <laughs> Josh says, really? You're you're going to compare my common sense comments on sports, Henry Ruggs DUI, laughable. No, I'm not. Again, you're not taking in what I'm trying to say to you. Okay, Maybe Josh is on the Manischewitz tonight. Who I, knows? I, who knows what he is? <laughs> but I, I I do want to get into this Aaron Rodgers thing because this is a story by itself too, which it, it's starting to grow legs now. Uh, the whole vaccination thing now uh, throughout the league, the NFL has pushed. The NFL players that get vaccinated, every single player should be vaccinated. There was only like five or six players in the NFL that didn't get vaccinated. And, and they pretty much spread and, and said their piece on why they're not getting vaccinated. A bunch of them, are, two of them are on Buffalo. And I think there are four or five of them uh, throughout the league. Vikings and a lot of them too. But this story, if this is true, okay, Aaron Rodgers supposedly claimed he got the vaccination. 
And he did not. And he didn't. He got a fake. No, he didn't. He didn't make that claim. What What, what was the claim? Because Immunization, I think. Or he, that. That's that's the claim. Everyone Everyone assumed when Aaron Rodgers said he was immunized that they assumed that he had gotten vaccinated. Yeah. When When I think what had happened and why he made that comment. I'm just speculating that he must have had COVID before mm-hmm. or something. Right. right? And on the website, so, they decipher so, the difference. Right. So, so saying that he made the claim that he was vaccinated is, I understand where you'd say that. It's not true. Okay. So, so there you go, uh, Tyler, because you said there was a story coming out that he said he was vaccinated and he had a fake card. Did you, did you not say that? They, yeah. They claimed that he had a fake vaccination. He had a fake vaccination. No, he card. said he was immunized. They took it. It was a comment that he made mm. that, that that's why they assumed he was vaccinated. Right, and there was also I think he had a personal doctor, and the team doctors didn't verify it, and what the personal doctor did, and they filed that in instead. So I think that's I think everyone just believed it at that time, and everyone at, at that point I didn't even know there was a difference until uh, until I was a close contact when Errol and I had it about yeah. a month later. I didn't even know the difference with that either. So uh, we were, were just assuming he was vaccinated. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Uh, and Josh says his fiance or something got him involved in some sort of treatment thing. Meanwhile, she's vaccinated. Here's the thing. I I, I don't know. Obviously, the story, it, the, nobody knows the full, full end of this story, obviously, too. And this story is obviously going to come out when Aaron Rodgers speaks. But to me, everybody in the NFL, if there's a, a law or a rule by uh, Roger Goodell, should be vaccinated. Every one of them should be vaccinated. And me, who is was completely against the vaccination, anybody that knows me knows that I was completely against vaccination until I got COVID-19. I was deathly sick. And I realized that, you know, maybe it, it would be the smarter thing to get vaccinated so I don't have to deal with the, 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 the crazy disturbance that I dealt with yeah. for almost 10 days. And I wanted to kill myself. Uh, or I felt like I was going to die. So when you think about this story with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a smart man. Guy's intelligent, one of the smartest players as far as the quarterback position. And this guy, he didn't get vaccinated. And if he didn't get vaccinated, and knowing now that he has COVID, and he probably doesn't have it bad, I don't know if he does. And if it's true, and he didn't get vaccinated, the NFL needs to figure figure out why these players aren't getting vaccinated and why it, it's so hard to make a law or make a rule because, Jeff, we were talking about it before the season started, that there was a that Goodell was going to make a rule that if you don't get vaccinated and you come down with COVID and you give another player COVID-19, that you can uh, forfeit a game. Right. Your team could forfeit a the game. Team, if the team has enough guys where there's close contacts and they are not, quote unquote, able to play the game, like I think it's, I forget the exact number, but it was a good majority of it. They have to forfeit the game and they would get a loss on their record. Right, right. That was that was the rule. Is right. if they if they have too many players where they're forced to because listen, and I I'll only speak on it from the Patriots' perspective. I know a couple other games happened. I can't remember what they were, mm-hmm. but the Patriots ha- ha- were forced to cancel the game because uh, they, them and Denver uh, right. had a shit ton of COVID cases. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So what the NFL was saying was, if that situation happens again. You forfeit. There's no – we're not moving games to change bye weeks to try to move around the schedule anymore. The schedule is the schedule, and if you can't play that week, you forfeit. Yeah, the the Bills and Titans are the same thing. I think the Steelers and Washington, I think it was. I couldn't remember the all the games yeah. that happened. Patriots-Broncos, like though, was the first one, I believe. That was in week five. They both, they both coincidentally were on their bye weeks at the same time, so that made it work pretty easy. 
and then it was the Bills, Titans, I think the Steelers, and Washington was the other one. That was the latest one in the season. Right. I think it happened, that was the Steelers it happened first a handful loss, of times. But it happened a right. handful of times, and I couldn't remember all the games. I'm just – I used the one that I knew. That's why, as well, they actually expand the range of the bye weeks. I think it started from week six and now goes all the way to week 14 or something like that. To me, I, I'm just saying if the NFL has a rule and they're trying to demand a law – and and a lot of these teams look look what Kyrie Irving's doing. He might first of all, the, it's, they're not demanding a law like the, the a NFL rule. Can't they're make demanding laws. they're demanding a rule to play in the NFL. They want every play, player to be vaccinated. Do they not? They're giving a rule. They're they're ruling that every single player should be vaccinated in the NFL to play the game. That's what that's what Goodell well, it's also and that's not the case. It's also well, not Beasley the case. Told him where to shove that. Well, now, huh? Beasley. No, he did not tell him where to go shove. There was a handful of players they did. That didn't right, but because of the rule where five players, right? It because of the rule where if you had to uh, so many guys out and you couldn't play, that it was a forfeit. Everyone decided to do it. Mm. That was the thing. They're not for. They're not for. They could, but they're not forcing people to get vaccinated. They're not. So people need to slow down with that. Beasley was the most notable. They're not forcing. They're making a rule. Okay. They're telling people that they should. And by the way, Carl says, wait a minute. Every player should have been vaccinated. As you said, every player should take the ride home. But obviously they don't. So you so we need a rule there, too. But CBA is too dicey for what you are saying, Harold. You can't you can't force people to take the ride home. It's just a mechanism. So people have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're you can't for, it, yeah. right, and think about how just ridiculous that would be is what we're what we're gonna get a car for and a driver for every player for every team. Mm. I mean that's uh, that's ridiculous. I, I just uh, when when you look at all these st- different, and we're gonna get into the trade deadline and in uh, the NFL, there's just so much going on in the NFL right now. It's it's crazy, but uh, this Aaron Rodgers thing, I I don't know. You know, it, it seems like it's been a big story today. It's been all over. It, it, nobody's really talking about it as much as I thought they were going to talk about the Henry Ruggs thing because I think this is more of a story than Aaron Rodgers. But this Aaron Rodgers thing, being that he was diagnosed with COVID-19, he's going to miss the game this week. Uh, a 7-1 and team, the Green Bay Packers, probably the hottest team in football right now, if, if you really it's gonna look at it. going to get worse. Uh, I'm sorry? It's going to get worse, man. Imagine, like, the Packers are lucky that this is happening in week, I don't know, what are we in, eight, nine? nine. Where are we? Nine. Right. Mm-hmm. They're lucky that it's happening in week nine. Imagine if the, when this happens in January mm-hmm. and we're dead in the middle of the playoffs right. and now Aaron Rodgers needs to go sit and they're play, They're going to be playing presumably a good team, you yeah. know, a team that made the playoffs right, like whatever. It, this is why it's, it's foolish. This is why you want to talk about not being a good teammate? Aaron Rodgers, not good teammate. Right. Well, uh, why? Because he's irresponsible. Yeah. He should have gotten yeah. vaccinated. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. He should have been vaccinated. It, it, it's bad for the team. But like you said, it's not happening in January. And now that he's he, he comes down with COVID, he's not going right, to get it for you, like three just, or four months. But you just wait until it happens to someone else and it happens in January. And, and that whole fan base is going to lose their mind. It won't happen to Aaron Rodgers. And as long as it doesn't happen to Aaron Rodgers, they have a chance to Not win. with the three receivers that just got it too. Yeah. No, but no, but this is what I'm saying. He's lucky it is. Yeah. That's no, you're right. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. That that part, you're absolutely right. They, you, you, wait until the, you wait until the Cardinals go. Uh, you know, 
14 and two or whatever the thing is. Right. And then Kylo Murray gets it going in the playoffs. People will be like, Dude, no, I think the Cardinals were actually the only team that was hundred percent vaccinated at the start of the year. I'm just using an example. Well, it's I'm bad. Not... It's the worst over there in Arizona right now. Well, right, yeah, but I'm right. just, but I'm just, but I'm just making the example. Do you know how bad a fan base will lose their minds? If, if the quarterback of their team that's making a playoff run uh, goes, goes out with COVID. Right. They will lose their minds. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out that you're playing semantics games going, I'm immunized, and oh, everyone took that as you being vaccinated. What an irresponsible idiot to say some dumb shit like that. I just think when you look at where the NFL is and what this this uh, vaccination and what COVID has done in the last two years, it is, it's affected sports. It's affected money uh, intake for obviously the with, with – with um, wait till uh, vaccinated players start making more money than with endorsements. Players. No, I I don't know what the NFL or what the It'll professional the sports are going to do. I, I don't it know. Will absolutely be in the CBA. Uh, what? What will be in the that CBA? Vaccinated players will make more than non-vaccinated. How could players. you do that? What do you? That'll what do you not mean? be in the CBA. No but I wouldn't be. Yeah. That won't be in the CBA. But I I won't be surprised if that happens because look what's going on right now. Hmm. What's the What's the best ability, Tyler? availability yep. and guess who's not available Aaron, Aaron Rodgers why because he didn't get vaccinated hmm. Ben says Packers are now going to have a bunch of breakout cases now if more are unvaccinated it's irresponsible shit show potentially and 100% could have been avoided mm-hmm. but like we were saying Ben it's good that it happened now rather than later in the season I don't, why I don't would Aaron Rodgers speak up after Devontae Adams came down with it that's what I was saying. The three like, receivers. Oh who's shit! Maybe next? now I'll get. Yeah. Maybe that, now I'll get back. That's what Ben is saying. Because he didn't want to catch the shit that Cole Beasley was catching. That's why he didn't say anything. Well, that's why I said Cole Beasley told the NFL, "Nah, eh, I'm not getting it. So if I have to sit out, I'll sit out." But now here's the other side of the story, right? <laughs> what if he gets it again? Well, you can't get. You, I think it's four months. You can't catch it once you get the um... four months from now. We're in what? Four months is what if they make the Super Bowl? February. This is November, yeah. so it'd be in March. Yeah. It'll be March. Yeah, the season would be over. So it, it takes. No, that would be Super Bowl. Isn't the isn't the Super Bowl pushed back? Uh, into uh, February, but it's not, February. It's not into it's March. It's just later in February. But they don't. To be fair, they don't know when. What they don't know nothing about this. So I don't really trust anything any doctor is saying about vaccinations or oh, COVID only lasts this long. At first, it lived on surfaces. Now it doesn't. Whatever. They don't know how long this, how long your antibodies are good for. They don't know anything right now. Jeff, the Super Bowl is February thirteenth, mm-hmm. so it, he'll. Oh, that's he'll like be, on time. I thought it would have been later with the extra week. No, they. I think they just added an extra. They added an extra. And I actually think it's an extra two playoffs. weeks, right? But it's an extra two weeks also because it's you have an extra round of playoffs and you have an extra week in the regular season. Right. I think that's why they have they have the extra they have the extra week off built in, but it is doesn't the extend Pro Bowl it to now March. after the Super Bowl. No. Because the Pro Bowl can't possibly so. be on time. Then. I don't believe so. Because that that's usually just worked in anyway. The the first Super Bowl that had it where it was before the Pro Bowl was the Giants' second one against the Patriots, and they've kept it that way since. I don't remember them changing that back. All right. Well, why, why don't we uh, move away from that and get into the NFL uh, trade deadline. Uh, there was a couple of interesting trades, especially the Von Miller. Now, yeah. does this solidify the Rams to be obviously – uh, a Super Bowl contender, adding Von Miller, one of the best, one healthy, one of the best pass rushers in the league. I mean, I don't think he's as dominant as he was three, four years ago, no. uh, but he could still, I, I think he has, what, four sacks already this year? Or he's three. top ten in quarterback hits, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could still hit the quarterback. You, you had him with Aaron Donald, and obviously Jalen Ramsey, you, you, have, Floyd, a, yeah. you have a top-end def- defensive team. 
Jeff, I want to ask you uh, your thoughts. I mean, when you heard Von Miller uh, gets traded to the Rams, obviously they're they're looking to win this year. They gave away practically next year's whole draft. I mean, 2022. Right, they're already in too draft. deep with the draft picks. They might I mean, as well keep going. I mean, they're put in a position yeah, where they, they have to win now. Yeah. But that's not a coincidence that they gave away all their draft picks, though, right? Because mm. they once drafted Jared Goff, and they realized that was such a terrible decision. They were like, we never want another draft pick. They were, yeah, now they were kind of in too deep, away. too. That's why I was saying the Matthew Stafford trade, even though they gave away a lot, wasn't bad either. And obviously, he's having a great year, so that justifies that as I well. I mean, there's, there's two things that strike me about the trade is, one, the Rams were already a contender, so that's just nonsense anyways. But, like, right. this makes them more of a contender, right? Like, they're going to be better on defense. That's scary. But number the, the other thing that really hit me that I find absolutely fascinating is Speedy Petey's AFC West division <laughs> winner. Wild card team, the, Jeff. The, the, the Dude, division winners are they all were not of a my sudden, division winners. They were my last wild last playoff all, team. They're all of a sudden standing out front of their garage selling everything in the driveway right now. Okay. Like an old Jeff, couple moving to Florida. Jeff, first of all, they were not my division winners. They were my last playoff team. Second of all, three weeks ago when the Raiders were actually playing defense, I said, I'm not trusting them anymore. I love how they're just in their driveway like an elderly couple selling everything they can right now. <laughs> yes, Carl, I know. I'll probably have to get him ready when the season ends. I know. What, are, what is he talking about? What the bats of, well, well, of the Broncos making the playoffs. Oh, that, was well, you're that, wearing a dress, That was right? with me and Carl, yes. yes, but that's, yes. Uh, that, you yeah. have to wear a dress and, and a wig. Right. So that would be interesting. Yes. Again. But Jeff is wrong in saying I did not pick him as my division winners. I picked him as my last playoff team. But my, my again, d- your Adding, last playoff team, they're going to be a top five draft pick in next year's draft. I mean, they give up a lot for Von Miller. I mean, for, for a rental for one year. Broncos did well, yeah. They gave up a 2022 second-round pick and third-round pick. They don't have any picks next year. They, they don't have, have They're already in too deep with that. They have two. So might as well. No, no, they have two picks left next year. What are they, if the fifth and a sixth? Yeah, yeah it's, right. like, it's like a fourth and a fifth. Well, they've already traded away so much, they're kind of having to surrender that they better part win of their the game Super Bowl. anyway. Right. They better win the Super Bowl this year. Right. Otherwise, yeah. They're already in too deep with having to trade so many draft picks as it is between the trades that they've made. So they're already just kind of surrendering that part of it and just trying to build veteran leadership and then the Jeff, talent does, on that team. Does this solidify them as the favorites are coming out of the NFC? NFC. Well, NFC. NFC. Rams. Jeff, you, Jeff there? you there? Yeah. Are, are, I, uh, I just asked you a question. Do, do you oh, think I, adding Von Miller to this team in this defense, does that solidify them as the favorite to come out of the NFC? I, I don't know if it makes them the favorite, but it certainly makes them one of the, like, like I, I think for me, I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, there's four teams in the NFC, mm-hmm. and it could be any one of them. Because I look at the Cardinals mm-hmm. with defensive standout Zabin Collins. Yep. As as being a team, right? Like, I can see them doing it and still playing well. I can see the Rams doing it. Certainly the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm, right. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers, you know, yeah, once Aaron Rodgers comes back, if yeah. they're contending. Like, right. I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those four teams was the representative from the NFC. The biggest Would statement you? the Packers made. No, those are the four teams. The biggest statement the Packers made, too, Thursday, even without their offense, the defense playing as well as they did. That makes them Listen, more well-rounded. Than it, as, long, as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're going to chance to win every game. That, that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter who 
Who's on the field? Personally, for me, I don't think that they have enough on offense to keep up with some of these other teams. I would agree with you. Like Tampa, Tampa can outscore people. The Rams can outscore people. That's I would lean on the Rams for that reason. That's why I brought Odell Beckham. If Odell Beckham becomes available, that would make a lot of sense. Putting him over there to Green Bay. You put Odell Beckham. I don't think they want Odell Beckham. We'll see. I, I mean. I, 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 they have, they have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and not for nothing. No, he's no, no Green I'm Bay. talking, I'm talking Green about Bay. Green Bay. I'm not talking about. Oh, the, oh, no, the Rams Green got Bay. plenty of receivers. No, Green Bay. Know. The first team that popped in my head when I heard Odell Beckham is probably going to be dropped or let go, which more than likely is going to happen before season's end. Green Bay, because you add Odell Beckham on the other side of Devontae Adams, you give him the weapon, the other weapon that you know Aaron Rodgers has been craving for to help them but win a Super Bowl. But there's a strategy to it. And what's well, like, I don't disagree with Green Bay being a place that he could end up. But the, the strategy would be this. Do you go to Green Bay and fight with the Rams, Bucks, every other team that could get in that we just mentioned? Or do you go to the Bills and make the path to the Super Bowl even easier? Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, but I, I don't know if he's going to go to the Bills. And I, I don't know if Why? the, the Bills because I don't – but, but, but any AFC team he went to, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he, he was to go to the Ravens and prove the, yeah. the Ravens, the Ravens path to the Super Bowl would be much easier. First, that's just the thing. The path in the AFC is easy. So going to the going to an AFC team would would maybe be better for him because the path to the Super Bowl would be easier. That's why I said the Ravens. I think it makes the most sense with the team culture that they have there. He, they're going to be able to keep him from having his antics go crazy. You with get that. to play with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I mean, just the thought of that. And why wouldn't he go to Tampa and sit on the bench and watch Tom Brady win another one? Um, because in his mind, he, he wants to play. He wants to play, and he wants to be a and big— to be honest with you, he's better at this point than Chris Godwin is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Chris Godwin's No, he's not. Chris Godwin's slot metrics no, are the, the best in the league. No, he's not. Oh, he's not better than Chris Godwin right now. No, he's not. And Chris Godwin can be an outside guy, too. He makes good catches. Chris Godwin is the best slant. And you know what Chris Godwin he's doesn't a- do? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his daddy put out videos of how he's open. And he doesn't complain. He, he oh. plays hard, and he, he goes really out there, and he's not injury-prone like Odell Beckham is, okay? Right. so Not only is he – yeah, that's – I mean, this like – Listen, Chris Godwin, better team guy, mm-hmm. right? Certainly a better team guy. He's not doing All anything. All I'm saying is, stuff. if you th- you know this, Tom Brady ain't going to put up with his shit. That's Look why Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is different. He's different. You can say that. He's not different. Antonio Brown was considered a nut job, a bad teammate, blah, blah, blah. Antonio Brown. Who's had a better career? Who's had a better career? Antonio Brown, who's a Hall of Famer, or Odell Beckham? Stop making excuses. No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. That's the point. I'm asking you. One guy is at the end of his career, and one guy is in the middle of his. Yeah, but who's a Hall of Famer? And Antonio Brown's had a better career. Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer. He was was the best wide receiver in the league for like six years. I want you to understand that Odell Beckham Jr. was on pace to have that career. Was I understand that? I get all that. Every fastest two, fastest 5,000 yards, fastest 1,000 catches. That was Odell. But Antonio Brown had it in seven years. Odell had it And in not for nothing, the argument, that, the, the argument that Tom Brady wouldn't put up with his shit while, while accurate and has proven in the past to be true, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. But you would have thought Eli Manning would have had the same uh, amount of respect from teammates. That respect, no one could yes. Do. But you know that Eli Manning's not the – Vocal guy, he's the goof. He's the and Odell and Eli did not have a problem. Hold on, until Eli you can't, get him the I, Jeff, isn't it true that Tom Brady? Eli, you, 
if you can't respect the Eli, then who are you going to respect? I, honestly, I think they do respect but, each but other. But Odell Jeff, knew that is, his it, talent it, was wasted. Isn't it true that Tom Brady? A lot of people say that Tom Brady wasn't really a vocal guy in the locker room. That he I, was a vocal guy in the locker room. Was he? Because I, I heard where you're getting that. I, I, I heard it was. In, I heard he wasn't very vocal in the locker room. He wasn't the he the was guy that always maybe the very his vocal. career. Maybe I don't know. Once, once again, you want to talk about a guy that gets guys together. He's got a place out of the yellow. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not. Used to have throwing clinics. He was always a leader I, and always a vocal I, guy. I I understand that, but when it, I heard when I was watching something, when I watched that Tom thing uh, on on Facebook, that. When he was driving around and they th- they said, are you the most vocal guy in the locker room? He says, I'm really not as vocal as people think in the locker room. I, you, the Tom, What's that Tom thing on Tom Facebook? Time something like when that. Tom versus yeah. time. Yeah, time Tom versus time. time. When he kissed his son and everybody went crazy right. about it yeah. on a lips. Only I, you went crazy because no one loves you that much to give you a chance. Shut up, you. I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> no, it but, was more than just Errol. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. And first of all, I didn't really complain as much as a lot of people did. One and two, he did say that he says I'm not even the most vocal guy in the locker room. I'm, I'm more. Say he's not vocal at all, is Chris. I didn't. I, no, I didn't said that. say that. You, I said right, a, he's not. Right, he wasn't the most vocal guy in that locker room with the right, Patriots. There's a difference between being the guy that stands on the cooler and gives the speeches. And the guy that also just gets the offense together. He's not going to the defense and telling the defense what to do, but he's certainly an offensive leader. That's fine. And I'm not saying that he's he invited not. invited Antonio Brown to come live in his house. What more of a leader do you want? I Again, I, I'm not saying that he is not a vocal guy. I'm just saying that. After when, the coach I've, said, I don't want him here. What I, when I watched that, when he said that, when he was driving, I forget who was in the car, and they said, well, Tom, are you, are you a vocal guy in the locker room? He says, honestly, I'm not as vocal as people think. I'm not even the most vocal guy in the locker room. I mean, I could show you a million videos of him screaming. That's fine. I, I've seen him on the sidelines. Scream, I've seen him scream at uh, Bill Belichick on the sideline. Right. Uh, so... I, I remember that. So, so he can make a claim to not being very vocal, but he is. All right, that's fine. Um, the Cardinals acquire Zach Ertz. Obviously, we know about that. Does that give them uh, a great opportunity offensively uh, to be a Super Bowl contender? I mean, Zach Ertz is a great tight end. I don't know if he's the same player he once was. No, he's going to be used more of as a blocker, I would imagine, because the Cardinals have no. offensive line injuries. Hell no. What? He's going to be used as a receiving tight end. At Adam times, Zachary, but they have a lot of receiving. What do you mean at times? Too. He caught up like 56 I know, but the Cardinals don't have a – they have a good offensive line. It's not great, and they have so much receiving depth. He's going to Zachary be used has as never a, been an inline blocker. Never been an inline he's blocker. He's not a bad blocker, though. Come on. No, but that's why they went and got Goddard because Goddard was the blocker, and Ertz looks more like a wide receiver. Ertz, know, Ertz, to... I'm not saying he's not good at being a wide receiver. I'm just saying the Cardinals, the way they're structured, they're going to use him as a blocker too. Right, but, I... right but Ertz is like the X factor because he's like Aaron Hernandez and the fact that like he's too – um, he's too big for uh, a co- like a corner to cover, and he's too fast for a linebacker to cover. He's by the way, I don't know if he has that same speed anymore, though. He can outrun linebackers, that's for sure. Some, but, by the no. way, Chris Miller, our guest, see the fifty-six yards. Yes, I said, I said some, not all. But, all right, we could go left. back to this. I just want to let the fans know that Chris uh, Millholland is not going to be on until. Uh, 11, uh, I think 11, 10 or 11, 15, because okay. he's got to do the post game. So I just wanted to add that. You could go back to your conversation. Dude, dude adding Zach Ertz is going to make the Cardinals more unstoppable than Bill Cosby at a cocktail party. Oh, God. <laughs> Read what people are writing, Speedy, because that's your job again. 
Uh, Slug says the Pro Bowl is now at the halftime of the uh, Super Bowl. Carl says Pro Bowl should be vaccinated versus non-vaccinated with Tyler as Grand Marshal. <laughs> Slug says, hmm, wonder if the Raiders got any calls about trading for rugs at the deadline. Carl says Capital One mascots. <laughs> Carl says, how, how about De- fantasy owners who might have to just trade it for Derrick Henry? Mm-hmm. Yes, Carl, get the panties ready. I know. Uh, Slug says Speedy is more comfortable at a dress than one might expect. Uh, yeah, actually the Cowboys Big jersey b- b- loss was worse. Uh, Carl says that they, they did well in the draft but didn't help Speedy. Ha ha. Josh says especially u- losing Tunyon for the year. Uh, Carl says Godwin just went 8 for 140. Snug says Godwin doesn't get drunk and drive 156 mile an hour down the street. Josh, Beckham Jr. Josh says that the Buccaneers had OBJ and Antonio Brown in the same locker room. Might as well give Brady a doctorate in psychology. That's true. Uh, Carl says 100% true. He did go to Michigan. Uh, but he's done that. But, but he's done, Brady's done that before in defense of Tyler's OBJ to the Bucks thing. They took on um, Corey Dillon, who at the time was considered uh, – a head case and Jack crazy Johnson. and all that. They, Ocho Cinco is another one, right? They they added uh, uh, Albert Hainsworth at a time where he was <laughs> Randy Moss, right? Randy Moss, Randy Moss, Randy, Randy, right? They added like people don't realize how many problem like well, I'm using the air quotes now. The James problem Harrison. people, right? Well, James Harrison was never a problem. Well, no, but no. he 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 how he left Pittsburgh left some people. Well, no, that was more the front office. That was really the, Pittsburgh doing Harrison. what they did. Right. They, 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 they. They're stingy. After what? And then they brought him back after Cincinnati, which made no yeah, sense. right. <laughs> it made no sense. After what they that. dealt with and what they did to him, he winded up going back to Pittsburgh and actually helping them go to the playoffs. So it, 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 ridiculous. Go ahead. Read more. No, Josh says, have him get Brown and OBJ li- live in his house and see how long Giselle divorces him with all the raucous. Uh, Carl says, 11-15, guests must be getting over the Central Michigan outright <laughs> win over Western. Uh, Jeff, did you lose some shekels on that? No, I actually had that one. All right. There um, you go. What was I going to say? Because there was something I, I – oh, want... You, we were talking you about want to know what I did lose money on, Ben, you prick? No, it was Carl. Right? Carl. Carl? Well, well, Carl. Yeah, he's the one. Sorry, not Ben. Apologies, Ben. Carl, you prick. I gave the four points with Michigan. What happened, you chokers? Oh, what that happened? was such classic Michigan. By the way, oh. uh, you, I, I think you're going to want to bet on this MMA card. This is going to be one of the best cards I've seen in almost 10 years. This is one of the best. And MSG, this is a great card. Uh, Buddy, Jeff. I bet on everything. I'm There's just saying. fat kids in Minnesota playing wiffle ball. I bet on <laughs> <laughs> Fat kids on wiffle ball. I call, I call, I call you every week. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put a hundred on this one and a hundred. You do, you do, yeah, you definitely do. Uh, Doesn't always work out, but it is what it is. So I bet on everything. Stuck says I took Michigan on the money line plus one seventy. So I I mean, what if what is everybody else was the favorite? They couldn't have been plus one seventy. Was they were the favorite? They were a four point favorite. The Rams also traded. They also traded their 2024 and 2024 sixth and seventh pick for linebacker Kenny Young. Which, <laughs> yeah, that one didn't make any sense. Kenny Young was playing well for them. They're just trading. They're just trading everything and, and making trades for. I, I I mean, this is a make or break. If if the Rams don't win, does McVay lose his job? No. Yeah. Really? GM might, yeah. but I don't know. About I, I mean, that. seriously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. this might. This is the year. If they don't win. You got to at least say, get to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say no. There's no chance he loses this, right. this year. And I'm listen. If you feel free to disagree, you might not like McVeigh, 
Who's going to replace him? No, I agree with you. Who's going to replace him? But just think, you traded away your future to win a Super Bowl this year. For this year, first of all, first of all, all of this stuff, right? You're all you're all putting this on Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. It isn't Sean McVay. There's a general manager there that's not right. Sean McVay. And Sean, you don't think Sean McVay has something to do with it? I'm sure he yeah. does, yeah, right? I'm sure he has some input, but. Yeah. But making trades is not what a head coach does, is it? Right. There's a lot of extreme trades over the years where all those draft picks they don't have, if these quote-unquote superstar players don't win it, that's a lot of it is on him, especially two first-round picks in Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford, too. Let me, let me ask. I mean, this is, this is more just to make a point. I realize they're not trading him. Mm-hmm. But the, the Jets go and trade Zach Wilson tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Are you hanging Robert Sala out to drive because they trade Zach Wilson? No. And I, I'm, I'm going to say I, this. That would, be I, on, I, that would be on the GF. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right into this. And this is why a lot of Jeff fans were posting. I, I knew this was going to happen because I said it last week. Watch Mike White go out and throw 350 yards and play a great game, and Jet fans are going to try to sh- you know push out Zach Wilson. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell all the Jet fans just like I said it on social media. That's not what I was doing. I, I'm by not the way. Ta- I'm not saying you. I'm saying other people have quoted after Mike White playing the way he did that they're, they're going to go that Mike White. They were cheering Mike White, and Jet fans are going crazy. And I'm going to say this just like I've said this to every single New York fan out there. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas stamped their names to Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson fails, they're going, both of them are going to be out of a job. They traded away the third pick in the first round quarterback, Sam Darnold, who's still only 23 years old. He was the youngest quarterback drafted out of the draft. They traded him away because they believed in this kid, Zach Wilson. They believed that this kid, that's why when, when this all happened with Mike White doing what he did, what did they bring in? The week after, they're bringing in Beck, a coach. A, a coach. And, and by the way, now what's his name again? My, Mike LaFleur is staying up in the booth. They don't want him on the. They don't want him on the field anymore. That they feel that he's better off in the boots. And they're bringing this guy Beck, who's a quarterback guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say he's somewhat of a guru. That's going to help. Yeah, the, they should have. They should have brought this guy in. Before the season started, I'm bringing in a veteran guy that's going to sit on the bench and explain things to Zach Wilson so he sees it a different way. They screwed up this year on the development of this kid because they should have had a veteran quarterback on that bench helping this we kid understand. I, I know we said it, but now they're seeing the situation that a veteran quarterback, a journeyman like Mike White, who's been in the league for four years, understand the offense more because he reads and he sees it. Before it happens. And it doesn't matter how much footage and how much film. And Jeff, you said this too. If you don't understand what you're seeing, you're not going to really develop the way you want to develop. No matter how much film you watch. Okay? So, I Zach Wilson... Right now, and I'm going to tell you this right now, he's not losing his job. Mike White could win the job for the whole year. And and might be the best thing for Zach Wilson to sit out, get healthy, and understand the offense a little bit better. From Flacco. So, to me... If you turn on the NFL Network right now, you can see a Cooper Rush last-minute drive. There's a minute and a half left in the game. The greatest moment in Cowboys history is about to happen. By the way, I know the beef is salivating. And I'll tell you this, and the beef, the beef told me the other day, he, he told me that the, the Cowboys, he thinks the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. And I said. He was saying that before they were good. No, listen, listen, right. I, listen, this might be. They're the, going to win three in a row. No, they, well, this is supposed to be the mind. third of the three, Jeff. He's out of his mind. But this could be the year that the Cowboys break through. They really could. I mean, it's Dak, not. I, I, I understand it's not. 
but Dak Prescott's playing at the top level. Their running game is at, is one of the best in the Dak league Prescott right now. Dak playing at top level. Cooper Rush is throwing for 325. Can we get off this top level thing? You don't when think Cooper so? Rush throws when Cooper Rush throws for 325, maybe it's not the quarterback. Maybe Speedy could throw for 450. I wouldn't well, go that far. Come on, come on, Jeff. If you don't think Z- Dak Prescott is at a top level think, right Does now. anyone think Cooper Rush is a competent quarterback? No. Everyone but, laughed at him for forever. Oh, and now he's throwing for 325, but Dak is so good. Okay, and, and who did they play th- this past week? The Vikings, they're a pretty the, the, good team. Ah, give me a break. I didn't think the Vikings were going to be any good this year. Okay? And, and, and honestly, I'll say it again. The Vikings, and, Kirk, and I, I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, in primetime games, he doesn't play well in. Anytime it's on TV and it's primetime, he don't play I don't care who you're well. playing against. 325 is 325. Doesn't matter. That's a bad look we, for that. We've defense. seen him play Monday Night Football. He's ne- he, I don't think he's ever won a Monday Night Football game. Nope. No, uh, or Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football is never Sunday Night Football, Night football they've, he's won before, he, but not Monday. He doesn't He doesn't win on primetime. Or against he doesn't. good teams. No, he does. He just doesn't play well on primetime. He time. plays well against good teams. A lot of times he they does. lose because the defense is He's got a winning well. record against winning teams. He's won more games against winning teams than losing teams. They they showed that on TV on ESPN. Yeah, that's why I was saying it was more of the it's more the Monday night than, than anything, but the Sunday night. He just doesn't play some, on prime time games, right? And there's a lot of games where he'll play well and they'll lose like close. They'll lose a shootout or something like that, and against well, good teams or even in prime time. Too. I have my question for Errol. Whenever, okay. we're Hit right. it. What's Since up? we're talking about the Jets, so mm-hmm. when are you going to realize that there's a bigger problem here? What's the problem? What's the problem? Why can Mike White, mm-hmm. in his first start, mm-hmm. throw for 450 yards? 405. Sorry, 405 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns. Yep. Two interceptions. Finally. That's mm-hmm. fine. Zach Wilson I'm, I'm, was covering that. That's there. fine. Just spit it out. So, the Jets can finally score in the first half with this dude. Okay, first quarter, yes. First quarter, first, what, first touchdown. Quarter, first quarter, first half. Did. They were scoring yeah. in the first half. Okay, they, spit they it out. Go ahead. I'm, Why I'm, is it? That Zach Wilson couldn't do that. Uh, it was the same and team. I'm, and I'm gonna give. And I'm gonna give you the answer. He is a rookie, and he's learning one of the most difficult offenses in all of the NFL. Mike White, who's been in the league four years, he's played in this offense two out of the four years. He understands the offense. He reads the offense. It is I not figured- easy. It's not easy reading off audibles and linebacker blitzes and stuff like that. It's not that easy. I never now, said it was easy. Now, now here's my because I'm glad you brought that up. Weren't you telling me yes. that Zach Wilson got the book early and that he was having these He watches teams? all the films, yes. Right. Okay. Yes. yes. So that means one of two things. Mm-hmm. Either him and Robert Sala do not have a communication base where this kid can go to him and be like, hey, you know, when I see this, what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, when I feel this, what should I do? Or Robert Sala doesn't trust this kid enough to open the playbook and really let him use his talent. So there's a big problem. Really, here. Mac Jones? They haven't opened up the offense for Mac Jones. I did, hold it's on. Not a big problem. He's That's a rookie. No, it's not. He's yes, a rookie. Bi- I You're trust not going to open Belichick. a book. Uh, I trust Bill Belichick. Okay, you, you trust Bill Belichick. That's fine. Just quietly, Mac Jones is also seventh in the league in pass. That, That's fine. I, I'm not saying that he is not, but he, they haven't opened up the playbook I, I for think, him. And I I'm the one. And I'm, by Tyler, the way, I have stuck and I've stuck up for Mac Jones before you did, Jeff. I right, told you I, he was going to be a good quarterback. But I think that the problem Tyler has in this whole thing with the Jets is Tyler is not realizing there's three errors. Okay. There's preseason error mm-hmm. where 
the Jets have the best offensive line in the league, and they're so great. And they're kind of, right? I never then said it. Again, you always take things out of my mouth. You always take things. No, you I, said they were going to have a good offensive I, line. I, I said they were going to have a top 13 offensive line in the league. No, you said top five. No, I, no, I did no, not. No, I did not. Right? You're, you're always bull, you always so bullshit so, words so and things so that I never three, say. I never say. There's the three arrows where. There's the three arrows where he over-exaggerates preseason because they're going to be so good. There's mid-season arrow where like, I think the Jets are going to be good. In. I said if the Jets were going to have a good season, they're going to win nine or eight games. A bad season, they're going to win no more than three. Dude, you're, you're, bull, you're, you're, you're talking. You're talking. You'll be lucky to get two wins this year. They want two already. They already want two. What are you talking about? Yeah, but they might not win again. Uh, how do you know? They're who playing the Colts on Thursday. The Colts are not a good team. The Colts are too. They're good not a good team. They can beat the Colts. They're not a good You're team. You're crazy. Uh, really? Right, but like, bet you they beat them. I bet you they beat them this week. I bet you they beat them. At Indianapolis? At Indianapolis. They will beat. The Jets will have a chance to win this game. I this mean, week. everyone has got a chance. The Colts' defense hasn't been the same this year. Their secondary's terrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Right, and, and, but that's the thing. So when, when Tyler's judging Errol about, oh, you said this and you said, you got to think about what Errol you were talking to because there's three Errols. There's uh, preseason, midseason, postseason. Right. And they're three very that's different so, people with three so very different That's so untrue, takes. Jeff. That's so untrue. If you actually listen to what I say every single year, I stick with my teams. Even I, I don't think Tennessee's winning the Super Bowl this year. I think Green Bay's still going to the Super Bowl in the NFC. I, I After losing Derrick Henry, I don't. But everything that I say, I, I, I don't go off and disquote what I say in the beginning of the season. So you're wrong, Jeff. You're just making things up. Because I, when I say something, I follow through with it. And as far as Zach Wilson is concerned, I didn't think Zach Wilson was going to have uh, – he was going to take the Jets to a, a playoff game this year. I knew there were going to be woes with this kid, just as much there was woes with Peyton Manning, just as much as there's been woes with Trevor Lawrence. Just every as kid much is going to have – yeah, every kid is going to have Everybody – and, and, and when you start your first year, when you're not sitting on the bench, you're not learning, you don't have a veteran quarterback there to help you, and now finally the Jets figure that out. They bring this guy back in, which they should have done from the beginning. Beginning. They should have had Flacco there. They traded a sixth-round draft pick for Flacco when they could have kept that six. I don't understand why they didn't re-sign Flacco. It made no sense. And and that's why they, you put Zach Wilson in the behind the eight ball this year. Because now, if I was the Jets right now, I don't put him back into a game this year. I let him sit out, let him learn. Yeah, you, you keep looking back and forth. Because I said this. That's fine. And you that's said great. he should get he should play. He, but they're not no, gonna, that was me. No, that was him, and I did not say that. You you see, you know what the problem with a lot of people is? You take words. All of you guys, all the people, take words out of my mouth that it I never that I, I never said. That I, I never remember said. saying it, and you said, no, he'll play again. He'll, no, play. he'll play. I said he'll play again. I but I, I didn't say I but I, I'm telling you right now. With, with my thought right now, with Beck there and everything like that, let him sit the bench, let him learn the offense, let him understand what he is. So when he comes back next year with the team a lot better, with a lot younger and more talent and maybe even more veteran talent, that he'll have a chance to win the games that he needs to win. I That's think it, really what I said. And what I think right now is the Jets put him behind the eight ball just as much as the Jaguars put Trevor Lawrence behind oh, the eight ball. they that guy. Okay? So he that's might retire it. next that's year. What, and Justin Fields, Justin Fields, he's looked better and he's looked you know, certain games. He gave up five touchdowns a couple weeks ago. He's looked better the week after that. Justin Fields, again, I think should not be starting. 
But again, I don't Anthony, think you should be judging any of them for three. No, years. no, I, I know. I said that it takes three years for a quarterback to really develop his skill and understand the game at, at the speed of the game. So again, I, 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 a lot of people take words out of my mouth when they listen to the show and they under, and, uh, and Speedy listens to the show. He knows. I also on the weekend crunch when I say something. I say it. I follow through with what I say. You might have said top ten. You never yes. said top five. No, I said top thirteen. Right, said- but, right, right. But the, but the difference is because we talked about this off of air one time. When, yes. When we had talked and you were like, "Yeah, this offensive line is going to be good. lot worse than I ever yeah. thought they could be." Yeah, and I did. I said, I, I I never thought with the with the way and McGovern right now is ranked top five right now centers in the league. Uh-huh. I don't understand. We've seen the extremities of it with I don't Elijah understand Tucker it. too, who was terrible the first two weeks and now he's great. <laughs> I, I I mean, Elijah Veritucker is, is, is right now, I think they've rated him a, a five or six uh, guard right now in the league. In the last three weeks, he's really brought his, his value up. But right. Makai Beckham's not there. Morgan, uh, Moses. Morgan Moses looked Right, but this is another week. thing that happened right. because I, I even told you, you need to give kids time. But yeah. you came right out of the games with Elijah Veritucker yeah. and was like, he's going to be the best. And then when he played, I didn't say he was going to be the best. I said, I, said, I said he could be a star Guard in this league, right, and he's proven he that again. To start the season, you were like, "Oh, maybe I should back off." Like, yeah. When people, when guys yeah. get drafted, people need to. Dude, stop a lot of people. Come on, expectations Jeff. that they're going to come Jeff. into the league and be the greatest player in the I, league. Jeff, Jeff, I never said he was going to be the greatest player. I'm in the league. not. No, no, no. But everyone pumps up the rookies. Like, yeah, oh, that's fine. And, and Jeff, the next dude, like, it's there were fans realistic. that did. I know. Jeff, I Jeff, Jeff you want to know something? There are things that people say, including me, including a lot of analysts and, and sports broadcasters that say their things that come back. A lot of things that I say, I, I, yes. If I'm a, everybody knows I'm a Jet fan, but I am a straightforward Jet fan. If I know the Jets are going to suck, I say they're going to suck. I don't sit there and say, "Hey, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl." Oh, the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I never thought the Jets were going to make the playoffs. I never thought that the Jets were going to be in that position this year. They're going to be a top five draft pick again. They, they are right now. They're seventh right now in their pick and tenth in the Seattle pick. How so, are they seventh? Seventh because who's worse? The, the Giants are the fifth. Detroit, clearly, Detroit, Jacksonville, Detroit. Jacksonville Giants. It's because of the the, the, the schedule. Yeah. If they have the if they have the weakest schedule, which the Giants have a weaker schedule, right. they get a higher pick, which makes no sense. I think if you well, have yeah, the hardest, schedule. it's also the playoff. It's the same as the playoff tiebreaker, so they can't right. change it just for the draft. Well, if they have a weaker schedule and they're also losing, that means they're losing the worst team, so they should be have a higher. Well, yeah, it's it the same. It's the same schedule as the play. It's the same tiebreaker as the as the playoffs because you can't reward the easier schedule for making a wild. Yeah, but how do you estimate? How do you how do you estimate? The, play, the team that they're playing is weaker than the other team. The record of the, well, end the, of the strength season. Is, yeah, strength of yeah, but, but right now that I, I get right, it, could change. Yeah. it could change. So it could change. How could you? How could you put the Giants at fifth when you don't know what that team's going to end up with? Right. We, we, no, we don't I know mean, it at the time. They're only be honest. They play in the NFC right East. That's clearly the worst division. No, but he, Errol's saying the strength of schedule for the whole league, not just the NFC East, too, because the NFC South, the Saints are five and two. Thank you, the Carl. Buccaneers are six and one. So Carl, Carl says, I give you credit, Errol. Two. You said Fields shouldn't start bit uh, would be by Until week, week four, four. Yeah. and I did say that. Yes, you did, and I did, and and listen. I, I, I've said things that I was dead on, and I, uh, there are things that I've said that I'm wrong. But a lot of analysts say it. A lot of broad broadcasters, they're not always right. But there are things that I've nailed on on certain things and the things that I'm not right on. And I've come back and said I was wrong. 
I was wrong. Draft picks are always the diff- most difficult. I've got, got news for you. I've always stuck up for Dak Prescott, and I've always and, and I've always stuck up for Dak Prescott, and I've always said that Dak Prescott will be a good quarterback in this league. I remember no that draft. What was... anybody said about him. I remember and that. I say, yeah. Here's another one, by the way. Did you see the Saquon Barkley test a positive? Oh yeah, I yes. saw that too. Yep, I saw that too. And, and listen, when you have the COVID vaccine, you can still get COVID. Okay, right. but sure. not as bad. Not as bad, and it goes away quicker, believe it or not. If and you have the vaccination. Apparently, you don't spread it either. Well, you do, but. No, you can, you still, no, you can, you can still, still spread, spread it. it, but yeah. it's, harder, it's harder to contract it. Yes. It's, it's harder to give it. It's cold in here. The window's Zuck open. says, uh, Zach Wilson so is yesterday's news. Mike White is the future of the Jets because the yeah, Dolphins quarterbacks really have been so good lately. What, what, Wondered what, if Jay Cutler is still available. Do I think Mike White's the future of the Jets? No, I don't. I think it's another. What if Mike White wins the rest of the season out? What happens if he does? Stop. He'll start. He'll start next year. But that doesn't mean they Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. Their names are stamped to Zach Wilson. If he fails, they're gone. They're gone. Dude, Mike Mike White wins out. Zach Wilson is the next quarterback of the Washington Football Team. That's yeah, it. That's a lot it. of teams. A lot of teams will be gunning for Zach Wilson. You think you know? But the Jets are not trading Zach Wilson, and, and Jet they're fans, also not winning out. So no, we can I, they're that not. Right. <laughs> they're not. No, I know. Could they're they not. Be, I'm just saying. I, if, I think they could beat the Colts. If he plays, if he plays well mm-hmm. for the next what is it? Eight weeks? Nine? Doesn't weeks? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He'll be backing up Zach Wilson next year. That's not even the quarterback. That's not even the quarterback situation anyone should care about anyway, because yep. there's actually a more important one, and we kind of talked about it, right, because oh. Aaron Rodgers has COVID. But what if what if Jordan Love comes in this week and lights the world on fire? That will really push Aaron no, Rodgers out the door. But, the no, it won't. The it's the Chiefs' I don't know. defense. I, did they say Bortles is going to start this week? No, they said no. George, Bortles is the backup. Oh, okay. I, maybe I no, misread Jordan Love's going to start. Jordan but Love's like, starting. He, We're going to say it's the Chiefs' defense. Comes, well, I, listen, you can say that, but if he comes in and plays really well, it's going to make it so much easier for the Green Bay front office to say, see, we were right. We made the right decision. Good, and now you're going to judge Aaron a one-game sample and, against uh, the Chiefs. And I, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, go ahead, you dopes. Go go let Aaron Rodgers flock and mm. let him go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Actually, flock. He wants to leave. I, I'm just saying that you, you think Jordan loves the answer? Good luck. Because everybody – I actually think it could be the best thing that ever happens to Green Bay, honestly. And I realize you're going to be like, how could that be good? Dude, you're going to get like three firsts and two seconds from whoever you're going to. And that will, dude, you'll get so many more pieces oh, yeah. to fill out the rest of your team. It'll be unreal. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think he's on his way out. I, don't, I do not think he's going back next year, as well as Devontae Adams. And he's, Devon, by the way, Devontae Adams is not going to Vegas now. I can tell you that right now. So I, I, I could see Devontae. The Chargers were a second team, and they're yeah. probably not going there either. No, I, I think there'll be other teams lining up for them. Uh, I can see the Patriots. They're looking for a number one. Sure. I mean, the Jets. I mean, I think go they can't take them on. I'm not sure they have the salary. Do they, do, uh, well, they did spend a lot of money in the offseason. Yeah, that's but, true. But I know the Jets I know the Jets are looking for a number one. I, I'll definitely say the Jets are going to definitely be one of those teams that are going to line up for them. Don't and, sleep on Indy. I'm telling uh, in, you, don't Indi- sleep on Indy. Indiana, too. Indianapolis, uh, being that Carlson Wentz is there. There will be a bunch of teams. I don't know up. why you the, the Bears, The Bears, because Allen Robinson's definitely not going back next yeah, year. Yeah, good as gone. And, and the way he's playing this year, because they're not throwing him the ball. Right. Uh, which I feel bad for Allen because he's not going to get a lot of money. He, he, even though he's a great player, he's not going to get the money he would have gotten last year if, if he was like us. <laughs> Poor guy throughout his career. All those bad quarterbacks he has to deal with and now dealing with awful coaching. Oh, my God. I mean, that's another guy that I, I think that the Jets wanted to get 
when he was available right. before he went to the Bears. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe the Jets will be interested in him too. So they need a number one. They don't have one. But if Jordan Love shows out, like, won't that be like really the, the, the nail in the coffin? Not one week. Not one week. Not against the Chiefs. And by the way, and by the way, and, speaking- it's, not, and it's not a it's not a done deal that Aaron Rodgers is only out one week because because he doesn't have the right. vaccine yeah. that he has to wait and to find out if he's going to play until You're Saturday right. before next week's game. So. There's right. still a chance he won't make the right. next You're game. Absolutely too. right. right. And, and and here's another thing. Going back to the Jets, I want to take a shot at Joe Douglas, okay? Because this whole Denzel Mims thing is a debacle, okay? You had seven teams, seven teams that reached out to you that were willing to make a trade with the Jets. I heard even I heard a team offered him a late first round draft pick for Denzel Mims, and they would not trade him. They put him on the trade market. They were going to trade him, and now all of a sudden, he's untouchable. They're not going to trade him. So if this guy is untouchable and non-tradable, why isn't he playing? Yeah, really. Why isn't he playing that all these other teams that know that he's a deep threat, he's a good deep threat, and could be an elite deep threat in this league, why are you not playing him? It doesn't make any sense. Because they're protecting him? It, it doesn't make any well, sense. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they protect him to trade him? Not to, it it not doesn't to, make I mean, any does, sense, Jeff. I mean, it does make some sense. I think you're ignoring the fact that he got food poisoning and lost 20 pounds, and maybe they're waiting until he gains some strength back in his body. When you, when you lose that amount of weight that quickly, Tyler, you won't know about this, <laughs> but when you lose that amount of weight that quickly, like, dude, you're weak. Eight weeks, Jeff? Come on. I lost 20 pounds from COVID. I gained it back. Within two or three weeks. Well, that's because you're a gluttonous pig. I'm but a gluttonous. maybe when you're an athlete, I'm an athlete. The, but you don't know the other side effects that he had from eating whatever it is that he ate that made him sick. That's fine. Right? I, I, like, but but again, Jeff, it's not very hard to gain the weight and gain the muscle weight back because I I've been slowly but surely trying to do that uh, since I had my hip right, surgery. But in in fairness, right? Mm-hmm. And and this no, is I'm not, not a, a professional shot at, athlete. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm not taking a shot at you when I say this. Okay, so yeah. just yeah, got keep that in mind. I'm yeah. being sincere when yeah, I say. Yeah, 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 got But you losing 20 pounds mm-hmm. is a whole lot different than a professional athlete who lost 20 pounds of muscle. That dude was already ripped and in shape. And when you when you lose that kind of muscle mass, 20 pounds of muscle mm. is a whole lot different than you losing your third chin and putting it back on with a Domino's <laughs> run. I mean, is that fair? No, it's fair. But again, Jeff, you can't really sit here and tell me that when you have a player of that that talent, Denzel Mims, and you drafted have you ever him from lost Baylor, pounds of my, have you ever played in the NFL and lost twenty pounds? Never of played, uh, never played in the NFL. Right, but but this is what I've I'm lost, a, I've lost twenty five pounds of muscle. Right, right, but all I'm all I'm saying to you is there could be other reasons behind it that you're just ignoring because you're you're like we spent a second round pick on this guy. Why isn't he playing? Hmm. I, that's I, a lot. That's a lot of muscle mass to lose. Yeah, be honest. I got it. I got it. Jeff, call back after this. We have a guest. We're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to bring in. We'll be talking when we come back from break. We'll be talking to SB Nation, Nets Daily writer and reporter, Chris Milholland, here on the Sports Lab Notes. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Lab Mounts. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey and Tyler Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can download our app by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. 
iOS, which is Apple, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. A lot of football, so why don't we just shift to a little basketball? We are now talking to SB Nation Nets Daily writer and reporter Chris Milhall. And what's going on, Chris? What's up, guys? How you doing? We are good, man. I mean, obviously, uh, you've been very, very busy. Obviously, with the Nets uh, playing, uh, the Nets are starting to play pretty good basketball. Uh, you know, I, I knew Kevin Durant needed to get his feet under him uh, playing over there uh, for the United States in the Olympics this uh, this coming year. And then, obviously, James Harden, who hasn't played well in the last week and a half is starting to figure things out as well. So uh, before we get into the Nets, how are you doing? And, and tell the fans a little bit about you. How did you become a writer for SB Nation and for the Nets? First of all, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a, it's always fun chopping up some hoops. Uh, just coming straight back from the Nets-Hawks game, currently in an Uber. So to kind of trace it all back, how I got became a writer, right? So obviously a lot of people are like, oh, hey, man, you're 23 years old. How, how, how the heck are you in the position you are today? Simple thing is you just got to work hard. That's the number one thing, right? So obviously all you guys know, especially you guys in the journalism field, you really got to find that niche. And you really just got to really just experiment, you know, just experiment with your content. So I did podcasting. I did radio. I did writing. Really found out that I've always had a touch for writing and especially a personality trait as well, talking with players, asking questions. So that's how I was really able to kind of snap my way into this field. And just overall, you know, I've been with Nets Daily since September of 2018. I covered the G League for two years. And then this is my second year of covering the Brooklyn Nets as it is right now. So now you're getting paid by the Brooklyn Nets to do what you absolutely love to do. So that's that's a great feeling. That was a fun time. Absolutely. Get to go to games, get to interview the players, get to look high on up at, at Kevin Durant at his 6'10 frame and his long 70, what what is it, 74 Inch, what what what's him? Uh, what's his length? Wingspan. Wingspan. I mean, he's, seven, like, he, he's got a seven three wingspan. It's crazy. It's absolutely it's crazy. crazy. It really is. It, it's like deformed or something. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> yeah. why, why don't we get into the Nets? Uh, obviously, uh, the beginning of the season. I know it's still very very early. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, James Harden hasn't played well. Kevin Durant obviously is trying to get his feet under him. Uh, what are your thoughts to the depth of this team? Uh, and mm. where do you see this team going as the season progresses? Yeah, that's always a good question. Because, number one, the biggest thing with this team is that they're still trying to form co- co- uh, chemistry and continuity. Those are the big two words that you'll hear Nash and the rest of the Nets players really expressing throughout these first six games of the season, seven games of the season, right? Because the thing is, obviously, the, the big three, as you guys know, of last season, they played only played eight games together, only a handful of playoff games together. And then when you got add guys back in the lineup, like a healthy LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, and just Paul Millsap, those type of veteran role players that could really provide not just veteran leadership or production in the court, which you alluded to, which is the depth. They're one of those teams that are really just trying to find their legs. And obviously being an older set team in their mid-30s with a lot of their key players, you know, it's going to take them a couple games to really get their legs under them. So that's one of the big things Steve Nash has also been hitting at. Mostly, hey, you got to give us some time. So anyone that's really watched NBA basketball covered for a while, everyone knows that veterans usually take around 15 to 20 games to really get into game shape and get into that playing mentality. So right now they're forming chemistry. Tonight was a great step. You heard all the players from Kevin Durant, even Steve Nash even alluded to it, that they're finding that continuity on both ends of the floor, knowing where the guys are, and that they're improving, but it's a process that they can't always just uh, complete. It's going to be a process that's going to really drag on for the remainder of the season, even into the playoffs. 
One of the most notable things to begin this NBA season has been this new foul rule where you can't you yeah. can't draw the fouls as easily. You get the free throws on follow-throughs for three-point shots. And the Nets being a very shooting-oriented team. James Harden, we know how much he draws fouls constantly. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. oftentimes can get away with it, too. Kevin Durant, the same kind of thing. So do you mm-hmm. think that's something that's affected a lot of these shooting-type teams as a result? And how long do you think that could last into the season? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because I feel like right now with the new foul-changing rule, especially with the three-point shot, referees and players are both kind of finding their footing with it, right? It's not a, it's not a perfect type of rule change. That's this is what's a foul now. And this is what's not both team, both sides are still experimenting with the thing. We saw Harden talk about it saying that, Hey, tonight, like it's not like he said uh, tonight, even though he had only one free throw, he said, Hey, that's not really his, it's been his focus with this so far. He's kind of just focused on kind of seeing how the game flow goes. And he just wants constant communication with the referees. He wants to just see, Hey, he like today he alluded to right after the game that, hey, like I've seen games on TVs where fouls are called differently in other games, but in our games that, hey, why is it this being called this way? You know, so that's kind of been one of the major points. You know, you've seen guys, especially like Trey Unker today, when on the right wing in the third quarter, he got called. Uh, he actually drew a, a three-point foul. And you see the Nets bench and really all the players on the sideline being like, what the heck was that? You know, there's not there's not really that common ground yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how long will it take the league and the players to really find the common ground with the, the new rule changes. Chris, you brought up a good point about the veterans not really getting their feet wet till 15, mm-hmm. 20 games in. So now that Brooklyn is very thin at the position, LaMarcus Aldridge took a year off, obviously, because of the heart condition he had last year. Blake Griffin goes away for times during the stretch. Brown's paying a ton of minutes with Kyrie Irving obviously not being there. That's a big thing because obviously with LaMarcus Aldridge, it's surprising how consistent he's been considering the layoff that he had, right? Because obviously he had retired abruptly due to the heart condition he had. And now he's just been automatic from the mid-range. Obviously that's been his signature shot throughout his whole entire career. And like you alluded to with the vet, with the bench pieces of Patty Mills, and all these other guys, you know, like I said before, it comes down to that finding that continuity and really just knowing how to play together, knowing where the guys are in each spots, you know, because that's something that's always been a vocal point from training camp to now, especially the Nets putting a heavy emphasis on defense, uh, gang rebounding as well. Obviously, we all know how the Nets are with rebounding. They're not a, uh, a structured team when it comes to that aspect of the game. But, um, you know, with especially kind of pinpointing on LaMarcus, a couple days ago I even said on another podcast that he's been my biggest surprise so far this this uh, early season of the stretch of games, right? Because, like, with LaMarcus, he's been consistent on both ends of the floor, especially defense, because during those five games when he initially played with the Nets last year, you could tell that in the Nets switching defense, he was a little stagnant with switching his feet. Obviously, he's a slower defender and an age superstar. But, you know, overall, he's kind of really flipped that switch. Obviously, at the end of the day, he's not the LaMarcus Aldridge that we all know of in Portland or in the early years of San Antonio. He's a 35, 36-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge. So, at the end of the day, to get that kind of production from his mid-range, even adding that three-point shot as well, and just find that continuity with James Harden, the pick and roll, and playing and drop coverage, you know, that's just going to be huge for this team. Go ahead, finish what you were going to say, Judd Tyler. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, obviously, that with them being thin, do you think that they're yeah. going to have to go out and – I mean, they really can't trade because they're thin as it is. But do you mm-hmm. think that there's a free agent that maybe they can – that they're talking about bringing in if something goes wrong or a mm-hmm. guy in the G League that they can call up? Because when Claxton comes back, it'll be a huge boost. Yeah, when Claxton comes back, it's going to be a huge boost. And obviously, no one really knows what's going on with Claxton. He's been uh, out with a non-COVID illness for the past four games. And uh, last game, Steve Nash even told us that he's gonna he's expecting to miss the next seven games or seven days to ten days. You know, so 
his absence is obviously something that's going to be pending throughout the beginning of this six-game road trip. But to answer your question on the free agents and whether they're targeting anyone, obviously it's a little too soon for that because, you know, they're still trying to figure out the pieces that they have. Personally, obviously, as we know, too, the Nets are very uh, aggressive uh, in the buyout market, you know, right after the trade deadline. Obviously, we saw that with Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge. Obviously, the thing with Kyrie Irving, which I can imagine we're going to discuss and get into, uh, that you just know that the main weakness on this team so far is, too, is like just the ball handling as well, you know, because you can see Patty Mills has really thrived off the ball and off the ball situations. Same thing with Javon Carter. He brings a lot of defense, but you can't really trust him to be that secondary ball handler in the group, especially alongside Patty Mills. So I'd imagine they look into a ball handling route more than anything. But at the end of the day, you know, the Nets have been a, a poor rebounding team for at least the past three years. So I think that they're going to remain steady with what they have. But like I said before, obviously the buyout market's a big sweepstakes. And, you know, in the buyout market, like all of us do know that watches the NBA, the rich get richer in that category. We are talking to SB Nation Nets daily writer and reporter Chris Milholland. Now, Chris... Uh, obviously, this is uh, Steve Nash's second year as a head coach, has really no mm-hmm. coaching background. You talk yeah. about uh, Marks. Uh, this is a big year for Sean Marks because last year, I believe it was their best chance of winning a title, being the, how everything fell the way it should have fell for them mm-hmm. to win a title, and, and they fell short against Milwaukee. They winded up winning a championship. When you look at this team and you look at the pressure that's on, obviously, Sean Marks, he gave away – uh, a slew of draft picks for James Harden. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, with Steve Nash, with the pressure that he has as a first-time coach and with the players that he has been given without Kyrie Griffin, do you think that if they don't go far into the playoffs or they get knocked out early in the playoffs, that Sean Marks could be losing his job or even Steve Nash might be looking for another position somewhere else? I don't think Sean Marks would lose his job in that situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Nets organization, where Sean Marks took over this Nets organization, mm-hmm. right? When they were really just the worst team in the league. You know, there's really no hiding around it. He went from, obviously, 24 wins to 40 wins to 44 wins. And then, obviously, Atkinson got fired. Jack Vaughn took over. And then now Steve Nash is there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, there's no hiding from the truth. It's a huge year for Steve Nash. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, especially with the loss of Mike D'Antonio, who really ran and had his fingerprints all over the offense last year. Mm-hmm. Anyone who watched Houston Rockets basketball in the 2019-20 season can see that the Nets were running the same exact schemes and everything. Mm-hmm. So now that, now that D'Antoni's gone, Nash has more of Jordan Ott, who is the summer league coach, he admitted that he's going to be kind of filling in as that offensive coordinator type role. But at the same time, Nash Nash is the big type of coach now. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't really have that veteran coach to really lean on or to kind of really uh, really break down the offensive schemes. You sure he doesn't so want to just, lean on Amari Stoudemire? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, no, now, don't get me wrong. They, they could definitely use Amari Stoudemire on the boards. But, like, outside of that, and they could use Steve Nash's ball handling as well if you really want to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But – at, at that same time, you know, it's a huge year for him overall. And we, we all know the reason why the Nets brought in Steve Nash to begin with. It was to manage the personalities. That was the biggest thing before anything, because obviously at that time, James Harden wasn't there. And it was just Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. But obviously, as we all see with the, throughout the chaos that's going on with obviously the Kyrie Irving vaccination mandate and this whole team finding chemistry, big expectations, veteran guys, obviously a lot of personalities and superstars on this team as well. Nash has navigated that ship nearly perfect. And at the end of the day, I really just think that he's starting to really find his footing as a head coach in this league right now. So going to that Kyrie Irving thing. So I think because James Harden, 
has been a big usage rate guy in his career where he's always either first or second to Russell Westbrook in terms of the times he's handled the ball. And a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people think it's the reason he gets worn out throughout the season. Now with Kyrie Irving potentially gone for a long time, maybe the whole season if he doesn't get vaccinated, James Harden's going to have to get a lot of ball-handling duties. One, do you think that'll uh, that's contributing to why he's struggling right now in terms of scoring points, even though he's still getting assists and rebounds? And two, how big of an issue do you think this is for the Nets in the playoffs and later in the season? Yeah, I think, well, number one, I, I'm a big believer that James Harden's early season struggles heavily do because he didn't practice really any basketball on the court during the whole offseason. Because the whole offseason, he was recovering from the grade two hamstring strain. He was rehabbing throughout the whole entire summer. We've heard that from multiple people, from Harden himself to Nash himself to even Shaw Marks himself from the higher up in the front office. And Harden, obviously, it's a different thing because now with the loss of Irving, he's demanded more to be up the Houston Harden, right? Because when he was initially brought in, he was viewed as a luxury. You know, be the main facilitator of the group, rack up assists, create your own shot if you need to in the isolation. And then at the end of the day, with having Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden on the same court together, that just draws so much gravity for guys such as Joe Harris, who has lead the, led the league in three-point percentage the past two years. And just other guys in the mid-range, like we alluded to with LaMarcus Aldridge. And even Blake Griffin, you see him attempting more threes now, even though he's struggling a lot. But, you know, with Harden, I don't really see it too much of a problem. I think that... Um, the heavy belief that it's going around right now is that Kyrie Irving is going to return at some point in the year. I can't see him missing the whole entire year. I just can't see it happening. So, you know, when it comes by playoffs, that's the big thing. But the big thing that the Nets have done to really adjust is they're adjusting without Kyrie Irving right now. That's the main reason they made the decision to leave him off the team, you know, not just play away games and practice at home. They wanted him away. They wanted him as a full-time participant or they didn't want him around the team at all. And that's the best decision you could do because they wanted to see what tools they have missing one of their pair of cornerstone point guards. So overall, kind of just, I think right now to kind of put that emphasis on a postseason worry, obviously there's guys such as the Bucks that pose huge threats. I think personally, I think I would favor Milwaukee right now in the postseason, but based on how obviously they looked a little, they're struggling a little bit. The way that roster's built up and filled up with continuity, it's hard to be get past that Milwaukee team. It's easily going to be a seven-game series. But, you know, overall, I think the Nets have really done a great job of kind of weighing out their tools and seeing what they got without Kyrie Irving on this team as of now. As we all know, the offseason was dominated, obviously, with Kyrie Irving's name. Mm-hmm. You brought up a point that I don't think a lot of people thought. You said you're feeling. So, yeah. obviously, you're around these players. You talk to them. What yeah. is the feeling that they're getting from Kyrie Irving? Do you, and you said you think he'll be back. So, do you have Correct. anyone telling you, hey, we're talking to Kyrie, he might be back, he might not. Where is Kyrie Irving in the Nets' relationship as a whole? So right now, the Nets and the Kyrie Irving relationship is a patience game. I think right now what they're doing is they're giving Kyrie Irving some time, and obviously they're also looking at what the heck's going on. on. There's this vaccine mandate with Eric Adams coming in as the mayor, right? There's heavy belief because there was a couple quotes a couple weeks ago that Eric Adams said he's extremely optimistic Kyrie Irving's going to play. Then he gets reelected. Then he gets elected last night, and now he's the new mayor of the office. Obviously, there's a lot of loopholes with what he's saying about the mandate, because what a lot of people don't really realize is that he's really focusing the mandate or lifting the mandate when it comes to city employees. That doesn't really apply to Kyrie Irving as a whole. That's just my personal belief. I wasn't told that by anyone, but even to go back with how the players are really dealing with this, Kevin Durant's been very honest with us throughout this whole time. Kevin Durant's always been like, hey, obviously we miss Kyrie. We'd love to have him part of the team, but at the end of the day, it's a personal decision. Obviously, any field, any job. Any personal decision comes with any form of consequences. And the consequence is that since Kyrie Irving chose not to be vaccinated, he is not able to play in New York. So as a whole right now, you know, they're all missing. They're missing Kyrie Irving, but at the same time, they're not missing that 
Obviously, they're missing his production. They would have to replace that production by committee. But at the end of the day, you also got to remember that um, that this team, it's it's healthier that they're adjusting currently without him rather than having him only for away games and in practices at home because that just ruined kind of continuity and rotations. But, you know, just overall, they're all, they're all being honest with us. I think it's a patience game. I think what the Nets are doing is they're waiting on a, a Kyrie to give them a decision or let them know what the process is like or what his plan is going to be uh, for the foreseeable future. So whether that is, hey, are you going to get vaccinated? Are you going to come back? Are you waiting on the mandate? What's going on? So that's kind of what the, the heavy belief is right now, that, they're, that it's, they're kind of just waiting on that. We are talking to SB Nation Nets daily writer and reporter, Chris Milholland. Now, Chris, uh, I don't even think that the Nets this offseason was the talk of the town. It was really mm-hmm. the Knicks. And, Correct. And because the Knicks have really stood out this offseason, I think it, it's really hidden what the Brooklyn Nets quietly have done. And. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at the Knicks, and, and, and the Knicks have started off very strong and now slowly have not played well in the last two games. They're 5-3. and three, They're tied with the Nets. And, and the East is going to be very close throughout the season. Do you think that this offseason has helped the Nets, being that they're not the talk of the town like they were last year, to help them slowly but surely move forward this year? Or do you think it's hurt them knowing that the Knicks have gotten better and have gotten more – have really become a more depthful team with their offense – than they than anybody thought they were going to be this year. You know what it comes down to. I think they're both two different teams and two different ballparks. Obviously, you know the narrative is going to be there that the Knicks uh, the Knicks run New York. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Anyone that's from New York or knows anything about basketball knows that New York is always going to be a Knicks town. That's the Nets can win five championships and still be a Knicks a Nets town. I mean a Knicks town, right? Obviously, you could run in the winning perspective, saying, okay, you know what the Nets. Hey, if they win five championships, obviously they brought winning back to New York. New York hasn't had a sports title since 2009, you know, so it's been a while. But the thing is, too, at the end of the day, is that what the Knicks are doing is they're similar to what the Nets are getting done in 2018, 2019 with D'Angelo Russell, right? They're fine. They're embodying a new culture. They're embodying kind of that dogfight mentality, being a scrappy team, something that the uh, kind of an underdog in the whole conference to begin with. And, And I guess what the correlation to the Nets point of it is, I think at the Nets, they're, they're chasing championships. The Knicks are more chasing kind of being building a contender, right? Making it an attractive destination. Because one overlapping factor that a lot of people don't really realize is a lot of these guys that are entering the league have never seen the Knicks be a good basketball team. They've sure. always been a pretty bad basketball team. Mm-hmm. So be, with that being said, obviously New York has a lot of glamour being an athlete, but a lot of people also know that playing in New York, it's a lot of heavy media pressure. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that also comes with playing in New York. You know, it's one of those things. So at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting to see how both teams turn out. But I think as of right now, it's it's always fun. And obviously, New York. I could speak for I guess the city of New York being obviously some guy that's been here my whole entire life. It's one of those things that we've never really had the Nets and Knicks be great at the same exact time. Obviously, the Knicks aren't great, but they're finding a foundation. And they're obviously winning here, so it ramps up their crowd as well. So is there a point with Kyrie Irving not knowing when he's going to come back? Is there a point or circumstance in the season where you think they either have to, one, maybe even trade him for another swap, like another player for like Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons type trade or Damian Lillard or somebody else that's on the trade block? Is there a point where they might have to do that or even just trade for a point guard with whatever draft stock and like young players they have left? What would be that point in the season and why? And like, would it, come, would it be amidst other circumstances? I can't really give a point right now because the thing is, like, I feel like they're they're continuing to experiment right now, right? 
And they're obviously, like I said before, I think, what, like five times already? Like, they're adjusting to, like, what the piece, current pieces they have right now. And the big thing here, too, is the Nets are the Nets are listening to calls for Kyrie Irving. They're not aggressively making calls themselves, but, hey, like any team, they're going to do their due diligence here, mm-hmm. you know? If you're calling for Kyrie Irving, at the end of the day, everyone knows the NBA is a business. And obviously, Kevin Durant will have his voice. James Harden will have his voice, you know, and obviously owner and GM as well. But at the end of the day, the Nets have really embodied themselves on culture. And obviously, Kyrie Irving, you could say what you want about, obviously, is off court. But on the court, he's a generational talent, 50-40-90 player. In addition, he's obviously, like anyone knows, he's a Jersey kid that grew up a Nets fan. The Nets have never won a title before. So he's a player that a lot of players in this community and fan base are really attracted to as well. So at the end of the day, you know, I think that – I think. Looking ahead, I would say maybe that tipping point is that the mandate isn't lifted of some sort or, you know, there's no really kind of clear other alternate path aside from Kyrie Irving saying, hey, the only way that you're going to be able to play is to get vaccinated here. I think that would be the only tipping point to this thing. But in the meantime, I think the Nets are, like I said before, they're going to take a patient approach. They're letting Kyrie Irving kind of sit with this decision for a little bit, see what see what's going to happen, see what his thoughts are, whether he's he's eventually either just going to get vaccinated, the mandate's going to lift. There's so many little moving parts to this, and like Steve Nash said, they're going to evaluate all the little details that go into this situation as it develops on through these next couple of days, months, and really throughout the whole season. I hate to bring up another Kyrie Irving question, right? Because it feels like when you bring up the Nets now, he's like the number one trigger. Well, brother, you know I'm used to them by now. <laughs> well, I'm sure you get asked them all day long. Uh, so yeah. it's been widely known now that the Nets are not giving him an extension. Yeah. Is that because they're waiting to see how Kyrie treats this vaccine thing? Or do they not plan on bringing him back with Durant? Because Durant signed an extension himself. They're mm-hmm. obviously not going to let this hard walk out the door. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why so, before yeah. I asked how their relationship is, because this it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so how I can answer that one in a nutshell is mostly in regard to the extension, right, is that Kyrie Irving, uh, he had a deadline for his extension like James Harden, right? Obviously, James Harden didn't sign the extension either. I think it was October 16th was the exact date. And now the only possible time that they could offer the extensions in the offseason, right? So that's kind of what they alluded to when they said that they're not going to offer them the extension was mostly they weren't going to meet that deadline. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to completely rule off an extension here because obviously if he comes back, then they're good. They're, they'll have it and he produces like he always does. They're going to obviously say, you know what, maybe we're going to give this guy an extension. Because obviously, as you guys know, the NBA is very a player empowerment league and build on a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Players come to join super teams with forces with common history and common experience. Kevin Durant has made it clear that Kyrie Irving was the main, was a huge factor, if not one of the biggest factors in joining the Nets, right, from the very, very beginning. And at the same time, obviously, being James Harden being there obviously helps out. James himself has even said, hey, I don't see myself leaving Brooklyn. I might not have signed the extension, but it's going to be very hard for me to leave this situation. So as a whole, you know, like with Kyrie, I think what they're doing right now, it's obviously the main reason they didn't offer the extension was because of this vaccination status. Why would you offer a player a full extension if you don't even know what his future is going to be in the biggest anticipated season franchise history? You know, they want to know what this future holds. So obviously that was the biggest reason why they didn't offer the extensions because obviously he was, it was foreseeable that he's not going to play, right? Because like at the end of the day, if he's not going to get vaccinated, the, the only hope that this Nets team really has right now is that lifting the mandate from the new mayor. And that would come as early as January. So think about it. Obviously, you offer him extension, say this mandate goes on and on, whatever the case is. Obviously, at that 
point, like we all know in any city, obviously the mandate rules and regulations, they get updated every single day, week, month and everything there. So it's kind of the safest option because at the end of the day too, it relates to the decision. You know, once the extension wasn't offered, it was going to be a heavy belief, but okay, obviously the Nets made me the practice facility private building that authorized Kyrie Irving to practice. He was only eligible for away games. Why would you give a guy an extension for that? You know, so they're just trying to find that common ground, see what they're dealing with. But I wouldn't really rule off an extension completely off the table at this point. I don't believe they're going to lift the mandate, no matter who the mayor is or not. I, I, I think this is. I agree with that. I think mm-hmm. it's going to stick around. Uh, I, I don't. I, I know the mayor says, well, it might not. It might. It, the fact is, is that mm-hmm. New York is a, a highly. First of all, it's a democratic place, and it's a liberal yep. place, and so is California. I don't think that's changing. But uh, by the way, Correct. we are talking to SB Nation Nets daily writer and reporter Chris Milholland. Uh Before we let you go, I, I have uh, one or two more questions to ask you. I'm sure mm-hmm. they have. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so my my question to you is: Everybody keeps talking about Kyrie Irving, and yes. and, and, and it seems like it's the biggest story right now in basketball, and that he's holding. And I am not a huge. I I grew up. Um, I, I love Kyrie Irving. He's from this tri-state area. I, I talk about him going to Duke. I'm a Duke fan. I mm-hmm. just don't like what he has said ever since he's come into the league. He said a lot of stupid things. And when he spoke right here is good. Yeah. When he spoke on his Instagram thing, I believe Kyrie Irving is the most important piece to this team winning a championship. I don't mm-hmm. think it's James Harden. I as much as I, I love what Kevin Durant did in the playoffs. With God, mm-hmm. Without Kyrie Irving, you can see that this team doesn't roll on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. If the Nets don't get Kyrie Irving back this year, do they have any chance of going to the NBA championship and winning a championship? That's the first question. And do mm-hmm. you think that James Harden was the right piece when they decided to make that trade, trade away Karis LeVert, who now is back playing with Indiana. It looked like he looked really good tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and all the pieces that they gave up. Do you think he was the finishing touch of this championship run that they believed they were going to make? Oh, 100%. I agree with that. Because, like, the thing is, is with the James Harden trade, when a superstar pops up on that, like that on the trade market, you have to entertain it, right? You have to really kind of dive into it and be like, okay, if he's going to be available, you have to make that trade, you know? And obviously, Sean Marks was talking a long time, kind of just not mortgaging the future when the whole trade was happening and kind of like everything along those aspects. But, you know, the big thing was with James, he was viewed as a luxury at first, you know, because obviously Kyrie Irving was there and obviously, you know, he's just going to be the facilitator like we talked a little earlier. But, you know, like right now, would I say that they have enough to win it all? I say they do have enough to win it all. Do I think they're going to win it all? I don't think they're going to win it all. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're one of those teams that are just not, like, they're, they're built on continuity, push the ball in transition, weakness for the Nets, very good at rebounding as well. So, you know, it's one of those, plus the Lakers, you know, they're, they're not missing any players, plus they're forming continuity as well. And if hell's on their side, that's a really big contender for that. So overall, like I said before, I think they're going to be aggressive looking in the buyout market. And then the other aspect is if Kyrie Irving comes back, then, hey, you know, obviously all this talk is just going to diminish, you know. So it's, it's a very big script with this Nets team. And at the end of the day, you got to look at it this way. You know, with this many personalities, it's expected that something of this little drama goes on. In regards to the way the NBA is now with these super teams, these big threes, getting these other veteran minimum guys. So Kevin Durant, <laughs> being that he's... With LeBron, people argue who's the best player in the NBA right now. Do you think mm-hmm. he has that kind of mantra to draw these players in like we saw with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge? Because it used to be thought of as just LeBron. LeBron gets his guys. He gets these guys in the mm-hmm. veteran minimum. Is this Durant's time to get it now? And will it last, whether he's with the Nets or another team, do you think it lasts? 
Yeah, because, you know, with a star like Kevin Durant, like I mentioned before, stars want to play with stars. And especially when you look at a market like Brooklyn, a big market team in New York City. And that's why that's where guys like Paul Millsap joined, LaMarcus Aldridge joined, Blake Griffin joined. You know, it wasn't there wasn't there's always like if you look at all those kind of trackers with each free agent, it was always like, all right, the Lakers, the Warriors, they're always contending teams. But Brooklyn always stood out as a favorite, you know. And, you know, with Kevin Durant, he has a lot of leverage in this situation because when we talked to Blake about it, Blake said Kevin Durant texted me right away. Same thing with LaMarcus Aldridge. Kevin Durant texted me right away. You know, so you get all these little pieces. So Kevin Durant's definitely got a lot of power to lure these guys to Brooklyn, especially considering what the city and the state and Brooklyn itself has to offer with all the luxuries around it. And obviously, as you guys know, too, with endorsements, players thrive off endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. And obviously, in New York, you can't really get any bigger endorsements than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a different factor of the whole thing. But, you know, it's like Kevin Durant's one of those players that, you know, he's viewed as, a, if not the best player in the world right now. Obviously, him, LeBron, and Giannis, he, and Luka, you can even throw in there. Obviously, it's an ongoing debate. Everyone's got their own opinions mm-hmm. on it. But you can't un- overlook what KD's leverage and obviously what how he's looked since the injury, his consistency. Tonight was his fifth straight game scoring 30, before, 30 or more points, you know. And obviously, you look at the other guys that are built here, veteran stars. Stars like stars, like I said, uh, any star that's really comes out on the bio market, whether it's a former star, current star, you don't know kind of who it is. Because obviously the bio market, it's one of those things you kind of see how it goes out or the waving or trading throughout on the deadline and what teams have interest in stuff. But another key factor in this as well is like you mentioned, the veteran minimum deals, because this Nets team doesn't have a lot of money to spend on guys at all. That's why you saw guys like Landry Shamit get traded. Yeah. You guys saw how Bruce Brown didn't get a big deal. He had to take a qualifying offer to stay with this team and really win a ring if he really wanted to, right? That's why he stayed. You look at like other guys around, even that's why they they locked up Kevin Durant. And especially with Kevin Durant, he signed a four-year extension. He's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So that's a big factor into the, all this as well when it comes to recruiting free agents. I'm only going to do this because we mentioned the best players in the world and his name wasn't brought I got you. So obviously before Kevin Durant came here, he was part of a dynasty in Golden State. Mm-hmm. And he's really taken on the leadership role of this team. I think everyone that has an IQ above zero can figure that out. Mm-hmm. Now... Do you, does he ever credit directly Steph Curry, or is it kind of just something that people just go, "Oh, he learned from Steph how to draw people here"? Because the ben- mm-hmm. not the ben- the Hampton boys are why Durant left OKC and left Russ to go mm-hmm. win a championship. It was Draymond Green first of all, and Andre Iguodala, Clay, and Steph. Yes, it, it those was, are the Hampton was, boys. It was Draymond Green. Those are facts. anyways the Hampton boys, mm-hmm. and Draymond's also the reason he left. Thank you. He probably so, is. Yes. So. Actually, that's a lie. If you listen to that interview, mm-hmm. he knew his mind was made up already. So, does he ever directly thank Steph Curry for the leadership knowledge he's learned, or is it just kind of a mere formality in the media world that Steph Curry is to get all the success? You know, it's it's that it has to be a fan-driven thing. You know, because like the thing is with Kevin Durant, he's not gonna he's not gonna be the guy that says that like any other player. You know, and at the end of the day, too. I think with Kevin Durant, you know, and obviously covering this team for two years and obviously since he's joined this team and well, I've covered the team for five years, but at least like primarily with KD on this roster, you kind of get that feeling that Kevin Durant's just, he's all about just that love to hoop, right? I feel like that's just all he's been about this year, right? He's been one of those guys that's really like, you know, like I I, I came back from a really serious injury. I'm producing well, you know, he's always one of those guys. What'd you say? It's what? Kevin Durant's probably the MVP of the league right now. Right now, I'd say, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's and then on top of that, well, I'm just say, I mean, it, if the season <laughs> ended right now, Durant would be a, MV, a unanimous MVP. 
I don't know unanimous. about unanimous. I, I, it would be it would be pretty yeah. It would be pretty unanimous. Put it that way. Obviously, really, you think so? It's it's tough because obviously you know with MVPs and everything, and obviously we see with a lot of awards, you know they don't really give it give they they don't really give all the the grains of salt here to super teams on right. with players on super Sorry. teams, right? You've seen obviously. I picked Luka Doncic to win the MVP because if he puts up sensational numbers yeah. and leads Dallas yeah. to the playoffs, his, that's that's his award to lose here, mm-hmm. no matter how much Kevin Durant's averaging and how much whatever the case is. Because at the end of the day, if you looked at the Coach of the Year and other awards that went around, especially with MVP as well, mm-hmm. the, the the all the voters taken into accept, like media and fan, obviously it's split up between 50-50 and voting and stuff. But a lot of media guys also think they heavily weigh in value of who's on the team with them, right? Who's sure. How many shots? And obviously with Kevin Durant, say he's playing with Kevin James Harden, Kyrie Irving comes back and he's still sensational. Hey, he should definitely win MVP. But at the end of the day, I feel like they would more so lean towards a guy like Dantich if he's putting up similar numbers and has less pieces around him. You know, it's one of those, it's a, it's a kind of a slippery slope. It's one of those type of things that you can't really have a foundation off of. You know, that's why everyone says, Hey, did, did Shaq obviously get robbed of MVPs? Did Kobe get robbed of MVPs? Did LeBron get robbed of MVPs? Yeah, we you know LeBron all has. those type of arguments. Kobe's you know, got three. Of, mm. Yeah, like so, you got all those. So overall, you know, if my if I have to pick an MVP vote today, it's going to be KD. Mm. But like I said before, getting back to the original question, you know, I think Kevin's at that point where he's just really happy to be back on the court again and hooping in a place that he really likes, and especially with teammates around him. Like it's it's that type of kind of feeling around it. And that was a joke to make the guy with the hat angry. It wasn't really. No, it's it's not. <laughs> making oh, me I, angry. I, I, I sensed it. I sensed it. Come on, yeah. If if you listen to the show, I am not a big Steph Curry fan. I came, it, Chris, if when he came into the NBA from Davidson, mm-hmm. I was a big mm-hmm. Steph Curry fan. But what gotcha. he does on and off the court, and how he dances, and how he makes himself out to be bigger than life. I don't like that about him as a player. I, I and by the way, LeBron why is can do it. why is Kevin Durant going to compliment Steph Curry when he was the best player on the team? I wouldn't. Steph I mean, was the yep. most important. No, he wasn't. Yep. If you watch the playoffs, Steph Curry is not a playoff player. Kevin Durant is a playoff player. LeBron James is a playoff player. Kyrie Irving is a playoff player. Steph Curry is not. He's a proven regular season player. He's a career playoff player. I think he averages 23 points. He's streaky. Yeah. He is not a playoff player. So, and, and who won the two MVPs when they won the championship when Kevin Durant was there? Kevin Durant. And who won that? Who won the MVP when when Kevin Durant wasn't there? Andre Iguodala. Did did Steph Curry ever win an MVP as a playoff player? Never. So that Only just shows you what people think of him. We've ever seen. Uh, because you, you talk about his three point shots. That's what yeah, he I is. I never mentioned his three point shots. The greatest shot. three point shooter we've he's ever a genius. seen. No, he's a great genius. Can't hit in the playoffs. Genius. That's why Kyrie. That's why he left Steph Curry for Kyrie Irving. And how's that working? How's <laughs> well, that working for? Well, him? well it's not working because Kyrie Irving right now is not playing. But I'll tell you this right now: if Kyrie Irving, if Kyrie Irving plays this year and he comes back, I, I, I a lot of people are going to pick the Nets to win the championship because you look at Russell Westbrook, uh, obviously Davis and LeBron. Uh, obviously, that's a great, great three three team, but they're they're new. Kyrie Irving and, and obviously Harden and uh, Durant have played together. Very few, but they've been practicing the off season. They were practically neck and neck even after the Olympics. They've been training together. So I mm-hmm. think I think they have a better chance of winning it because of that situation. But you never even mentioned the best Chris, team in the East. Well, who the Miami Heat are going to win the East? Really? 
I think so. That's a bold take. I like that though. I like what Thank the Heat you. did this year. I think Lowry's a bad, I think Lowry was the most uh, over, like best pickup of the offseason. I'm a big believer on that. And I think Jimmy but Butler to- finishes second. <clears throat> I mean, he's having an MVP year too. I think it's early. I think it's so early to even look at this. Yeah, it's early. It's, it's it hard. Is, it is, but still, that's my. It's I usually really I usually start John down names by the game thirty. Yeah, that's what that's I say. What I 30, 35 games. You kind of yeah. you kind of nip it on the butt. But I think the Knicks are positioned very very. Look at Fournier. Fournier was a big pickup for the Knicks. You're a Knicks guy, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got yeah, I'm a Knicks guy. I just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, but I, I'm a yeah. I'm a Knicks guy. But look at the depth the Knicks are this year. From what? They, oh, I love what New York's doing. There, right but again, I the Knicks don't have. That number one player that you could say, I'm going to put it in his hands to win because we know Julius mm-hmm. Randle can't do it in the playoffs. We've seen That's it. Not fair. He can't. He can't. He can't do it. It was one playoff series. What are you talking about? Did you see him in a couple of what was it? The other game, he couldn't hit two foul shots. Almost cost him a game against Bulls. I, I mean, the guy can't hit a shot. Into it. Growing into what? Can't a leader. He wasn't fans. a leader in L.A. And he wasn't. A he's leader a bull hog. He's a he's a Carmelo Anthony wannabe. Give well, you know break. what the Knicks are doing here. They're just they're they're built like I said before. They're building a culture and just yes. waiting for that one star to come around. Yep. You know, that's what they need and just build around like they did with KD. I want Damian Lillard. That's who I want. That's a hard task. Though. That is a hard task. But what were you going to say? I'm sorry, Chris. I have no collection. Completely <laughs> forgot. We were talking about Knicks and stuff, but but I leave it to the Warriors and the Lakers to sidetrack us about the New York teams. Chris, yeah. I, I will say this. I would love to get you on the show again. You're of course, awesome, brother. You're awesome. You have some good takes. Uh, and I'll tell you this right now. Kyrie Irving is the secret to the Nets winning a championship this year. If Kyrie Irving comes back and he gets at least 20 games under his feet uh, to get his feet wet, I think the Nets are going to have a very, very good chance if he's healthy. Because he wasn't healthy in the playoffs last year. Either was Harden. Okay, and that really affected them. And by the way, they need. If they to... were healthy, they would have won. Absolutely, like, yeah, they would have won the whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it felt right for them. All they had to do mm-hmm. is build more. Mm-hmm. They would have. They would have flew right past Phoenix. I think they would have crushed. Well, Phoenix. that's what it was. It was. It was that winner, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Whoever's going to win that's going to win the whole thing. Absolutely. At that point, the teams were balanced, and obviously with Phoenix, they were one of those teams that obviously they were young and built on continuity. But did they have enough to get past Milwaukee or Brooklyn, especially mm-hmm. a healthy Brooklyn? I don't think about that. Plus, I was going to mention that as well when you guys were going back with Kyrie Irving, he gets 20 games under his belt and they really know how to play with him. Obviously, he comes right back before the playoffs. It's going to be one hard of adjustment getting that, that in, especially when all the roles are solidified already because think about it, everyone in the backcourt has to take one step back. Mm-hmm. And just obviously, we saw what this team did with chemistry last year. We saw a lot of unselfish play, and that's probably what's going to happen when we see Kyrie Irving on the court for the first 15 games when he's back. But, no, I agree with your points there. I, I will say this before we let you go. and Yeah. Uh, what what I want to see from the Nets this year is continuity, mm-hmm. and they need to find somebody at the trade deadline that can help them with rebounds because there is mm-hmm. no way when, when, when the playoffs start, it becomes a half-court game. There is no way they're going to beat the Miami Heat in a seven-game mm-hmm. series, uh, the yep. Milwaukee Bucks at 100%, even the New York Knicks. With their with their mm-hmm. big Nerlens Noel, who's one of the best rebounders in the league, and then Robertson, if he can stay healthy, you you smile. Tosh the Knicks are. I, I, they, I didn't say they, it works. No, you're I don't smiling. think I, I don't. I wouldn't give New York like you know the. No, they the, don't have it. The, the lift there, yeah. You no, know, but, I, I, if, the, if the Nets and Knicks were in a playoff series, I would give the Nets. And of course, because they got yeah, the yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. But if the Knicks get that superstar at the trade deadline, who knows what you're gonna you're gonna bet on with that? And the Knicks are that's a good rebounding team. And that's yeah, the, that's the most profile team. Yeah, that's, that's the most is. important thing. And I think the playoffs, it's so important to have that rebounder. And I think the Nets need to find that guy because they don't mm-hmm. have that guy in that lineup right now. A hundred percent. I agree with that. You know, like it's going to be interesting to see what kind of turns out with New York, right? I think what they're going to do, 
I think that they'll have a quiet deadline. I think they'll probably have a, a couple little small moves, touch around the edges, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in the offseason, they'll really – I think I think the boys are going to go to work. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I agree with you. I, I, I They have money, and that's why Randall took less money. Exactly. And that's think, what you got to think about. they got I a lot think, of cash but, space available. But the Nets are the favorites to come out of the East. They're still the favorites as long mm-hmm. as Kyrie Irving comes back. I just – I worry about the Nets going later into the uh, later into the the playoffs without that rebounding guy because they are not a good offensive rebounding team. It's a proven fact that they've had problems in that area, especially if James mm-hmm. Harden struggles shooting like he has in the playoffs in the past. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of elements to it. Well, I, I'd love to get you on as the season progresses. We'll talk more Nets basketball. And I want to bring in the Knicks guy and have you both on. We have we have an Islander and Ranger guy coming on. Oh, okay. I, 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 I'm would... getting into hockey a little bit. You know, I got to support my devils. You know, I only know, like, one name, but I'll, it's $30 tickets. I'll probably show <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't have <laughs> access to watch the 10 games the Islanders were allowed access to the Barclays? You didn't, you didn't have privilege to sit through those dumpster fires? The thing, the thing well. is, brother, Brooklyn's already a hard community. I can't go to there to watch hockey. I don't I blame just can't do it. I, yeah. I wouldn't watch the Islanders if you paid me to. The infrastructure was so bad for hockey as it was. Well, I, I also <laughs> heard that the Nets might be bringing the G, G League team over there to the new uh, uh, Islander Stadium over there at the, uh, what do they call it, the USB Arena? UBS, whatever. The Belmont yeah. thing? UBS, yeah. yeah. UBS. I, know, something I, like that. I heard that they might be bringing their G League team over there, so that, that'll be interesting as well. That'll but, be interesting. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Chris, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Yeah, sure thing. So you can find me at C Milholland SB. You know, the, the regular, you could look up Nets, my work at Nets Daily, netsdaily.com. I do social media for the Naismith Trophy as well. So that's the MVP of college basketball, similar to Wooden Awards. So you'll see a couple, obviously, my name won't be on those, but those are like social media things I do out there. Um, and just overall, yeah, a lot of my work's on Twitter. So C Milholland SB. I go to all the Nets games, report on all the Nets games, well, Nets home games. And, uh, yeah, you'll see a lot of coverage from me throughout the whole year on the Nets. So, like I said, guys, thank you for having me on. Definitely down to come on again. You got my you got my connections right there to get me back on. Yeah, bring that next guy on. I'm down to do a little duo episode. Absolutely. You follow us on Twitter, and we'll follow you. And uh, I, I, Speedy loves your I don't run. follow you on Twitter yet? I don't know. Speedy, Speedy I don't knows think more so. than we do. I, I don't think so. I don't remember. Right, I'll follow you guys back. When I try to book these guests, it's like 20 of them. So I, I don't remember who followed I feel you. Like, I, I was <laughs> such a mess when I came we're to actually, schedule. Like, we're actually on the FM dial out here, and we're actually going to use this interview, cut it up, and use it as our interview of the week on our FM show on 103.9. So uh, people will get to know you over here on the island. Perfect. Sounds good, guys. Well, I'm, I'm, I, you know me. I covered the G League for two years out there in Uniondale, so I know, I know that community out there. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Of course, guys. Let me know if you guys need anything from me in the meantime. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, Chris Milholland. Right. Great, great kid, and 23 years old. And, and look at, look at what he's doing. I mean, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing story. It really is. It's good. And uh, but before we go, because right, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about tomorrow because we're going to have our picks. Who do we have on tomorrow? We got two guests tomorrow. 9.30, we got a pro football focus guy. You Doug. sure they're all coming on this? Doug? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mainly just Delvin we've just had trouble with, but everyone else seems to be coming on. Uh, 9.30 is uh, Doug Kide. He's a pro football focus reporter. Mm. And uh, 10 o'clock p.m., this guy does a lot. Uh, Mo Dakil is his name. A lot in the NBA. He does the NBA athletic, the athletic NBA podcast, Bleacher Report writer, and he founded jump, the jumpball.net. I've heard of that. Too. Yeah. Interesting. So Mo Dakil is his name. Uh, before we go, I, you know, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch the World Series as much as I wanted to. Oh, no. Um, what do you say oh no for? What? 
Because we're actually going to talk about the dumpster fire. Uh, well, through. we're going to talk more about it tomorrow. I don't know why it's a dumpster fire. Why would uh, you? Houston. Houston. I just hate the Astros. That's really what this is. Well, I hate the Astros, too. I was very happy that the Atlanta Braves won. I really do. I hate the Braves, too. I, it doesn't matter. Do you, who do you what hate more? Do you have with the Braves? Who do you, who do you hate more? Who do you hate more? No, the Braves I, or the Astros? The 90s rivalry with the Yankees just makes me not like them. Wait, the Astros. The there was no rivalry. <laughs> the there was no the rivalry. It, so yeah. why are you... It was no rivalry. The, every, sure time the, every time the Yankees played them, they beat them. No, I get it, but I just, I don't know. It's a, ironic. It's a rival that you that your team does better against. A rival that they whip their ass every time. Yeah, they I was going to say them. a rival that they do better against should not make you dislike them that I, much. I more. think the, even the interleague when the interleague started in the '90s, the Yankees still whipped their ass. I think the Yankees lost one game, uh, one ga- well, one or two games, the playoff games that they lost. I think that was the only games they lost against the Braves. I, I mean, say if it's the other way around and the Braves dominated the Yankees, okay, I can see it, but it doesn't like a the first time they now. they the, the, you the must first hate time. the Braves too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, but I'm a Mets fan. Yeah. That makes more sense. Who were you rooting for? The Braves was, or the Astros? I was. I didn't really care. I wasn't really rooting for. Yeah, but anybody. if you were I rooting, thought the Braves would win. Though. But if you were rooting, who were you rooting for? Uh, I. If you were rooting, uh, probably the Astros only because of Grinky. I like Grinky. That's really really. But I also I like the Braves because of Charlie Morton too. I like Charlie Morton because he's my, the most famous uh, alum. Of if my I high was school. rooting for a team, I'm rooting for the non cheating <laughs> yeah, really, yep. team. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for the non cheating team, uh, especially with the whistling uh, controversy, which I'm sure the MLB is going to investigate it. And if they find anything, they're going to lose a draft pick heavily. And draft pick. Uh, they're going to lose more than that because uh, if it is true and I. I wouldn't doubt that it isn't uh, because they've been caught before plenty of times. Uh, the Astros are going to be in a lot of trouble. So I, I don't know what the situation is with that, but uh, I'm sure they'll investigate it. Yeah, as repeat offenders, it's going to be it's going to be more. It, I, obviously, it being whistling in comparison to the stuff they do with the technology, it's not going to be well, How like, could you blame them? But does Tyler hate the Astros more than he hates Salad? <laughs> the, no, I definitely hate the Astros more than I hate Salad. The, I'll the, eat a good Salad. The, 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 the actual action being <laughs> not technology-related and all the buzzers and all the stuff, the cameras, it's not as egregious, but still, being repeat offenders, they're going to get something. I mean, I watched uh, the final game and they destroyed the Astros yep. seven to nothing. It complete by the way, Freed pitched one of the inspiring inspiring games for a pitcher. Dominated a very good lineup. Really dominated a good lineup. And and for a kid that uh wasn't healthy all season long, a lot of people thought right. wasn't gonna play again Struggled this year half, yeah. and, and, and got hurt. Uh, the comeback and what he did in the World Series was f- fantastic. It's a fantastic story. Uh, the Braves haven't won a championship since '95. They bring in a, a manager. He's been there for what two years? Oh. He, he's been there for six years in the majors. I'm but talking he was, about the manager of the Braves. Yeah, the manager of the Braves has been there since 2016 I'm on to- the Braves. Yeah. How long has he been the manager of the Braves? Six years. He's been the manager of the Braves for yeah. six years. Uh-huh. Him. Yeah, he's Brian been there. Snicker. Yeah. Okay, so since I, 2016, when they were really bad, he was there for all of it. But he was in the minors for a, another 30 something years before that. Mm. I think he's been in the Braves organization in total for 45 years. the The fact is, is that I don't know much about the Braves. I, I don't really dig deep about them as an organization. I love that Freeman won a championship. Uh, the kid deserves. Uh, first of all, he's been the best first base. Well, one of the top two. First baseman, I would say him and Goldschmidt have been the best first basemen in all of baseball, defensively and offensively. He's a really good guy. And mm. uh, a lot of people say he's one of the best 
uh, Samaritans for baseball. The, 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 he he deserves to be one of the faces of baseball. I don't I don't think he gets a lot of credit for who he is as a player and and, and what he really stands for as a baseball player. And I've met a lot of people that have told me, I've asked them, who's the nicest and, and coolest down-to-earth baseball player you've ever interviewed? And a lot of people have told me Freeman. Mm-hmm. So uh, Freeman, and, and he even said it, he, he'd take, you know, being that he's a free agent this offseason, he wants to be back with the Braves. That's all he knows since 2007 right. uh, when he came into the league. Uh, I, I do believe that he wants to be a Brave, but I don't know if the Braves are going to give him the most money that he, you know, I, I could see a lot of teams Never offering him more money. I don't know because there's a lot of teams that are lining up for him. I, I, I as could long see. as the Braves give him something relatively competitive, he'll stay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So. If if a team gives him fifteen million dollars more, you know, you don't think he's going to take that? I mean, in this day, well, what's I would. Fi- what's f- what fifteen dollars more from what the Braves are offering? What What do you think reasonably the Braves will offer him? Though? I don't because, know, but because the, ra- the he could think, play another five. I don't years. think the Braves are going to sell short and try. How to old is Freeman? Thirty two. Yeah, and he's durable too, which is which is which is well, good. He for, could play another five right, years, which is good for level. leverage and in terms of that, because he's I I think he's already been the first best first baseman in baseball for the last three years. He's durable. He's clutch, as we've seen all playoffs. And that's why I think a lot of teams will line up to bid, right. pay him. The question is, though, because Tyler's right, if the Braves, unless the Braves completely sell him short, I can't imagine where... They have a good first baseman right now in their farm system. They have the best, the second or third best farm system in all of baseball. Why would they give Freeman a uh, $100 million contract when they have a first baseman, one of the best prospects? I think their their first baseman prospects are top 10 prospect right now in baseball. Why no, that's would their they? Outfielder. That's their outfielder. No, I think they have a. I think they have a first baseman that's a, a top end prospect. I I don't know his name, but I'll look it up. Your that's your job, but I, I'll look it up. But nevertheless, I, I have to give the Braves a lot of a lot of credit because a team that was not expected with all the injuries that they had this year were not expected to win. Did you see that uh, stat that they had like a zero point five percent of winning the World Series on like July twenty fifth? I know I should have right. I should have bet on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeff Jeff says it's not the yearly money, it's the total one million more a year is a lot over five years. Yeah. When it comes to I guess an annual contract. Because I just I, I just don't think the Braves are gonna sell him short though because he's their franchise they're gonna icon. A, they're gonna get you're a wrong. thank you contract you're, just you're, like Jeter got just like You're wrong. Pujols. I'm telling you I'm telling you, Freeman, if somebody offers him fifteen to twenty million dollars more, they're gonna they're they're gonna get But it in this day and age first basemen aren't really that valuable. He is. He is, but mm-hmm. again, I think that's where the hometown discount comes from. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I, I don't think he's gonna take a discount. Uh, he's how many contracts is extension contracts? I don't even think he's made the money that he you know he probably could have made. I no because he didn't really rise into that top top first baseman until only probably five so years he, ago. He's so. going to want money, and I I, I see him making a hundred hundred thirty million dollars. He's going to get a five year deal. It's going to be a lot of he's going to make a lot of money. He was a big part of the reason why they won the championship. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. And so especially from a leadership perspective too. Uh, to I me, Acuna's locked up. I believe Albies is locked up. Albies and Acuna are locked so, up. So really, where else do you got to put this money? By the way, there are top five prospects right now. Are three of them are outfielders and uh, one pitcher, one catcher at the moment. They Pache, have a first baseman. Pache, Pache is the guy I mentioned. He's their best prospect. I think he was I'm a top ten in all of baseball at one point. 
and he's just had a lot of trouble hitting. He's been up and down. He's had trouble hitting, but he's, a, he's supposed to be a great defensive player, too. But the, the next three guys are all outfielders or catchers after that. And I guess a lot of the pitchers that have been fringe guys in their system, have, most of them come up, so they're not listed here. The guys like Kyle Wright. They've got a lot either. of pitchers. Yeah, a ton of pitchers that they had as started prospects that have come up at different times this season, so they might not list some farm system. Man. Yeah, they do. And again, a lot of these guys have experience in both roles, too, especially with the pitchers, too, between Kyle Wright. A lot of these outfielders could be turned into first baseman, too. I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of outfielders in their farm system that are highly graded. Jesse Franklin, uh, 2023. I mean, a lot of these guys are, are top-end prospects. I think in the top 100 prospects, I think they have like 10, you know? So, yeah. I mean, the Braves are very... They're stacked, and and the Braves are going to be good for many, many years to come. Yeah, so. they have a good formula working uh, for them between the pitching depth that they have. They are not a small market team where they have to worry about losing a lot of players too. And you could tell the richest owners. Too. And you could tell you could tell with the way they did the trade deadline too. They can create new sparks from these other players too, which we've seen other good teams do. These veteran players that don't work out on That's other. That's another teams. thing. What are they going to do with the outfield? Yeah, that they right, put together. Exactly. I mean, next year Acuna is going to come back. Uh, they're not bringing back who was the MVP again. I forget his name. Uh, Soler. Soler. Are they Soler, bringing Soler yeah. back? I mean, seriously, Soler is going to be uh, on a lot of people's list uh, for what he did in the playoffs Dude, and what Wall's he did in the second have half. A big contract coming. Rosario, he's another one. Rosario that is a free agent. Yep. He 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 was really really good. There'll be teams lining up for him. Here's the thing: sure. the Mets should be looking at like Rosario. I think Rosario uh, to fill in for what's his name again? Conforto. Conforto. Yeah, good uh, riddance, Conforto. We'll, uh, ta- we'll, we'll take a guy who actually can hit in the big games. I mean, Rosario, he, I mean, he, he hit so well in the second half of the season. I, I, he has a good arm. He's a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he meets I mean, this arm. with all due respect, it doesn't matter who the Mets bring in. They're the Mets. They yeah, could do true. the perfect move. <laughs> yeah. It just won't work. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 think, I think next year could be the Mets year. I, I do. I don't. I, think, I don't. I'm not I saying win a World Series, but I think next year could be the year for them. Maybe they gotta keep. I don't care. They keep, I think the Mets are closer than the Yankees are. Maybe I disagree. I, I, I completely. I completely disagree. And I'm not saying that as a Yankee. You're trusting the Mets to do a I, lot I of little things right for that. I completely disagree. <laughs> Unless the with Yankees what you're just fall off badly, and the Mets are just like slightly above average. I, obviously, <laughs> you're a Yankee fan, and you should know the talent that the Yankees have. I mean, the, the Listen, Yankees. I, the I Yankees, know the, are, the Yankees have the Yankees. The they Mets are not. To make. The Mets are not ahead of the Yankees. The Yankees will still be a, a top five team that could win the World Series next year. So no. I, the Mets will not be. I but think I, Vegas has a second. I, I think the Mets are. I think the Mets make one or two moves, and I, I'll I'll say this again: they need to they need to decide what they're doing with this pitching staff. And I, I think with their with their bats, they need to find somebody in the outfield that can actually hit, which they don't have. They need a manager first. So, uh, I mean, they can't depend. Well, the manager, I think they're going to go. So the Yankees. So what is it now? Well, I don't believe that either. But I, I think I, I, it's not the manager that's going to win you a game. I, I mean, why did the Braves win a championship? It had nothing to do with their manager. It had nothing to do with their manager. Nothing. good, though. He is good. He is good. It, it doesn't matter. It had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with him. It had something to do with him. No, it didn't. Considering they lost their top pitcher no, for didn't. game one, they had to be creative, and he was. They had and they lost their best player in, like, May. They were hitting. That's what it was. And he doesn't teach the players they hit. They were hitting, and the Strohs weren't. 
That's the facts. True. That's not the manager's fault. That you're, you're going to tell me the manager's the one that had him hitting? Give me a break. It had nothing to do with the manager. It had to, something to do with they got hot when they needed to get hot throughout the playoffs. It was because of their lineup and the way they were hitting. And nothing to do with the manager. So, so I'm when they were second you know, to last in the NL East mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh, well. That's a shame for the Braves. Yeah, and the Braves that made was... trades, and the Braves made trades at the second half. So the manager what... just that had nothing to do with the manager. That was a GM. No, the GM is better than their manager. Yes, but the, the say that has nothing to do. I'm with talking that about the playoffs. I'm not talking about the regular season. When it came down to the playoffs, it was because of the players hitting the ball. That's why they won. That's and, and those are the facts. Okay, and they're nothing to do with the manager. And again, I'm going to say it: if your team gets hot. You'll, you'll, and we've seen it. The Strohs, why did they beat the Red Sox? Why did they beat the Red Sox? The Red Sox couldn't get an out. The the Strohs got hot hitting in that series, and they out hit the Red Sox. And that's why it has nothing to do with the match. Now, Alex Cora, he had a lot to do on why the the Red Sox played as well as they did. It's... Here's the facts, man, because when, when we saw – when it came down to the playoffs and what we saw when it came to the lineups, I thought that the Braves, they just got hot at the right time in the second half of the season. They stayed hot. That lineup stayed hot all second half, even without their best player in Acuna, okay? Like, what, are you going to say the manager's the, re- the reason why they got hot? Not no, for the but... hitting, for the pitching, though. If they didn't pitch as well as they did in at home, the games three and four, when they were doing a lot of So he's openers, the reason why they were pitching well? They could have had openers that went the other way, and they could have completely bombed in front of them. The relief pitchers were pitching well. That has nothing to do with the manager. Here's what it does with the manager. Taking the guys out at the right time in the right position. Now, did he do that in certain games? Probably did. He did. But it, it's not the reason why they won. It was, it was because the only reason. It, re- no, it wasn't the reason why they won. They, got, they won because of their hitting and their lineup. That's why. They were hotter than all the other teams that they played. And that has nothing to do with the manager. And those are the facts. Okay? And the Braves got hot. They, the, the Astros could not hit the ball as well as the Braves did in that series. It didn't even come close. And you want to know something? It should have been four one. They should have won the series four games to one. It shouldn't have even went to a game, a, a game. Well, six. yeah, they were four nothing game. It five. should have yeah. never went to a game six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Braves choked in that game, and it, it should have been over. So the be, the fact that they beat them in, I wanted to see them beat in, in Atlanta, win in Atlanta, but yeah. they, mm-hmm. they won in in Houston. Even though I watched those Stro fans just cry themselves to sleep. I'm, I'm actually the happier they won it in Houston. Nah, I wanted to see them win. <laughs> to see them cry themselves to sleep. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta hasn't won a championship in 26 years. Yeah, they're still gonna, they're still gonna I have mean, a huge party. Oh yeah, yeah Houston right. just gets to cry more. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a it's a great accomplishment, and, and and really, it was what the GM did at the trade deadline that changed their fortunes. Oh yeah. It was really yeah, what he so They had Jock Peterson, the best the best hitter in the overall hitter oh. in the Brewers series. Uh, then it was Rosario, the NLCS. So then it was Soler. Everyone did their part at certain points, and nobody really like nobody really went too cold where it was like that bad where they didn't have a well rounded. They offense. also made that other trade for the other outfielder. Um, Duvall. I think Duvall, Duvall. Duvall. Who, who was a big part of yeah. uh, the, uh, the the World Series. Duvall's entire career so far, he's had two different sticks with the Braves. It's the only spot he's been consistently successful. I, I mean, it, it no really it, the the accomplishment really came from the GM and what he did at the trade deadline that really changed. And and losing Acuna and 
uh, who I think is, to me, I don't care what anybody says, I think he's the best young player in the league. Yeah. That's who I think he is. I, I know you think the, the uh, what's his name again, from Washington. Oh, he thinks Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Yeah. Yeah, Juan Soto. I, I, think, I think Acuna is the best young player in baseball. I, when Elfie, uh he's the best five-tool player I, in baseball. Well, if we're doing all five aspects of it, then Fernando Tatis Jr. is better than Ronald Acuna. I disagree. Acuna was on a uh, was on a not 40-40 pace, but I think a 40-30 pace before he got hurt. I, I disagree. I Tatis might have gotten there, too. I, I I don't think it's far behind, but I, I would go Acuna as well. I think Acuna, Acuna just has one problem. Sometimes he gets in bad strikeout slumps. That's really it. I think Acuna is special. And, Until Tatis Jr. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying that right. he's not, but... He, when you're you're gonna when you're compared to guys like Andrew Jones and you're and you're considered better than Andrew Jones, he very much could be. Um, that's saying a lot for who he is and the talent that he is. So, uh, I I think and, and the fact that he took that contract, I I think he's crazy. But just yeah. me, I mean, he doesn't become a free agent until he's right. like twenty eight. Kind years of feel old. bad because he that he was kind of the one that started the trend, and now everyone's getting more. Like, I mean, he's crazy. Players. I mean, yeah. you're talking about. The, he could he could be the best player in baseball, and right. he's making uh, ten million dollars. Years one hundred five, and but again, all he did was avoid arbitration. Well, yeah, like but it was that wasn't a trend beat. at the time, so nobody He'll was. He'll be a free that. agent at twenty eight years old. He could have been a free agent when he was twenty five, right. making freaking three hundred million dollars. Like uh, like, but sign the extension didn't post. Tatis post is arbitration. making more money, and he's a, had a better player than Tatis. Mm. So Not it, by much. it doesn't. It might matter. be combined value though later. In his he's career, younger. Though, he's, he's younger than Tatis, right? But it might be more combined value later where in comparison to before the trend started, these guys weren't getting paid at all, and then they were only getting the one big and Think contract. of this. He, he gets a ring, and he didn't even do it. He didn't even earn it. Right. You know what I mean? Think, figure that one out. I mean, it, even if – the Braves might never win a championship again. Right. And he wasn't – Yeah, because you don't get those outfielders no. and Acuna's there. So. And, and, and the best player on their team didn't even play, and they still won. Figure that one out. Mm. So, I, I mean, it's crazy. And they're so good. I mean, you look at – Freeman, uh, their their second baseman, Malbies, and Albies. Then, Albies, Swanson had big hits. And, and Sw- yep. Swanson was supposed to be a top end shortstop. I remember when he was yep. drafted. He's not. He's he was. He's, he was. He was. No, 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 no. I'm saying he's the best prospect I, I, no. in baseball at one yes, point. Yes, I know that. I'm not yep. disagreeing with that statement. I'm just saying it's not like he's he he's. It took him a while to develop. It took him a while to develop but hitting. He did now. everything else well. He just took him a while to develop hitting. Oh, he is. He hit, what, 30 home runs almost yes, this year. right. I mean, this the, the last three years hitting-wise, he's been very good. Their infield's the best infield in baseball when it comes Easily. to power. Easily. I mean, seriously, you look at the, every single one of them, from third base all the way to catcher, I think every single one of them hit over 25 home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean. Swanson I, was the lowest at 27. Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And, and, and that's, uh, that's well, the I can't name. think of who their catcher is. Travis Darno. Darno. Oh, Darno had a great yeah, season. Yeah, don't remind me of who their catcher is. Uh, by the uh, way, I wasn't even being a jerk. By, uh, by the way, I mean Darno. Ever since he left the Mets. Oh yeah. Oh, great. he's been yeah, great. Yeah. He, he's been to two World Series. Uh huh. One with Tampa, and, and the other one with Tampa uh, Bay. Man, they just and the Braves. And he was on one with the Mets too. He just wasn't good then. No, I, I mean seriously, and he's won. He's won one title. I mean, so uh, uh, Degrom and Darnard. I never thought I would say that Darno won a World Series before Degrom, but here we are. It's funny. At one point, they had in twenty four. He was tw- the best player in that trade, and Syndergaard and him, and right. And and yeah. Syndergaard turns out to be the better player, but no. not anymore. But I, I would, here's I would the funny. Here's the, the funny part. Now. At one point in two thousand fourteen, all three uh, there were three guys on the Mets with the lowercase D's in their name as their as their first initial Degrom. 
Travis Darno and Matt Dendecker. I oh, mean, it's a, it's oh. it's a crazy. There's and Darno is still very young too. I mean, he, he's still fairly young. And and this year, he had a great season. He really did. I I, I how many home runs did he have? He, he missed a lot of time. So I think he only had like eight home runs this year. Eight he, home runs. He missed a lot of time with a broken thumb. It was the 2019 season and 2020 in the shortened year. Well, he was, was really boy was well. he a great yeah. player in the playoffs? For yes, them. he was. I mean, he hit, and he hit in the clutch. And he's, by the way, he became a very good defensive player, too. I mean. Well, the defense was always there. That's why the Mets. No, no, no not, with the Mets. not with the Mets. Not with the Mets. I mean, he made a lot of mistakes. It was a huge flaw with the Mets. He couldn't throw to second base. I remember, I remember him being. Dude, he couldn't throw to second base. They could. They had it defensively. He was like uh, Sanchez. Liability. Oh, a liability. Huge. Yeah. And, and by the way. Uh, say whatever you want. Sanchez was better defensively this year than he was the last two years. That's not saying much. That, it is saying much. It says he's getting better defense, but he's not coming back next year. I think the Yankees will move on. They'll trade him. I don't um, know. That's Cashman's boy. It's Cashman's boy, but I think in in particular, I think the Yankees are going to be looking for an everyday catcher that they don't have to worry about bringing in a backup catcher for half, half the season. I do not believe they'll bring – Gary Sanchez back. I, I I do believe they'll give him the arbitration, and then they will trade him. So there'll they'll be teams lining up for him. Might be cheaper just to sign him. No. It's Ball more term? expensive. He's going to want $100 million. Well, then goodbye. He hit 20-something home runs. How many, how many catchers hit 25 home runs this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, How many he, catchers bat 175? That, a lot of them. The catchers don't hit for average. Most catchers are either specialty defense or specialty offense. I, I mean, seriously, if you look and at what it, is he? Gary's he's specialty, a top offensive player. Specialty power, I guess, if you want to word it that way. Because, yes, his batting average and on base percentage are egregious. If you look at Gary Sanchez this year, Gary Sanchez batted 204, 23 home runs, and 54 RBIs. In, in catchers, what? 50, what? What did he hit? 204. 204, 23 home runs. And 54 RBIs. His slugging percentage was 423. His on-base percentage was 730, which is high for a catcher. OPS. Uh, 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 I, well, I'm sorry? OPS. OPS, yeah. OPS. I mean, he, as for a catcher, he's a top five power hitter in baseball when it comes to catching. And, and, and for that, pl- teams are going to line up for him. They're going to want him. Sure, they'll so, want him. I don't. Well, that's fine. He'll, uh, he, I, I do believe the Yankees will move on. And trade him. I there are guys like Perez and and other no. guys. That, what do you mean? No, you can't get you can't bring in an everyday catcher, and then have a guy that's missed considerable amount of time. Salvatore Perez played almost the whole season this year. Yes, but he's but he's been durable his whole career too. He missed a couple. He missed one year because you're had not going to bring Johnson a guy that batted two seventy three, forty eight home runs, and one hundred twenty one RBIs. Then you need a you need an insurance unless the money's policy. too steep for that. But he's also thirty. I mean, if you look old. at his numbers. No, I agree with you. If you look at his numbers, fine. he's the best catcher available. I no, get it. if you look at his numbers, he should really be looked at as the MVP. I mean, seriously, yeah, just to toughen a year with Otani and no. Vlad Junior. Yeah. Like any other year, he probably would. Be. Honestly, you look at his numbers. Besides the batting average, he had a better year than Otani, and he had a better year than Vladimir. I mean, I, if you, I know it just kind of sucks. It's just in that kind of year. Yeah. Though, so. and we know I'm a nut for defense, and boy, oh boy. I mean, he had a sensational and year, and and, and he will be a guy that teams will line up for. But he, he's not going to get paid a lot of money because he's an older. No, because he's older. He's he's probably only going to get probably at most eighteen million. Really, like you think he's going to get that? I think it's twelve to fourteen. Only because he had this kind of year. Yeah, yeah, I could see a team giving it to him. Twelve it to might... fourteen, three years. That's what I think he's going to get. I, I I think. And I and if, if I were the Yankees, that's my first. That's my first go. 
is to bring in a catcher that you know that will help my pitching staff because you don't need to go out and get a star uh, star pitcher. If you have a good catcher that can call a good game, Austin that Hedges. changes that could change everything. And I, I think Salvatore Perez, to me, if I was the Yankees, that'd be my first my go. That Austin was Hedges. my first get. What do you mean, Austin, Austin Hedges? Hedges could be a backup catcher too. He's he's not offensively good enough to be a full time no, starter. I, I, In Yankee Stadium, Salvador he's... Perez, who pulls the ball, I'm, he, he he's going to hit you thirty home runs, and, and and he's going to give you, and he's a good defensive catcher. Yes. So he's he's the guy that if I were the Yankees this offseason, that's my first go. Go bring in a, a catcher. You don't need to bring in a star a pitcher. If you have a catcher that could call, you, you, I'm telling you right now, a catcher can call a good game. You don't need a star pitcher to do that. You have Cole. You have Savarino. You have Montgomery. You could bring in a veteran pitcher that is a very good veteran pitcher, and you don't need to spend the money. And you bring in a guy like this, that could change your outlook of your whole team, especially your infield. So, And then you bring in a first baseman. That's what... Honestly, if you bring him, you, you bring Luke you Voigt back. That's what I would do. Oh, no. no. What do you mean, oh, no? Why would you, you can't let have the better first baseman go? Because uh, Luke Voigt can still hit for power. He's cheaper. You can arbitrate him. You don't need to go after. And you bring in Salvador Perez. I, I think that's a better get. I, 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 you bring, you're going to have to pay what's-his-name again. Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo. Maybe two-year contract if, if it's true. What yeah, people I was going to say. say, I don't think that's not agreed. We'll see. We'll see if that's what some team could give him four years. I heard the Red Sox are very interested in Rizzo. So, but they, that doesn't make sense. They what do you have mean it a young, They have a young Dollback, first baseman. Yeah. That, that's why they, if they sign him for a two- or three-year deal. Now, again, we don't know. They bring this kid up, and he doesn't play well. What are they going to do? But they called him up. No, he played this year, but... The other factor is, though, too, is they've Jordan also been Bulls trying to ship done. off uh, J.D. Martinez, too. So they might have Dahlbeck DH and put Rizzo at first. So. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying they were very – Rizzo was a guy that they were gunning for at the trade deadline. Right. And I've been reading things that the Red Sox are, are still very much interested in Rizzo. So I don't – he wants to stay with the pinstripes. He still wants to stay with the Yankees. But that doesn't mean that the Yankees are going to give him that. If they're going to yeah, pay, the Yankees are good for kicking people out that want to be. It's not that you, you have the Yankees are not going to go over heavily over the salary at the 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 luxury tax. They're not. The, yes, no, they are. They're, they're right twenty on million the fringe right now. I think they're twenty million yeah, over the salary. They're right, cap. They're, they're, so, they're second highest payroll to the Dodgers, who are a lot of their play. They over. have seven or eight guys that have to be arbitrated. If I were the Yankees, I'd arbitrate them and trade them. And 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 Salvatore Perez, he's the guy. If 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 you were to tell me. Who am I going to go after? A first baseman, a top end first baseman who's going to cost me a little bit more, Salvador Perez. I'm going to go after a 31 year old top end catcher that can really help the development of your young catchers. If you bring Wells up, Austin Wells up this year to be your backup, you have him sitting behind Salvador Perez, one of the best catchers in baseball, for two or three years, where then Austin Wells will be ready to take over the reins. I would do that. And, and, and then I would bring in a veteran. You got to clean up that, that relief pitching. That's that's the most important thing. Fuck, screw the, set, the the starting pitching. You could bring in a veteran that could be half decent. Bring in the relief pitchers. Bring me a catcher, and you'll be ready to win. That's where I think the Yankees need. I, I think Salvador Perez is my number one get. What are you doing? What are you making? Fish? Max Scherzer. <laughs> Max Scherzer doesn't want to be in New York. Are you not reading Call it? Call him no, anyway. Good, good. They probably will. He doesn't want to be here. Well, You're gonna you z- let him tell you that. Good. You don't assume that. And I guarantee you the Yankees will make the calls. And again, I'm going to tell you, he doesn't want to be in New York. 
That's He's not fine. going to be here. That's fine. When and I'm, I'm going to tell you this Diego. again. Yeah, he's going to stay in the West. That's where he wants to be. That's where his family wants to be. He doesn't want to come to New York. So the Yankees are going to have to go fishing for another veteran starter. That's where the, the Yankees need That's to go. I, I would go after Verlander. Because you're not going to have to pay him a lot. He's coming back from a UCL tear. And I still think Verlander has... Uh, has Houston brings him back? They're not going to pay him. They don't pay anybody. Correa is going to be available. Another guy that they're going to be stupid not to sign him. I can't see him being a free agent. Correa is a free agent. He's, He's going. going be, I think they'll work something out before. They're the not going to pay him one hundred and fifty to one hundred eighty million dollars. He's the best. He's the best shortstop in baseball. People say. So why would you not sign the day? Because they now Tuve is on his way out. They they gave all Tuve the, the the expensive contract. They're not. They're not going to give it to Correa. I'm telling you right now, Correa is gone. But don't they have a ton of money? Like, where they, is their they, money? Can't, they, they can't Brantley's afford it. contract, I think, is up. Sprinter's no, gone. No, Brantley signed a two-year deal. Brantley, yeah. signed a, Brantley signed a good deal already. Yeah, so he signed he's a two-year deal. The rest, of the, the, the rest of the money is being... But it's still being paid off to, to Grinky and Verlander, yeah. which is taking up a lot of the, for the Ryan can't get pitching. Grinky's contract isn't that much longer either. No, he, his has one retires. more year, but it's big. If he retires. It's still big right now. So if he retires, which a lot it's of gonna people hinder think. The, it's going to hinder them this year. Now, if, 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 if Correa was a free agent next year, yes, this would be a lot easier for them. So now, But now it's going to be a lot harder to do it. I still think they still might do it, but the it's, it's going to be tricky. They're not bringing – I'm telling it's you right now. really tricky. Correa is not going back to them. The he's, only way, He's going to get close to $200 million. But the only one that you a really have to save money that, for is talent. Jordan Alvarez. Outside of Correa, how it's old just is him. Correa? How old is Carlos Correa? Twenty-eight, I believe. Same age as uh, Lindor. He's going to make close to two hundred, maybe even more than it. He's just as he's good. He's too injury prone, probably, to make more than more than that. But in terms of in terms of him getting paid, he'll still get paid elsewhere. He he's, again, if he still likes the Astros culture enough, he might stay there. Shortstop. Oh, okay. Uh, Twenty six home runs. Brain, he's going to wait for Trevor Story to sign first. He's he has a better career batting average than uh, Lindor. He's hit more home runs than Lindor, and in same age, uh, he hit ninety two RBIs this year. He's going to get over two hundred million dollars this year. He he's going to make a lot of money. He he's, he's uh, people are saying he's the best shortstop in baseball, and you can't really argue that. Uh, Tatis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I, 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 okay. How about this? The best shortstop in the American League, okay? And that's what they're going to say, and he is going to get a lot of money. He's going to get paid, okay? Uh, and Tatis, and really Tatis well. needs to do it back-to-back years before you say Tatis is the best shortstop in baseball. Tatis played very well last year. Uh, uh, he played very well all three years in the league, so he probably is that now. If the, the only American League competition, I would say, is probably Bogarts. Bichette. Uh, Bichette. Bo Bichette is... I mean, if you maybe upside wise, I don't know about right if now. You say, upside wise, uh, he had a really good year. Uh, again, Tyler loves the defense. Forty-two home runs this year, seventeen the year before with forty-five RBIs and twenty-two and fifty-three. That's he's, a short season. Yeah, that's fine. He he still hasn't he still hasn't done it. I want to see him consistently do it thirty and ninety. Trey Turner and 90. Had a phenomenal okay. year Trey, too. Trey Turner, yeah. I want to see him do it thirty and ninety. Okay, because he's he hasn't done it fluently and. And I, I think we're forgetting somebody. Oh, who, what are you talking about? Yeah, Bichette. I know you brought. No, up no, no. I really think we're forgetting somebody. Oh, what shortstops? Yeah. Story. Uh, are you going to say story now? Trevor no, Story is a story. Trevor Story is guy. Trevor Story is a guy that the Yankees really like. I just don't see Colorado trading. The Yankees are going to have to give up a he's lot a free of. Agent. 
No, they're going to give him a qualifying offer, and then he's going to sign with somebody. Trevor Story is a free agent. Yes. I don't think he is. Yes, he, really? he is. Yep. Unrestricted or restricted? Him. It's, it's going to be. It's the big shortstop un- class. They're all the same. Seager. Seager. Yep. Gurea and him are then, all. Then, the then if I were the Yankees, Trevor Stories is the guy that I gun for too. No, you can't have him and Perez. If you're telling me they're lightning payroll, yes. they're not going to sign all three of these. D- no, I didn't say they're lightning. Hal Steinbrenner hasn't given the number to Brian Cashman on what they're willing to spend, but I know that the twenty million of, over the luxury tax, and yes, they're going to. They have like eight or nine guys that are arbitrating. I believe a lot of them are going to be gone because I think Voight. If they go after a, fir- a oh, short, one could hope. Voight, no, I'm telling you, Voight. They'll arbitrate them. I, I, I can't. I can't see what's his name again, the third baseman, Urshela. Urshela. Uh, even though he's cheap, I, even though he's cheap, the Yankees might bring him in as a bench player. I, I think Gio Urshela is gone. He should be. Um, I, there's no way they're getting rid of Hicks because his contract is so affordable. It's long. It's affordable. Dude, it's eight years, $10 million No, the money's year. good. I just think it's it's long. It's a great contract for the Yankees. I mean, and he's still, when healthy, he's – He's he's a he's trade a him top, for a reliever. He's a top five center fielder. In Great, the league. so trade him for a reliever. You don't need outfield depth. They're not going to trade him. But they also don't have a pure center fielder. They're not going to trade him. He's you know who got... else you need to go go? Bye, Joey Gallo. It was a pleasure to know you. Well, Joey Gallo could be trade bait for the Yankees in the offseason because the Yankees still have control of him for one more year. Bye bye. The Yankees can move him. I mean, it, it could I, be. He's one of the first people I trade. Um, but he's a left-handed power that they don't have in their lineup. And that, that's something that they have to look at. That's too. why you bring back Rizzo. Um, it depends on how much Rizzo wants and how many years Rizzo wants. The Yankees are in a good position because they have eight guys that could be arbitrated, so they can part ways with a lot of them. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, Aaron Judge is going to get arbitrated. He's going to get his money. I, and if I were the Yankees in the offseason, I would do everything I can to give him the contract that he wants or an affordable contract that they think he's worth. Because yeah. I, he's I, a corner outfielder. He's I, not going to get just, a lot. I, I, even if you give him 140. 150. Yeah. He's he's one of the best when healthy. He's one of the best players in baseball. You give him the contract and, and move on from that because those are the guys that. Could you stop doing that, Tyler? No, oh, sorry. It's um, it's... um, I I just think that it's it's interesting where the Yankees could go. But I didn't know that Trevor Story is is, uh, is mm-hmm. a restricted free. So and <laughs> he's a guy. Colorado's so del- 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 diligent to move him, but they they're stupid with him. He's a guy that the Yankees really really like. And by the way, DJ Lemayo's been talking high regards to him, and he wants him to come here to New York. Mm. I wouldn't right. be surprised. You're Tyler. You're, you're you might be on this. I I did read something that the Yankees. I I, I know Brian Cashman loves Trevor Story. So and over here in Yankee Stadium, he's a perfect fit when it comes to his power. Forget and, the power. He's a defensive. He's got good the only power. downside to Story. You is move Gleyber Torres to second base. The only downside to Story is on a team that strikes out a lot already. He's also a big strikeout guy, though. So it doesn't well, matter. Uh, you're you're in a lineup that that's strikes why out. you give up Voigt, who's a strikeout guy. You give up Gallo, who's a strikeout guy. You give up Hicks, who's a strikeout guy. Uh, Hicks is not a strikeout guy. He's a contact hitter. Two forty-eight a contact. He's hitter? a contact hitter. He doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't strike out a lot. So. I, I don't know why you hate Hicks so much. He, I, I don't, it's not that I hate Hicks. I just I, I think, Hicks think is, his contract is too much. Eight years, $10 million? I mean, $10 million a year? He's, only, for he's, a, got, five, for, he's got five left. For an outfielder, a center fielder that has the arm, and he's a, he could be a 5 to a player. He can steal bases. He can hit for RB, home runs and power. He's a, le- he's a righty see, and a lefty. First of all, he that's hits all pre-injury. His injury for yes. what he does is not good. Yes, but he's got the be- one of the best arms in baseball. 
Uh, he's he, he could steal. He hits on both sides, right and lefty. He hits for power. Hicks is a steal. I, I mean, and, and and to me, I would wait until the last three years of his contract, then trade him. You still could get a lot for him because Hicks. You can't find center fielders that could do all that for ten million dollars. How many center fielders in the league? Top five, top between the top ten that make ten million dollars a year. Unless, okay, when you put it that way, fine. Maybe he's a steal. I don't know if he's a top ten star fielder, but hey, he is. But he's a good. It's a good value, no matter where he it is, is. At least for the money per year. Now the length is a little concerning with the injuries. But when he nice. got this contract, he was considered a top five center fielder in the league, and that was two years ago. And he got ten million dollars, and the Yankees got him as a steal. So. Just think, a couple of two, a few years ago, and now he doesn't. Again, you know what the sad part is about all this? What? Clint Frazier's as good as gone. Thank God. Oh, stop! He stinks, man. Clint Frazier can't, dude. It's like telling people that he didn't. You just praise Gary Sanchez for his work defensively, and Clint Frazier. That's all he. He, if anyone improved defensively, I don't know who improved more defensively on the team than he. Did. And he can't hit under the clutch. He's, well, he, none of this team can hit in the clutch. That's why they were dude, one and done the playoffs. He played. He had 183 at bats. He batted 186. Okay, and that Sanchez is not, hit who? Sanchez <gasps> hit 204, and he hit 23 home runs. Okay, mm. as a catcher. Well, you keep saying that, but Clint Frazier is a better. By the way, his, than by the way, his WAR is negative 1.4. He had a bad year. Yes, bad year. Negative 1.4. He had a bad year. That's a horrible year. Also, though, his career war is zero point two. During wonderful the COVID season, he was a lightning in a bottle, dude. He has a zero point two war. Okay, in his well, career, that he hasn't is put not it together good. yet, and that's a shame. But good. I'm not. I don't want to give up on him. He needs to be traded. Kid. He needs to be traded. You're not going to get much for him, but uh, he yeah, he'll to, be part of another deal. He'll he'll go somewhere else and he'll play better. I just don't think he's. Oh, a Yankee. he's going to go somewhere else. Good, and he's not a Yankee. Be the prospect that That's he's fine. supposed to be. He go to Cincinnati, and then people like you are going to be like, "Oh, I wish we could have kept." No, him. I wouldn't because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't belong in New York. He can't play in New York. He can't stand the credit. He can't stand he'll the. Go, he'll go the back fans. to Cleveland and then strive with with Ahmed Rosario. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth, Kyler. You, you like these guys, and these guys don't produce. They don't. I just don't. And then you hate the guys then, that do produce. Who do I hate that produces? You don't like to, Hicks. Aaron Hicks is a better, a way better player than Clint Frazier. Right, but he's also older, and I would rather shave the salary how to old get is, a pitcher. How old is Clint Frazier? How old is Clint Frazier? 25. Six now. 20, 26. And what's he? Making maybe $2 million? Let me see. Clint Frazier's 27. Okay? Aaron oh. Hicks is 31. Going to be 32. Is he that okay. much older? And he's and a much who, better player. I wouldn't say much, but he's, hey, a, he's a much better player. We'll see how he looks. After Switch the hitter throws. He's, who's got the better arm? Aaron Hicks by far. I wouldn't say by uh, far. By Frazier's far, he's a arm. way better defense. The okay. Yankees don't have another center fielder, pure center fielder, to just oh move God, on from dude. Hicks right now. Dude, uh, dude, Hicks is 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 a great defensive player. So he's a great. So Gardner's player. gone. Obviously. Right. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's going to retire. Thank he's going to retire. He's done. Thank God. Urshel's I mean, uh, gone. Old man, uh, you know, with, with Gardner. I like Brett, but he's got to go. They brought him back as a statesman. That's it. Yeah, well, thank God he's gone. I mean, and, and I'll tell you this right now. Cole is going to have a lot of pressure on him this year because if he doesn't produce, I think the Yankees, even with the they, – They're not – no, they're, they're stuck with him. They're stuck with him. He's young. They can move on from that contract. Absolutely. 
Uh, they'll be team. They'll, they'll, if they, you trade Garrett Cole, you know what you're doing? Dude, I'm not You're tra- tearing the whole house down. Dude, I'm not trading anything. Oh. Garrett Cole has got to produce this coming year in the playoffs. I mean, he's going to be top three in Cy Young voting. So yeah, I don't really he know was this he year. Do. But in the playoffs, he just didn't show up. He was top three again this year, but he didn't show up in the playoffs. And his second half of the season, the last two months, he was horrible. I think he was 0-5 in the last two months. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good. And his ERA was like five. Mm-hmm. So he needs to he needs Where to Where have better. we seen that before? What are you talking about? Luis Severino had the same pattern. Same pattern. Well, Luis Severino, and, and I, I, I think this is this is a very big year for Luis because Luis, I think, has one more year left on that extension that the Yankees gave him before he his shoulder surgery and his uh, his elbow surgery. So this is an important year for Luis Severino too, yeah. and I think and I think he's going to be very very important to that staff too. So, Alan, uh, please don't bring Corey Kluber back. Whoever's I, listening, not, please, I don't please, think they for the love of I don't God, think please. They are. I think they'll bring in another veteran. I don't know who it will be, but they'll bring in a veteran. Uh, 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 what's his name again from the Mets is going to be available. Cindergard? Uh, no. I, I would bring Cindergard in a heartbeat. No, I, I don't no, think no, he's. No, absolutely not. I would bring him in. You want to talk about somebody that can't pitch in New York? Uh, My God. I think he pitched in New York. Well, C- C- Cindergard, why don't you sign Cindergard Matt is, Harvey while you're at it? <laughs> Cindergard is good stuff. He just doesn't know how to use it. Well, well he couldn't stay God. healthy. Cindergard's got And he's a jackass. Um, you got Strowman, you got Taiwan Walker also available, too. So, just uh, But Strowman's going to want a good amount of money. I go after the Philly guy that could be available because uh, I think he needs Nola? to clean up. Yeah, I, I think he They're needs to clean up. They're not Aaron Nola. I don't know, man, because I I've been hearing things that the that Philadelphia is willing to trade Nola. He didn't have a great season. He's been really streaky throughout his career. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think Nola would be somebody that the Yankees maybe can get you know a steal. But no, because I like Italian. I, I think the Italian's going to be on the team. No, they, I know, they, but yeah. no, what I'm saying is he's not expensive. I, I get it. So you got him at three. No, Montgomery's three. No, Montgomery, I think is. I, I think Severino, no. I'm Savarino's two. Everybody, spot. it's Cole Savarino, Montgomery. I'm not rushing ta- Talent, to a two. but he is. He's going to be the talent two. wise. He might get there, but to start the year, I'm not pushing him that way. Well, hold on one sec. He's going to have the whole off season. He'll be able to spring training. I think he's. I think he's going to be the two. I, I really do. I, I think it's him. Unless they bring somebody in that is worthy enough to be the two, like a Verlander, who you keep bringing Verlander. You could get Verlander on a cheap coming back from a UCL tear. I don't know why you don't like him. He pitches well in New York. He's st- UCL tear. Did, didn't he say something stupid about Yankee fans? No. He said something. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I could have sworn he said something slick. Who cares what he says? He, you, put him in that, you put him in that rotation with him and Cole. And by the way, they played in the same rotation in Houston. Uh, I, I think it would. Mm, I, I think it. I think it would make their it, pitching didn't cheat. It was their hitting. <laughs> I think Verlander. I think Verlander could be uh, definitely a guy that I'd look at where you don't have to pay him. Uh, what are you going to pay him? Five million? No, he's, he's going to want. He's going to want eight dude, to ten. Dude, he's thirty-eight he's years old. Gonna, he's not going to get eight. As he's a thirty-eight market. or thirty-nine years old. He's going to get five million dollars, six million dollars, a veteran like a baseball veteran's minimal. And and I'll tell you this right now. Why wouldn't he come play in New York? Him and Cole are very close. They have a very good relationship. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think you could get him on the cheap. Bring him over there. I I, I bring. I would take a run for him then, 
anybody else. I mean, because think about it. Well, he that, shouldn't be the only one. They, no, they'll compilate a bunch of other They'll veteran reach pitchers, out to yeah. a bunch of veterans. Veteran pitchers, yeah. But I think but Verlander. They need, like, they need like three of them. I though, think I Verlander think. would definitely come here in New York. Definitely. He pitches very well in Yankee they, Stadium. They bring back Andrew Heaney. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they'll bring back Andrew Heaney and be like, look, we found our guy. They'll put him in the bullpen if they do that. Um, but I, I think the Yankees will – somebody they're going to go for something uh, along those lines when it comes to pitching. They're not going to want to pay they – need, They need a different identity. They need depth like you see. You know, the relief pitching. I, I see Versatile the Yankees guys that could be both. Swing guys. That's where I think the Yankees are going to go. They're going to go Kimbrel, relief. Kimbrel needs to be a phone call. I think they'll reach out to Kimbrel, but Kimbrel's going to want to leave. Maybe Knubel again, needs to be a phone call. Keep in mind, though, Kimbrel, it's a lot when of money. he's not a pure closer, Knubel's not gonna is be not the same. Kniebel's not going to be a lot of money. No, I said Kimbrel. No, Kimbrel's going to be a good amount of money because he's going to want to get paid as a closer. But if the Yankees aren't going to use him as a closer, him, he doesn't nah. contribute a lot of value. Well, I heard I that. Think Cha- I, I, I think the Yankees, if, if Chapman comes back next year, if they don't let him go or trade him, because I, 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 he still has one more year left on his contract. Next year is his last year. I could see the Yankees trading him or moving him to the eighth inning. He is not going to be the closer next year. He will not. They're going to bring in somebody that's going to close. Britain's gone. I think they'll Thank trade God. him. I think because Britain has one more year left on his contract. Yeah, three years. God. Three years. Goodbye. 13. Him and Adam Adovino, man. They can't bring <laughs> in. Adovino's they'll trade. They'll <laughs> no, trade. I know. He sucked here. Then he goes to Boston. He was always streaky well, here to here. And then guess what? He was around. always he like that in his whole career. I think they'll yeah, trade. one year of five year, right? then a 2.48, then another four, then the Yankees got him. He was great, then he was bad. It's always been like They'll that. trade Britain. I, I think. I, 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 peanuts and crack jacks. Luizica was very good this year. He is a he, very important. You know what? I would like to see him get a shot. He's a very. No, because I think he's very important. But he's good in so many roles, yeah, which is good. Him so. and Chad Green. They'll bring Chad right. Green back. Well, they yep. need to bring Chad Green back. They'll bring Chad Green back. Chad yeah, Green is arbitrated, I think, this year. Too. He's one of the arbitrated guys sure. that they have to arbitrate. Uh, but uh, they'll bring him, Luizica. They need two more relief pitchers in that uh, relief. And two. Maybe, yeah, two. Two? Yeah. Think about it. You need you need they have Loizica, Chad Green, and Chapman still there. That's three guys. You need two or three. I would say two guys. The two at no, least. You need at about least five or six. But they can also no, discover guys many, in the man. season too. Yeah. Relief pitchers are very fluky where they well, can you actually do get bring them. Back Jonathan Holder? No, you bring it. <laughs> God. That's Aaron Boone's go to guy. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, I mean, I'm in a Give me the holder. Give me Holdsy. <laughs> That's fine. You could bring in Holder. Holder's he's not going to pitch a lot. They're going to bring it. They're going to bring in two pitch. I believe they're going to bring in two, maybe three relief pitchers. They, yeah, and they could discover a something catcher. This season, so. Maybe they, they could come in the season. They're fluky. Yeah. I mean, being that they were probably very happy the Astros and the Red Sox didn't win, but they were. But they weren't very happy that both those teams went to the ALCS and one of them went to the World Series. So I, I believe the Yankees will make. And spend a little bit more money than people thought they were going to spend in the offseason. I just, I'm, I'm wondering how, what they're going to. I do believe they're going to go after a catcher. I do. I, I do believe they're going to go after a catcher. I don't know if it's Perez. Oh, my guy retired, so whatever. I, I do believe they're. Uh, Trevor, you're saying Trevor Stories is, a, uh, he's, he's a free agent. I, I do believe they'll go after you're not Trevor Stories. A catcher and Trevor Stories. Why not? No, depending on who the catcher is. Trevor Stories is it? First of all, you saw what the players got paid last year. Trevor Stories is not. Going to make what you think he's going to make. He's he, going to make one twenty-five. Yeah, that's what he. That's right. that's affordable contract for the Yankees. That's affordable. Right. So remember, they have nine guys or eight guys that are arbitrated. They're not going to arbitrate all of them. 
You have to. Why? You can't trade a guy that's not under contract. What are you talking about? So they don't. No, have they no they no they arbitrate him first. They'll arbitrate him first, and they'll, they'll trade him. But they're no. not going to arbitrate all of them. They don't have to. The arbitration hearings happen before the spring training. Yeah, they so don't have to arbitrate. They can all of them. they can arbitrate them. Get he'll get that set base value, yeah. and then they 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 could trade him. They're not going to make a training. Do, do you know how many people are going to be interested in Luke Voigt? I mean, there's a lot of teams that'll be interested in Luke Voigt. He's a he, he's a cardinal. What do you mean he's a cardinal? He'll end up with the cardinal somehow. <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> I'll tell you right now, uh, he's one of the best powered uh, uh, power first basemen in the league. So he to get it, you could get something for him. You could get a relief pitcher. Uh, yes. Oh, swap back Voigt and Gallegos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know where they what they're gonna screw do. you. Don't bring that guy back here. Don't bring him they back. He pitched well last year. Yeah, not here. He can't pitch. In, you want to know guys that can't play in New York? He can't play in New York. You know who I want? I want. I, know, I don't think the Cardinals are getting rid of him. He I think well for them. I think this is the off season you see Hater get traded. No. Yes. No. Why would you? Yes. Hater's gonna be expensive. What do you mean? He's gonna be expensive when you you have to extend his. Con- he's gonna be expensive. I don't think they're trading him now. No, I think so. He's expensive. There is no better time. He's you you so want to you want to you want to go after Hater? You're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. Like I'm talking about fifteen, sixteen, like a million. Two, three years down the road, okay. What do you mean one year? The Brewers are not trading him. I think right it's now. one year. They had, a, they had a nice season, and he's the best, maybe they will. most versatile relief pitcher. Well, then maybe. I want the Brewers. We if they go pitch. after Hater, they're not going to go after all these relief pitchers. They're going to go after him, and that's you it. You can get Hater and bring in Knubel and a uh, Daniel Hudson and a uh, who else off the top of my head. I, I think I think That's knowing the probably Yankees good enough because Hater can serve remember, so many roles. Knowing the Yankees, they still have good pitchers in their farm system that could be relief pitchers. So the Yankees are not going to go yeah, after Albert Abreu. No, they they have a lot. They they have new a guys lot. can be discovered. It's in a fluky position. If you look at the pitchers. Yankees prospects, they they Brady Co- uh, Brady Coker Brady. Uh, Kosher, Kogner. They that? have uh, a good prospect that tore last year. I think it tore his, his ACL or UCL, and that's why he he, he didn't get called up this year. I'm just trying to I'm trying to find the Yankees prospects. I know they have. Um, yeah, they have a, they have a lot of those younger double A, single A type pitchers that are pretty. That are, I'm thinking that Debbie Garcia, right? Okay. Debbie Clark Gar- Schmidt's the guy. That, yeah, but yeah, I, I said that. Mark. Clark Schmidt. Debbie Garcia, yeah. Clark Schmidt. <sighs> Urshela and Voigt for Hader is more than fair. More hmm. than fair. Hmm. Interesting. I forgot. Oh, you want Gary they're Sanchez gonna, too? Uh, go ahead. Hold on one second. And they're, Aaron Boone? They're not going to go after Trevor. They're <laughs> not, not going to go after Aaron Boone. They're not going to go yeah, after Damn straight they're not going to go they're after not, him. They're not going to go after Trevor Story because I keep forgetting Anthony Volpe, who they, they really love. So I, I, Trevor Story is a good – Trevor Story makes Yeah, but they, they, they believe that this kid, Anthony Volpe, is going to be – why would they go after Trevor Story when they know that this kid is the future and he could be called up either this year – or in the middle of the uh, middle he's of the next year, nineteen years old, because because Story, they they already say he's win now team, dude. They already say that he's ready. You know they listen. So then, by your logic, they say Austin Wells is ready. So you don't need a character. no, no, no. They they believe what this, time is it? dude. They believe he's re- he's ready, dude. I'm ready too. You're ready to to play to play baseball for the New York Yankees. Well, I've been ready since I was like five for uh, that. Have but fun I'm, getting, I'm, have fun getting managed dude, by Aaron Volpe Boone. is the best tool player. Best <laughs> tool player. Call the agent. Don't listen, call me directly. Listen to this. <laughs> the best tool players is five tools when it comes to hitting. 
Best hitter average, Anthony Volpe in their prospects. Best power hitter, Anthony Volpe. Best strikeout zone discipline, Anthony Volpe. Fastest base runner, Anthony Volpe. Best athlete, Anthony Volpe. He's going to be the guy, man. They're, they're, they're going to bring him We're going to hear Anthony Volpe's name every Yankee conversation until spring training. And by the way, Jason Dominguez lost his spot. The other catcher, that uh, the other shortstop that they drafted before, you know. Yeah, the Wake Forest kid. They, they're saying yeah. that he's the second best prospect the Yankees have. And well, they, you don't need both of them, no, so I, trade the kid from Wake Forest. I, I, I understand that, but you're not going to just trade him for anything. He's a big top prospect. Why would Josh you trade him? Hader. You're going to trade Josh Hader, a top-end prospect. The Brewers just won the division. A top-end shortstop for Josh do, Hader. It's going to be because you, you're not giving up your hall. best shortstop. You're giving up the second. You don't best trade. Guy. You don't trade it's up the hall. Why would Hader. you trade your second best prospect for Josh Hader, who's 30 years old? I'm not doing. Hader's it. not 30 years. Yes, old. Yes, he is. No way. Josh Hader's 30 years He's old. 27, 28 years old. Go up to his age, Josh. There's Hader. no way Josh Hader is 30. No chance. Because when he got called up, he was 24. How old was that? 27. Yeah, yeah he's 27. He's going to be 28. He's Brewers got 10 gr- years left. The Brewers are going to steepen the price for it, though. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very hard. Well, Volpe is what? what? Where is he ranked in the pipeline of Major League number, Baseball? Uh, number 13, number okay. 12. They're not trading So the him. second best guy has got to be in the 30s or 50s, right? Uh-uh. Um, for the Yankees, probably not. No, for the Yankees, he's second. No, no, no. I mean, for like you're judging the entire prospect ranking. Probably D- Dominguez 50. is probably in the top fifty, but he, but being that he's but he younger, passed Dominguez. no, he passed Dominguez. No, no, no. I'm, talk- I'm not talking about Volpe. I'm talking about Dominguez. No, their second shortstop just passed Dominguez. He's the second best prospect. Okay, so he's probably fringe fifty something. Yeah. Okay. That's a big. So you want to trade all? Th- you're going to trade all three of them because that's probably what the Brewers are going to ask. All three. Volpe the and prospects. They're not, you're crazy. No, the you're, Brewers are not asking for that. The Brewers just want a drugs. division. They're not going to just give them away. Your Hold beard on a second. You, you think the Yankees are going to trade the third? No, no, no. I prospect. think the Brewers are going to ask for They're it. They're not going to get that. No, I don't think they are either. But I'm saying the Brewers just want a division. They're not just going to all of a sudden just dangle them around. But the Brewers are like the Rays. They have to do what that. They're not like the Rays. They are. They don't have a payroll the like Brewers that. The Brewers are a middle tier payroll, not a low like the Rays. The Yankees aren't trading. I think un- uh, Volpe is untouchable for the Yankees. And so is Jason Dominguez. Two guys that are the future of the Yankees. They're not trading any of those guys. The second shortstop, yeah, they can use him as That's a trade. That's what I'm saying. The kid from Wake Forest, Debbie Garcia. But he, he's supposedly supposed to be Gary really Sanchez good. She'll get the job done. I, I wouldn't trade watch, all those guys watch for Watch that more trade deadline than offseason. I would not trade all that for, Pitchers for, are for gonna one pitcher, for the, relief pitcher. The best relief pitcher in baseball? I, I Still. The best closer in baseball? I, I wouldn't trade him for, for three. You're trading a top, your second best prospect in all of Who your Who has no system. room. That's fine. You don't just trade him away. Those those are guys that are great Didn't you trade. Just say ship. they could use him yeah. as trade bait. Yes, but he's a trade ship. You just don't give away. Okay, we're not giving him away. You're getting the best closer in baseball. Uh, and, and consider closers fall apart every single year. But he's not, not just a closer. He's not just a pure closer. And let's so just say Chapman, you know, throws a stink. I don't. I'm the closer, or I'm leaving. No, all right, fine. Hater can be the eighth inning guy. He can be a opener. He can be a Multi-ending opener. There's many things Josh Hader can do. He's a uh, he's he's been he's in a the, younger, he, better he, version he, of Chapman. He's been in the National League and he's never played in the American League, and that's and that's the, exactly what Haraldus Chapman did before we got him. Yeah, and Haraldus Chapman wasn't as great as you thought in the. He was much better in the National League than he was in the. American oh yeah, he was phenomenal with Cincinnati. Yeah, he's it's different when you play in the American League and the power that you have to deal with. I'm right. disappointed in you, Baker Mayfield. Why? What? Why? 
It's like when the mom and dad fight and you don't want to pick a side. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like Beckham. He just doesn't want to admit it. You don't like I know. Tyler's just in conflict because it's two of his five of her favorite players of the NFL. Dude, why is it that when Landry's on the field, he's getting the ball? And when Beckham is on the field, he doesn't. He doesn't like Beckham. What? What are you reading? I'm trying to read why, what his answer is to the question. It's muted. How are you going <laughs> to be able to hear it? He's not going to answer any questions. He's, he's answering a, it right now. No, no, yes, he's and it's muted. He, he, well, no, I you're not going to be able to hear. I, I'm, I'm telling you, well, right. they're dumb because they I, had the question in a box. I, so I know, I read it. it. It's, it's, it I read what he had said. He's not. He he's not going to answer the questions that they're asking. He's giving you straight answers. And if you look at Odell Beckham's numbers, they're completely down since he came here. So, seven touchdowns in three seasons to five seasons of 44 with the Giants. When he gets cut tomorrow morning. And be, he signs with a good team. He should go to Green and Bay. And he goes, and he doubles his numbers. I don't want to hear anyone say another. If word. he goes to Green Bay, he will, because I think he'll be a great shiny little tool oh, that Aaron no. Rodgers could use. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna like Odell Beckham Jr. I think he will. I think Aaron Rodgers don't like nobody. I think he will. Aaron Rodgers likes Aaron Rodgers because if Aaron Rodgers gets. First of all, you, every quarterback is cocky. I don't know what you're talking about. Aaron Rodgers is a dick. That's fine. So we're half all the quarterbacks in the league. Tom Brady's a low boy. What makes you? Well, first of all, what makes you think that Aaron Rodgers is a dick? Do you know that? Are you have you have you met him? Seriously, if your family doesn't like you. There's a problem. He's fine with his family. It was his girlfriend. Now. It was his girlfriend. He's almost forty years old. I hope you make amends with your family. Dude, he's fine with his family. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know the uh, story? Henry Ruggs can't even stand. Yeah, he hurt himself. Well, he hurt his foot. I think it was his foot. It Derek sucks. Carr, lovable guy. I like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr too. Comes from a good lineage of quarterbacks. Just, from just Carr remember, about just remember, you know nothing. You know nothing about Aaron Rodgers, and you you throw him under the bus like he's some terrible person. You, you really he, don't he know. He needs somebody else dick. to shift to after Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I, I don't oh, know. Oh, oh, I never disliked Lamar Jackson as a person. I just. <laughs> Doubt his ability to win games with his arm. Yeah, well, I don't know what makes you think that Aaron Rodgers is such a bad guy. That's all I'm saying. I, I, well, your Greg thoughts, Jennings didn't help my case uh, at all. Yeah, well, Greg Jennings didn't like Brett Favre, okay? He didn't like anybody. Well, Brett Favre was an established when guy. He went to, what do you mean? Aaron Rodgers is established now, but when Aaron Rodgers started it, he, Greg Jennings Greg Jennings didn't like him. Michael, uh, Mike, Michael, Finley, Michael Finley. Jermichael Finley didn't like him. And you know where they all went after that? Nowhere. Well, Jermichael Finley was always hurt. That was the bigger reason for him. Okay. <laughs> Greg Jennings was a two-season Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams loves him. Jordan Nelson loves him. Cobb loves him. Why are all these other guys loving him? It, it, dude, you just – you hear what other – you're not going to like that. Not everybody likes each other, okay? Just because – maybe because they didn't get the ball as much as they wanted it. You know, and well, stuff J- like that. Donald Driver didn't have that problem, even though he had that in his Donald career. Driver speaks nothing but high yeah. regards. He didn't Aaron get the Rogers. targets from Aaron Rodgers, but he still didn't really say anything bad about him. I want to get remember. Donald Driver on the show. I, I think Donald Driver is is a person that you can get in touch with. Uh, Niffin got him on a fucking show, so why can't we? That's a great answer. Well, he fucking did it. Why can't we? So <laughs> Niffin got him can on the show. Can that be our slogan? <laughs> they fucking did it. Why can't we? I mean, I, I would love to get Donald Driver on the show because I, I know – Donald Driver. I would like to get Craig Jennings on this show. Maybe Craig he could. Jennings. Craig Jennings is only going to speak bad about him on what he says. 
I, listen, I have I don't care what anybody says because I've seen I've seen what people have said about him and what people haven't said about him. And by the way, a lot of people have said that he's a good, uh, kind-hearted person. And as far as his mother and his, Who? what are you? Ta- I I just gave you names. I just gave you names. What time is it? My head is starting to hurt. Matthew speaks nothing but high regards in him. I, Matthew I mean, who? Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews oh. speaks nothing but high regards to him. I mean, seriously, uh, you, he's not as bad as you make him out to be. And the fact that you don't even know who he is or you've never even interviewed him, why you say he's a bad guy makes no sense either. So he's a dick. Look, he's a dick. He's, that's why he's dating one of the nicest nicest uh, movie stars in the movie business. You don't know that. Yeah, she is. How do you know? I'm, I'm telling you you've she is. You've met her? I, I never met her personally, but I've, I've read what people say about her. She's one of the kindest people in the movie business. Uh, I and, hope so. And I've met a lot of movie stars, yes. I never met her. But, I didn't say you haven't met anybody. But I I've said met her. I've met people that have been, uh, you know, have worked with her. So, it, it, I, listen. A dead what, clock is right twice a day. Listen, what you what you hear about people, yes, you're going to hear. Dude, I've heard things about people said about Tom Brady. Okay, does that mean I? Does that mean Tom Brady was a bad guy? No, it doesn't mean. There's him nothing a, wrong with that man. Joe Montana. You want to talk about a bad guy, a person that's not a nice guy? Joe Montana. I've I've read and I've I've heard enough things about Joe Montana. You want to talk about a bastard? Oh, that's him. Also, Brett Favre, not a nice person. Damn, that's heartbreaking because Brett Favre seems like a lovable guy. Mm-hmm. You you want to talk about a mean person? Look what he did to Aaron Rodgers for three years. And wanted, he but wanted. He was right about that. Really? It's not my job to teach you. It's your job to learn. Mm. Okay. Okay. He's right. Mm. Does Aaron Rodgers do that to Jordan Love? I have no idea how Aaron Rodgers he treats doesn't. Jordan Love. When Zach Wilson came to, went to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, oh, here we go. When he went, no, he when he went to the camp, he did nothing but stand there and, and help him out and, and try to teach him coverage and everything like that. Dude, you you read things and you 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 just you attack people that you I, don't I, know. I don't I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Why don't you like him? I don't know. I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand. He's a special player. We're not going to see players like that. Uh, so is LeBron. I still don't like. LeBron. I want to know something. I think more and more you see what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. More and more you see that he he might be a little bit overrated. What people were talking about. I'm just letting you know. Look at look at his team. And you're talking about a quarterback that everybody said compares him. It compares him to Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't make everybody around him better. You put your head down all you want. He doesn't. No. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers with the weapons he has? Oh my God. Devontae Adams is better than Tyreek Hill. Really? Yes. Yes, Yes, but not by much. Yes. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all the weapons that he has. Those he, are the only weapons he has. No, no, they're not. This year, yes, the rest of them have had trouble. Hardman and but they're still good Hilaire players. Pringle, they're, they're still Pringle, they're, yeah. they're still good players. And you want to know something? If so Aaron, is Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, Jones is, is better back. than Hilaire. Yeah, he's a running back. So that's help. All and and, and, and again, help. Aaron Jones. We'll watch him in the playoffs again. Throw up another dud because he's not a good playoff player. You'll, you'll watch this year. Aaron Jones will. He will choke in the playoffs like he did last year. He's not a good playoff player under pressure. And you'll see it will all be left into Aaron Rodgers' arm and for Aaron Rodgers to make the plays. But isn't that the all-time great's job? Hmm. Go look at his all-time great numbers in the playoffs. They're pretty damn fucking good. One Super Bowl. Yeah. One Real Super good. Bowl. Again, 
He's had a difficult uh, NFC. Oh, my God. A difficult NFC. He's had the worst defenses in NFL history. And he's taken him to NFC title games. By the way, back-to-back NFC title games, which is not easy to do. So you, He lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. And then he, he lost, lost to their running game. <laughs> they didn't lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. Their defense stinks. Raheem Mostert was the best player yeah, in that yeah. game. Unfortunately, in society, that's how we do this. Quarterback versus quarterback. Makes no sense to never play. Makes no sense. I know. Dude, and they, then, uh, dude, the cat, the, who was the game before that? Or the game after that? Tampa. Oh, well, we all knew he wasn't beating Brady. So He outplayed Brady in that game. In the second half. No, he outplayed Brady in that game. No, the first half he he outplayed Brady in that game. Yes, he did. The whole game he outplayed Brady. It wasn't because of Aaron Rodgers that they lost. Their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Well, their defense stinks. They always Matt Lafleur is a jackass. But other than that, (laughs) they could Matt Lafleur. The only reason why that team is good is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Let's let's call a spade a spade. It's that team is not good. You you take him out of that roster. That team is a. A one-win team. Mm. A one-win team. Well, look at what Russell Wilson means to Seattle now, too. No, the, yeah, I'm not taking right. that away from Russell Wilson. Exactly. I think Russell Wilson's special. I, I, would never, I, I would never say that, you know? I think he needs to be in blue and white. But anyways, my, my light, my camera went off, so. <laughs> anyways, that is it for our show. We will Wait, be Earl's back. on the screen? We'll be back. It's all right. We'll yeah, be well, back. The show's over. Uh, we'll be back. The show's been over. We'll be back. No, I had a good time. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, definitely going to talk more baseball. Uh, who do we have on tomorrow? So tomorrow we got a 9.30 uh, pro football focus NFL reporter Doug Kide. Okay. And then 10 o'clock we got... Kide? Kide, yeah. Uh, at 10 o'clock we have the athletic German. NBA podcaster, bleacher report writer, and founder of thejumpball.net, Mo Dakil. Interesting. Well, uh, a big show tomorrow. And then next week, don't forget, Wednesday we have the beef. The Joining us, uh, it'll be interesting. Him and Tyler. Oh, I wonder God. if the bread man's gonna have six or seven goals by the time he comes. Who you talking about, Panarin? Yes. Yep, and I'll still say trade him. <laughs> well, he's shocking. No, he just said he didn't say trade him. He said I would trade him for Barzell. And and by no, the way, no, 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 no. And by that the way, comment came because of the stupid comment he made before. By the way, uh, if you line up, and it's so interesting, I I, I did oh, bring that up to a Ranger fan today. Who? Uh, Ranger, you don't know him. I just want to know who. He's a Ranger fan. Because I want to call he's him bigger, out right now. He's a bigger Ranger fan than you, I can tell you that. Okay, because he's probably older than he me, is. too. He is. Okay. And I said, who would you rather, a, a, a top five, top six center in the league or a top winger? He says a top. And I said, who would you want, honestly? Barzell, who's 23 years old, Panarin. He told me, I, not by much, he'd take Barzell. That's what he said. So... It's all, it's all about the position that you play. It's harder to find a top-line, number-one center than it is to find a winger that can put the puck in the net. I mean, he does so much more than put the puck in the net. That's okay, well, he makes everyone on his line better. And what do you think Barzell does? So, anyways. Uh, 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 face what? Off and skate real fast. Um, he's pretty damn good, man. He is very, very good. Uh, he's got Probably four he's goals. Top five center, but that's he, he is a top-five center. Everything, every statistic shows you that he is. Every I mean, I got thing. three. His plus minus, immediately. his plus minus, he plays in a defensive style of game. He still scores 25 goals a season. And he should be, That's if he fun. played in an offensive style of game, he'd be, he'd be playing, thir- he would be scoring 35. I've uh, got three definitive right now. Okay. 
Anyways, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Until then, Zero Mark, Speedy Petey, and Tyler Harrison saying, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.